Now, lies, 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 yeah. Lies, 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 yeah. That's right. Lies, lies, lies. That's what a lot of people were listening to just a short time before turning on this broadcast. A certain person was not being very truthful. And I think this person feels that they have no choice but to lie because the truth really hurts sometimes. The slogan I was thinking of using for this site on t-shirts and whatever was, if the truth hurts, we can be a real pain. That was a slogan I was thinking of for Poker Fraud Alert because I want this site to be about the truth. Now what do I mean by the truth? I mean when a situation comes up, especially a situation that is of the public interest, I don't mean about personal stuff. I don't mean about personal stories. If someone confronts you with some sort of personal matter between you and one other person that has nothing to do with anybody else in the forum, yeah, of course you don't have to explain yourself because it's your own private business. But something that is of the public interest, that you should always be forthcoming with the truth and not hide behind excuses for why you don't have to tell it. I went on television in 2008 and 2009 and told tens of millions of people the truth about Absolute Poker and about Ultimate Bet because those companies were not telling the truth. They were taking a situation that was awful, them cheating their own players, and trying to find every single way possible to cover it up, to make it look not as bad as it was, to make it look like they did the right thing after it was discovered. And it bothered me. It didn't just bother me as a victim of it. It bothered me as a member of the poker community. That with a lot of people, they were getting away with it. Now, I definitely wasn't the only person seeing through these lies. There were many, many people who saw through the lies. But I wanted to be one of the people, as someone who was you know, there from the very beginning, 
accusing them of cheating. I wanted to be one of the people who came forward and publicly called them out on television in front of tens of millions of people that they were lying, that they were cheating, that they were covering up even after the whole thing came out. Now, I'm not going to rehash that whole thing again. But I would be a hypocrite if I demanded such things of UB and then didn't tell the truth myself about my own dealings. My own public dealings. So, I want everything that's of interest to the public, something that's the public's business, that has to do with me. I want the truth out there. And anybody who has nothing to hide, anybody who's not lying, anyone who's not cheating people, should always want all of the truth out there. Now, let me tell you some statements that will come from untruthful people. Statements like, I can't comment on this. I've been advised by my attorney I can't say anything. Or, I've got my reasons. There's two sides to every story. I just can't tell my side. But trust me, there's another side to this. Or, one of many others, I mean, I can't think of them all at the moment, but there's a lot of ways to dodge talking about something. If someone accuses you of something, if you're innocent, you want to shout it from the mountaintops. You want to tell everyone that you're innocent. You want everyone to know that those accusations against you are not true, and you want to offer every way possible for those accusing you to come forward and present their evidence so you can refute it and make them look stupid and make yourself look innocent because you are innocent. That's what the innocent person does. Think about this. If I accuse you, when I say you, I mean the listener, if I accuse you of stealing $10,000 from me, what would you say? Would you say, I can't discuss this, my lawyer advised me not to? Would you say there are two sides to every story? No. You would say, Todd, I didn't steal $10,000 from you. Go ahead, bring out all your evidence, show people how I stole $10,000, and I'll refute it. I'll prove that you are making this story up about me. That's what all of you would do. Nobody would make excuses about why they can't talk about it. If I accused you of something you didn't do, and you knew you didn't do it, you would be glad to talk endlessly about it, because I would be the one who'd end up looking stupid for falsely accusing you. Now, T-Buck is saying in the chat, I'm reading the chat here, by the way, if you want to come in the chat and interact with me. T-Buck is saying not all innocent people act the same. Well, that's true. But, most guilty people act the same. The way Brian Mikon is acting regarding the various things he's being accused, especially the thing about me, he's acting just like a guilty person. His only answer to everything is, the contract isn't valid, and I have an attorney for a wife, she says it's not valid, and a story. I won't tell you why it's not valid. I can't explain how it's not valid if it's, uh, it wasn't signed under duress and it wasn't uh, signed fraudulently and it doesn't have anything illegal in it, how that could possibly be, be not valid. In fact, I encourage anybody here to call up any contract attorney in the phone book and ask them this question, and they'll tell you the contract is always valid as long as it's not one of those circumstances. He won't explain any of that. He just says, my wife says it, she's an attorney, trust me, end of discussion. That's BS. That's hiding behind the fact that he has an attorney for a wife so he can tell whatever lie he wants and get away with it and hope people don't question him. 
let's just say for argument's sake, and believe me, I'm not admitting to this, but let's say for argument's sake the contract isn't valid. And it definitely is. Don't get me wrong. It is 100% valid. But say for argument's sake that it's not valid. We're not talking legality here. The debate that Micon had tonight with Tony Bag of Donuts was, am I, Brian Micon, an ethical person? An ethical person keeps his word whether or not the agreement is, quote, legally valid. Even if there's a way to worm out of it legally, if you're a good person, if you're an ethical person, you don't worm out of it. Let me tell you something. When I tell people that I promised them something, when I say I'm agreeing to such and such with you, I will always keep that agreement. Always. I will never find ways to get out of it, to get around it, you come to me and say, Todd, you agreed to this? I'll say, you're right, I agreed, okay. And even if I regret agreeing to this, I will stick to it. Because that's what an ethical person does. When you make an agreement, you stick to it. It doesn't matter if it's legal, illegal, whatever the hell it is. You know, I don't even care if it's something illegal. If I'm dealing drugs, and I agree to sell someone drugs for a lot cheaper than market value, I just made an agreement. And the ethical thing at that point would be to sell them drugs for less than market value. Now, I'm not a drug dealer. I've never taken drugs in my life. But, but you know, an agreement's an agreement. A, a man's word is really all he has. When you give your word as a man, I agree to this. And then you break the agreement? You're a bad person. There's no way around it. You can make all the excuses you want. Oh, it's not legal. Oh, uh, I bet if we went to court, I'd win. Blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter. It means you're a piece of shit who's breaking an agreement. It means nobody can trust you. It means whenever you say, I promise you this, nobody knows if you're really going to keep the promise. It means you are not someone who can ever be trusted by anyone ever. I'm reading the chat here, T-Buck. I don't know what's with T-Buck here. It's so funny because this T-Buck guy... The only reason he's not banned from Donk Down is because of me. He got banned uh, years ago for a stupid reason that uh, I didn't support. It was just kind of like a, the popular kids got together and uh, got him banned by one of the mods. So I overruled it. I said, T-Buck, I don't think this ban is right. Again, I was trying to be an ethical person there as one of the higher admins. I wasn't actually an owner yet of the site, but I unbanned him. Mikeon was kind of just, you know, he was kind of out to lunch. He didn't have an opinion either way. He didn't even know about it. But, uh, you know, T-Buck, you saw an example of me doing something that was unpopular with the big-time regular users who are always there, the popular kids, the cool kids. I did something that was unpopular because I felt it was right. So, T-Buck, do you really think I'm not being truthful here? from what you know of me? Do you think that there's just some confusion here that Mikon's a good person, that he didn't do this? I mean, honestly. Think about it, T-Buck. Forget about, you know, not all innocent people act the same. Oh, this doesn't make him a bad person, blah, blah, blah. Just think about it. We had an agreement. He's breaking it. Now, let's go back. Let's go back to April 6th of this year. That was when my access was taken away from Donk Down. Now, it was in the agreement that I would have 
access on my account, extra access that gave me the power to move threads only to the admin form. That was all the agreement provided for. That's all I had. I could not delete people's posts. I couldn't look up their IPs. I couldn't do any of that stuff. All I could do was move posts to the admin forum, and I agreed as part of the agreement that I would never move any posts there unless they specifically violated certain rules of the forum that were set up through that agreement that all had to do with posting my personal information or my family's personal information. In those six months, I only moved one post ever. And it was one that was specifically part of the agreement. That it was something that violated what was in the agreement as far as what was allowed to be on the site. It had to do with a picture of my three-year-old niece. So I moved it. That was the one post I ever moved. I told Mike on when I did it. He wasn't all that thrilled, but he said, okay, you know, if it's in the contract, it's in the contract. And that was that. And for two months, everything was fine. On April 6th, he took away my access, and he told everyone the reason he did it was because I was secretly going and editing things on the site to make myself look better. I was editing things that were uh, making myself look bad with Peter DC, the scammer, and that he had to put a stop to this. He said this publicly. He accused me of doing something this, like this publicly. Well, nobody bought this, especially when I denied it. Lo and behold, a few days later, Mikon admitted... That was not true. Then he made another claim about me that was false. He said that I violated the agreement myself by moving that one post that I did back in February because the agreement didn't allow for that type of post to be moved. Or sorry, that's not what he said. He said that I deleted the post instead of moving it. That's what he said. Well, I came back and said I can't delete anything, and I didn't delete anything. I did exactly what I promised I would do in the agreement. That is just move it. He went back and looked and said, oh yeah, you're right. Okay, Druff is innocent of that too. So the two reasons he claimed my access was taken away, he admitted publicly, were not true. That he falsely accused me of both things. So at that point, what should he do? If the two reasons my access was removed, if the two reasons that everything that had been okay for six months changed, what do you do at that point? You move it back. You put everything back. You give me my access back. You pretend like the whole thing never happened and apologize to me for the false accusations. But that's not what he did. My access is still gone to this day. Yes, I can access the site to post if I want, but I don't. But what was promised in the contract that I can move anything that's posted that is not allowed in the agreement, I can't do that anymore. And lo and behold, now we have certain trolls who are posting things on purpose just to, uh, just to do it, just to try to aggravate things, just to make things worse. I've had all kinds of terrible things posted. I have, I've had a picture of my uh, baby niece posted getting clubbed like a seal. I've had my parents' uh, personal information posted. All these things stayed up for hours because I didn't have the, con- the power to remove it like I did when, uh, you know, prior to him breaching the contract. So... The bottom line is, it's very simple. We had a contract stating that these things would happen. For six months, they did happen. They were supposed to happen for five years. And six months into it, he just did an about-face and removed my access. First, he tried to lie about why he did it, and then people weren't believing the lies. He had admitted, he admitted that the things he accused me of were false. 
but then didn't put things back to the way they were. It can't be simpler than this. I promise you guys, I absolutely promise you guys, that the contract clearly says that I should have the access to move threads for five years. The contract says that I have the right to move any thread that has any piece of personal information about my family. Their names, where they work, their phone number, their address, any part of a picture of them. It doesn't matter if it's their whole face, their whole body, part of their body, part of their face, any part of a picture of them I should be able to move. Anything like that. The contract very clearly states that I can move these things to the admin form and that these things are not allowed to stay up on Donk Down. Well, Micon decided that he doesn't want to agree to that either. So he is now allowing certain parts of family information of mine to be posted there. So people are posting all these terrible things about people in my family who's never even gone on the site. Awful things are being said about my sister. Awful things are being said about my brother, about my dad. All these things can easily be found in Google, when you Google their name. And, uh, you know, because I won't explain it, but uh, I'm sure you guys know what I mean. These are innocent people who never did a damn thing. Even if you hate my guts, even if you think I deserve a lot of bad things to happen to me. What about my family? What about my sister and brother and father? What do they do? Why do they deserve to be harassed through MyCon's forum? Why should there be any picture of them ever posted up there? Why should their names be up there? Why should awful, nasty things be said about them so when people Google their names, they come up with this crap? Why should there be this stuff, especially when Micon himself signed a contract saying that this will not happen? But it's worse. It's worse than that. I sold my part, my 26.4% of the site, to Brian Micon for the large sum of $1,200. Now, some of you may say, hey, that sounds like a lot of money. No, it isn't. Because MyCon is selling a lot of ads on Donkdown. Donkdown actually has value, some good value, because it's been around for a while. First it was Never One Poker, now it's Donkdown. The radio show was wildly popular and getting more and more popular by the week because it was a good show. When it was me, MyCon, and Brandon, it was a damn good show. We had a few bad weeks, but it was a damn good show. I think most of you agree with that. And... Um, this got popular enough to where now people want to advertise there. Even though it's a shadow of its former self, people still want to advertise there. Kind of like how people still like a ball player who was once a superstar, even though he's 40 years old now and can barely hit. You hear a certain name and you go, oh yeah, you know, I like this. This sounds positive. I, you know, I want this person. So he sold expensive ads for Hero Poker, for Draft Day when they were still there. Now this e-cig stuff, um, he sold a bunch of those donk-down hats at a huge markup. A lot of money was made. I think you guys don't realize it, but a lot of money was made. My $1,200 that he paid me for 26.4% of the site, more than a quarter of the site, he made that back in about six weeks or less. Can you imagine? Less than two months, substantially less than two months, he made back more than a quarter of the entire value of the site. That's how much I sold my part for. That's how much I was underpaid. Now, why did I get underpaid like that? Why did I enter into such a contract? Why did I stupidly sell my part of something that was so valuable for $1,200? Am I a moron? 
Am I the anti-Jew who doesn't know how to do business? No. I knew I was getting ripped off, but I also knew this. Mikan was broke. He told me he was broke. He's told everyone he's broke. I'm not revealing any secrets here. He's, he's been very public of the fact that he's broke. Okay. So I knew that I couldn't ask for what it was really worth because he'd never be able to pay me. So my choice was to either demand he pay me what it's worth and something he'd never agree to because he's so far in the hole, you know, he, he just wouldn't agree to that. Uh, or just dig my heels in and say I'm not selling, but then we'd have an endless battle on our hands because he actually banned me from, the, from any kind of admin function on the site. Even though I was still an owner, I no longer had any power there, I had no visibility into anything, and I had no visibility into the financials of the site. So if he sold ads, he wouldn't tell me how much they paid him. I just had to trust whatever he paid me was the right amount. That was the, that was the way I would have to live if I stayed an owner there. So I basically had two choices. Either I could sell out my part for some ridiculously low value just to walk away and be done with it all, or sue him. Well, I, I didn't want to sue him because, you know, I looked at it and said, this is going to be a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of money. And for what? I mean, obviously we can never work together again, so what am I looking for here? Like, even if I get a judgment against him, you know, it's going to be hard to collect. It's... Who wants to do this? It's a lot of trouble, it's a lot of time, it's a lot of effort. And I said, you know what, I'd rather spend this time doing things I enjoy than getting involved in a complicated lawsuit. So I said, all right. Mikan, you got my part for the measly $1,200. I know you're totally, totally getting a great deal with this. You're, you're getting this for thousands and thousands of dollars cheaper than it's really worth. But you're going to get it if you agree to sign a contract agreeing to certain things that are important to me. Because the one thing I didn't want when I left was for Donk Down to become the free-for-all to post all of my personal info and my family's personal info. I didn't want it to become the fuck-with-druff site after I was gone. Now, I don't care if people want to insult me there. That's fine. But I mean using the site for really nasty things. Posting my personal information, posting my family's information especially. And I didn't want the excuse to be, hey, Druff, you're not an owner here anymore. I don't care. This is allowed now. So I said, Mike, if I walk away, I want my family being protected. I want my family to never be part of this site in any way. I don't want their name posted. I don't want their picture posted. I don't want part of their picture posted. I don't want part of their name posted. I want them out of here. And I want you to make sure that anybody who's doing it understands that this is not acceptable here and that you agreed with me that this is not going to be allowed. And he said, oh, sure, Druff, sure, no problem. I'm going to sign a contract with you, Druff, promising you that your family will be safe. Your family will never be harassed through my site. And he signed that. And that was the reason I sold for $1,200. I sold for $1,200, not because it was worth $1,200, it was worth far, far more than that. And I knew it, and he knew it, and we all admitted it. I sold for much cheaper because I wanted to protect my family. That's why. Well, my family's not very protected anymore. My parents, who are uh, obviously not very young, I'm 40 years old, so you can imagine uh, my parents aren't young people. I won't tell you their exact age, but uh, they didn't have me when they were 18. I'll put it that way. So, um, older people... Getting harassed um, just a few nights ago. Phone ringing over and over and over again. 
first time they answered, some really obscene stuff was said, and they hung up. They just ring, 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 ring all night. Older people. And I don't mean older like me, 40. I mean the parents of someone 40. Someone posted that. It stayed up for, uh, I think, I don't know, hours. I saw it like minutes after it was posted. I couldn't do a damn thing about it. Um, a lot of really nasty stuff has been posted about my sister, about my brother. Nothing can be done. It's still up there. You know what's funny, though? You guys who've been around a while may remember when Mikon had his divorce. You were not allowed to say his wife's name. You could not post the name of his wife on his site. If you did, it changed the name to the word Balls. If you posted his wife's name, in fact, I don't know if it's still like this, but if you posted his wife's name, it would automatically change through the software to the word balls. And you'd get in big trouble if you posted his ex-wife's name, if you posted his little cousin's name. These things were never allowed on Never Win Poker or Donk Down. So if it's Brian Mikon's family, then there's a lot of protection. But if it's my family, there's no protection. So... Let me read a comment from T-Buck. I, I don't know what's with T-Buck here. He's just going, bending over backwards to try to make me look bad in this and trying to make Mikon look like the good guy. He says, Druff, you mean to say you were willing to voluntarily get ripped off because you felt sorry for Mikon being broke and he could never pay you? You will argue for weeks with the district manager over the price of a diet soda, blah, blah, blah. Well, look, again, I didn't say I felt sorry for him. I said that I felt I just wouldn't be able to get the money. He wouldn't agree to it. And T-Buck's saying now you can't moderate the internet. T-Buck, I don't want to moderate the internet. I want to moderate two places. This site and the site I used to own that I sold for much, much cheaper than I should have sold with the agreement that I could moderate that site. Those are the only two places I want to moderate. I've never attempted to moderate Boris. I've never attempted to moderate Scats or any of the other sites that spun off here that have the, you know, basically the same people. The only sites I've tried to moderate are sites that either are mine or were mine that where I had an agreement that I could moderate them. So you tell me, T-Buck. T-Buck, do you agree? I'm going to ask you in the chat room. Do you believe that I actually have an agreement with Micon where he promised that this stuff about my family could not be posted and that if it was, that I could move it? Do you believe that was in the agreement? So, um, uh, by the way, uh, Bukowski saying that I bothered... Judonk's elderly aunt. Uh, you got to take everything with a grain of salt that Judonk says. I never once called Judonk's aunt or any of his family members. Not once. And if Judonk says otherwise, he's lying. I never. I wouldn't call his elderly aunt. I mean, what would I say to her? So, anyway, T-Buck's saying he believes this in the agreement, and that's what's simple here. It doesn't matter if you think I brought this on myself, or you think that if I didn't react to the troll screwing with my family, maybe it wouldn't happen as much. This is all immaterial to the discussion. The discussion is, did Mikon sign an agreement with me to not allow this? And did I sign the agreement to sell it so cheap in exchange for him not allowing this stuff? And if that's the truth, then Mikon cheated me. There's no way around that. So, let me give you the phone number if you want to call in here. And yeah, T-Buck says, uh, you had to realize you were making a contract with Brian Mikon. Well, it's funny you say that, because when I made the contract with him, he said to me, I, I said to Mikon, hey, you better keep to this. 
because that's the only reason I'm selling to you this cheap, Mike Dine. You've really, really got to keep to this. He said, Druff, you know me. You know when I agree to something, I keep to it. And the Mike Dine I used to know, you know, he would. But I don't know this Mike Dine anymore. The Mike Dine I know now is, is nothing like the Mike Dine I used to know. And if you ask Brandon, he'll say the same thing. 775 Fraud 55 is the phone number. 775 is the area code. Fraud, F-R-A-U-D, 55. If you don't have a phone with little letters on it, and you can't figure out what that is, 775-372-8355. or 775-FRAUD-55. So, look... Mike Hahn, I heard him tonight in the debate with Tony Bag of Donuts, and everything was doublespeak with him. It sounded like a freaking politician. And if he ever archives the show, if the site ever goes back up, you'll hear he sounds just like a politician. He doesn't answer anything. You ask him a question, and he comes back with a lot of doublespeak that, that sounds good on the surface, but really means nothing. So, um, I'm never about that. You guys know me. Whether you like me or you hate me, I'm always willing to confront subjects head-on. If you ask me something, I'll give you the answer. I'll tell you how I feel. Even if you don't agree with me, even if you think my point of view is incorrect, I'll tell you how I feel. I don't cover things up. I don't refuse to discuss things. The only thing I would ever refuse to discuss is something that's no one's business. You know, about my personal life or whatever. Like, I, I'm not that much of an open book, but something that's of interest to the public, something that the public has a right to know, I will always discuss. So... Anyway, I think it's clear. I think from you guys watching the behavior of scammers over the time, we've had a lot of scammers in our midst over the years here. The people who get ripped off, the people who are victims, are always wanting to come out and shout it to the mountaintops. They want every little detail known. They want the public to see what happened. They want as many people as possible to know what happened. I just got kicked out of my own chat room. Can you believe that? I just got kicked out of my own freaking chat room. I thought I had that... Yeah, this tilts me because I'll tell you why this tilts me so much about getting kicked out of my chat room. Because I thought I made a modification and I saw certain people here sitting in my damn chat room for days. I'm back in there, by the way. But I saw people sitting in my chat for days and not getting logged out. And I'm in here 15 minutes, I get logged out. What a freaking joke. I may have to get rid of this chat room. It's not a bad chat room otherwise, but... Uh, it's not going to kick me out. I'm not going to let that happen. Anyway, I'm back in here. But, uh... Look, it's very simple. You can't let, you can't let Micon make a simple situation into something complicated. Here's the simple situation. He agreed. And he broke the agreement. That's it. Who cares about the contract? Who cares about the legal validity? It is legally valid, but who cares? He agreed. He gave his word as a man. I sold for a laughable amount of money. For 1200 bucks. I sold my part of the site. I mean, there's sponsors that are almost paying that. $1,200 I'm paying. All right, I got paid for, for over a quarter of the site. I sold for that to protect my family. He agreed to. And he breaks it. Now, you guys know he's lying because when you asked him uh, six months ago... Not sorry, six months. When you asked him when this happened why he broke it. He told two different lies about it before finally setting on, settling on, a, oh, the contract's not valid. 
If, if that's the reason he broke it, then wouldn't he have said that in the first place? What, why come up with all these stories about me editing posts or me uh, deleting things? All right, I'm going to move locations here. I'm going to move to a, uh, a different location in my secret location. Because I'm a little bit too close to a uh, sleeping baby at the moment, who wasn't asleep when I started this show. So just uh, bear with me here. Anyway, folks. Um, the bottom line is you got to decide is Mike untrustworthy? Can you trust him? And when someone makes a promise that um, they're going to do something and then they just blatantly go back on the promise, that's someone you can't trust. It's just that simple. And I'm never going to do that. I've never done it. I will never do that. My agreements are always gold even if it's with someone I hate. Even if I, I hate your guts, if I make an agreement with you, I keep to the agreement. But uh, certain people don't live that way. And so what do you expect Micon to say? He's not going to come out and say, hey, yes, I totally broke the agreement, I have no good reason for it, but uh, I just did it, tough luck. Of course he's not going to do that, because it'll make him look like a jerk. It'll make him look like an asshole you can't trust. So of course he's going to say something cryptic, like, uh, my lawyer wife, she informed me that... This contract's not legally valid. What the hell does that mean? The contract's not legally valid. Uh, T-Buck, you said, why would you sell the site to protect your family? Don't you feel your family would have been more protected by you staying on as an owner? Well, they would have if I had access to my own site, but I didn't. Micon took it all away. So, I would have had to sue him anyway to get that access back. So rather than go through a long legal battle to get back that access, I would rather sell for $1,200, sell, I mean, sell and get $1,200 way under the real value with the agreement that uh, my family will be left out of everything from then on. And, 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 you know, not only that, but I was done with the site anyway. It was time for me to leave because uh, me and Micon couldn't work together anymore because of the way he was acting. I didn't want to leave. I, I enjoyed the site. But what could I do? The way Micon was acting, I couldn't continue there. So it wasn't even like there was any reasonable scenario where I'd win a lawsuit and we'd go back to the way things were. We couldn't. So it just didn't seem like it uh, had much of a purpose to be suing at that point to get my access back. You know, So let's say I win my access back. Then what? Then what do I do? Like, there's really nowhere to go. Yes, uh, T-Buck, my access was taken away forcefully before I sold. And in fact, you'll find a radio show sometime in September, I don't have the exact date right now, where Micon announced that I sold my part when I actually hadn't. And I actually tweeted that night that he was lying. By the way, I want to say hello to Biebs92. And I especially want to say hello to her because her city of Corvallis, Oregon is very much in the news recently. And I'd actually like to hear from her about if she knows anything more than we know about the story, because there was a scammer who actually had a column on ESPN's website, a supposedly hot 19-year-old girl named Sarah Phillips. I think she was supposed to be 19. Well, a hot young girl who was writing sports betting columns, and it turned out not only was it probably not Sarah Phillips writing these columns, it was really a uh, an Indian guy named uh, Nilesh, Nilesh Prasad, 
but uh, Nilesh and perhaps Sarah were using their position at, you know, with having this column to scam people. So they would scam people and then threaten them when they didn't want to pay up. Really bad stuff. It's a really interesting story. It's up on uh, deadspin.com. There's a, a link to it on uh, Poker Fraud Alert in the, in the Flying Stupidity Forum and a discussion we're having about it. But um, this all is taking place from BB92's hometown. And I'm wondering if she knew these people. I'm forgetting what school they went to. But if she says the schools that are in the area, I could probably say which one it is. But I'm wondering how big of a story this is around Corvallis. And if you perhaps know any of these people, do you know a Sarah Phillips? Do you know a Nilesh Prasad? Do you know a Ivy Smith? Because these people are all involved in some way in this whole mess. I won't bother to go into the whole thing right now, but a uh, um, very interesting story. So, now she's not responding. <laughs> I saw her in the chat room and I saw her talking, so I thought maybe she'd have something to say about it. Maybe she's typing up a long thing about it. But I actually kind of want her to show up on the site and post what she knows. Maybe she knew these people in high school. I think she's a little bit younger than they are. I think she's like 20 or 21, and I think the Sarah Phillips is 22. But, you know, when I was in high school, I knew people who were like a year or two older than me. So be interesting to hear if our own BB92 knew the real Sarah Phillips. This is a big story. In fact, I, I expect this story to hit the mainstream news at some point. I'm surprised it hasn't yet, because it's a very interesting story. Now, maybe I'm more interested in it than others, because I like reading about scammers, and I especially am intrigued about stories where a male pretends to be a female and tricks everyone and scams people that way. Like, I don't like when that happens. I think it's wrong, and I... I, I always wish bad things on the people who do things like that, but uh, I find those intriguing because I've been online for so many years. I've actually been online for 26 years. I got my first computer modem in April 1986. That's when I first got online. So I've gotten pretty good at sniffing out fakes, sniffing out people who pretend to be female, because most males are not very good at pretending to be female. A good example just by screen names. Like, a real female would pick a name like Tiger Lily or something like that. Something which is feminine, but isn't hitting you over the head with her femininity or sexuality. It's kind of a feminine name. It's kind of like feminine but subtle. A male who's pretending to be female will pick something like Sexy Coed 6969. You will never find a real female picking something like Sexy Coed 6969. That's not how girls act. That's not how they choose screen names. A lot of times when guys pretend to be girls, they don't know how to tone down their aggression. Guys are just naturally much more aggressive than girls are. And a lot of guys don't know how to tone that down. They also don't realize that if they've got a female name, and if they have a female identity, they don't have to hit you over the head with the fact that they're female. They don't have to repeat it every five seconds. They don't have to keep flaunting it or flirting with everyone or, or acting overtly sexually, you don't have to do that if you're female. And if you've lived your life as a female, you know that. If you're a dude whose experience of being female began five minutes ago, you don't know that. So these are little subtle things I noticed over the years to where a lot of times just from reading one paragraph, sometimes even just one sentence, sometimes just seeing a screen name, I know if a 
girl online is really a dude. Something I love to do is call out people who are on poker sites that have got female names and call them out as being a man. And there I would do it just to make everything fair. I didn't think it was fair that uh, guys at my table would get played differently because they were supposedly a pretty girl that guys want to flirt with. You know, if you're a dude like me, if you've got a penis like me, I want everyone to play you like you got a penis like me. Anyway, it's uh, a little bit off topic, but uh, just uh, wanted to touch on that since uh, BB92 is here. A little disappointed she hasn't said anything about this yet, though. Real Chaser 74 said he started with a cradle modem. And what he's referring to is an acoustic modem where you actually would have a phone, you know, with the earpiece and the uh, the big earpiece and the big uh, mouthpiece, and you would actually take that phone and put it down onto a device, onto a modem, almost like you're hanging the phone up into the modem, and that's how it would transmit and receive data, almost like it was actually like the modem was actually talking through the mouthpiece, the, the mouthpiece, the mouthpiece. And uh, yes, Muck Ficon, there was a scandal on Pocket Fives where someone li acted like a chick and uh, did scam people. Uh, much more recently, there was a female player named Ashley the Grinder who was playing on the Merge Network that turned out to be uh, not just a guy, but uh, a fat and ugly guy. Not that it really matters, but uh, <laughs> it was uh, it, it turned out to be a dude, and he admitted it when he was confronted. But he got stakes from people believing that he was female. So, and then of course there's Peachy Murr, who was a real female, but uh, allowed her male friends to multi-account on using her account, and who also lied about herself. But at least she was real. At least she really had a vagina. So, and uh, by the way, Bootsy Collins asking, did I use Telex? Yes, I did use Telex. Telex was one of my favorite terminal programs. And. Uh, Tiger Piper saying, fuck yeah, 200 baud. That's actually not true. It's fuck yeah, 300 baud. The uh, progression of modem speeds went 110, 300, 1200, 2400, 9600, 14,400, uh, and then 28,600, then uh, uh, what they called 56k, which is the highest one. So... You have to be older to know these things. If you're 20-something years old, there's no way you remember this stuff. But uh, my first modem was actually 1,200 baht. It was like state-of-the-art back then, in 1986. But I know we have a, a mixture of people. Uh, Vowels is asking in chat, has there ever been a female who pretended to be a guy? Yes. That actually happens more than you think. Um, I have a female friend who's a poker player. Actually, a very successful one. She won a lot of money in poker. Not not a well-known name at all. But uh, she has pretended to be a guy on certain sites because she said she just uh, sometimes prefers it, that they just play her like they play everybody else. And uh, other times, females will pretend to be a guy to find out information. Sometimes they... Uh, I, I knew of one girl who had a former friend that she kind of wanted to spy on on MySpace, so she created a fake MySpace of a good-looking guy, requested the former friend, the girl added her, you know, thinking it's a guy, and she got to spy on that person's MySpace. I was actually pretty impressed with the fake account, too. It was pretty well done. 
So um, I actually felt that girl did a better job of being a guy than most guys do of being a girl. But yeah, it happens. It's not very common. Anyway. Um, but yeah, I've been, uh, I've been online forever. Not sure if it's a lot to brag about, but uh, I've always been attracted to this sort of communication. I've been attracted to BBSs, you know, back in the day, which is like kind of the precursor to what the modern internet is. Uh, I, I always liked party lines, anything like that, anything like from the comfort of my own home, kind of interacting with people back and forth. Uh, there were even things called phone message boards, which are just like this. It's kind of like our forum here, except you do it over the phone. I actually ran one of those systems for some time. So, uh, always like that sort of thing. I'm not sure why, but I always liked him. And uh, that's why I've been at it in one form or another for 26 years. And I've always liked radio, too. I've always been a big fan of radio. I always uh, have followed news about radio stations and radio personalities. And uh, I even had a little radio show when I was in college. So, that's why I like doing this. You know, sometimes your interests change over the years, but... Some of the interests you've always had stay the same. You know, Six-Toed Pete, who I think has been kind of uh, out of it recently as far as uh, judging the situation with Micon, but putting that aside, he said, it doesn't matter to me, $1,000, $5,000, $10,000, no risk, Druff will hold funds. And what he's trying to say here is that he could trust me with any sum of money and he would totally feel good about it. I believe that's what he's trying to say that he trusts me enough, even not knowing me personally, to give me large sums of money and know I'm not going to steal it. Now, what does that say? That says that he thinks I'm an honest person. He thinks I'm the type of person who would not steal, who would not uh, screw with them, who would not make an agreement and break it. So if you think that of me, if you think I'm the type you would trust with very large sums of money, even if you barely know me, what do you think about what I'm saying about Brian Mygon. Do you think it's likely that I'm telling the truth? Or do you think it's likely that he's telling the truth? The reason people trust me is because I've been very straightforward and open with everything for all these years on the forums, and I've always been, in fact, energized to call out people or organizations that act dishonestly. And that's been my big thing. And... If you trust me enough to hold large sums of money, you should trust me enough that my account of someone ripping me off when I keep shouting to the mountaintops about it, when I keep making a big deal over it, that I've got to be telling the truth. Because look how terrible I look. If I said something within the contract and then Mike on whipped out the contract and showed I was lying, imagine how awful I'd look. Imagine what a fool I'd look like. No one would ever trust me again. So I would not put up, I would not be making these claims if they weren't true. Now, I want to address something Bukowski just said in the chat. I do think you wouldn't steal money, but you will fuck with people's lives, Druff. Well, here's my answer to that. I don't want to be anyone's doormat or anyone's punching bag where you can just do messed up things to me and you can hurt me and get away with it and walk away unscathed. So I like to think that if someone does something bad to me, and I don't mean something stupid like, you know, criticizing me on a forum or calling me names or, or just dumb crap like that. You know, I don't mean things like that. 
I mean something legitimately bad that legitimately hurts me that you've done maliciously. Yes, I'm going to do something back. Now, I'd like to think that whatever I do back is appropriate. I'd like to think whatever I do back is fair. And I always try to give whoever did something wrong to me a chance to make it right before I would ever react. But criticizing me for reacting is like criticizing someone who gets punched in the face for punching back the person in the face. And you say, oh my God, look at this violent person who's hitting people. No. If you hit someone back who hits you first, then there's really nothing wrong with it. Now, if someone hits you in the face and you pull out a gun and shoot them, then you've done something wrong. Then um, the punishment didn't fit the crime, so to speak. But if someone punches you and you punch them, they got what they deserve. That, that's the way I live my life. And um, John Stamos, who I know likes me, and I know he's not saying this to be nasty, but he said, I sometimes go out of my way and get a little excessive to screw with people. That's, these are just nasty rumors that people have spread about me. I, I don't do that. You, you can't... Um, you're not going to find anything awful I did that doesn't at least find itself in the neighborhood of what was done to me first. I mean, let's take the thing with Judonk, where uh, I went to his apartment complex and videotaped it. And, you know, some people said that was so terrible. What was so terrible about it? So I videotaped his apartment complex. I didn't even give the address. You know, I just videotaped the complex itself, just to show he was living in the ghetto. Uh, I did this after he posted my phone number, which I had had for like eight years, and really didn't want to change. He posted it, and sure enough, some asshole in Minnesota was like pranking me all day and all night including when I was like trying to sleep for the World Series. So um, that's why I went over and did it, because he posted my info, because he was pissed at me. So, like, you know, did I do something horrible and awful to Judonk? Did I ruin his life? Did, he, did I beat him up? Did I, uh, you know, vandalize his car? No. I videotaped his apartment complex without even showing the address. I, do, I don't think that's a bad thing. So... Um, Bukowski says, do you not agree that you have a very black and white view of things and once someone crosses the line, they're open to very hard retribution? No, I don't agree. Um, I, I always try to look at things of what the other person is seeing, how they might be seeing me, how, what their point of view might be. And I try to see, is this reasonable, the way they're acting? Can I see it from their point of view? I really do think that. You may not think I do it, but I do. And... Uh, I also am never closed to settling something, even if someone's done something bad. Look, I've, I just passed a message through L.A. Kings fan, Lauren. I passed a message through him to give to Mycon. The message I passed is, Mycon, if you give me my access back, if you start censoring the things you're supposed to censor about my family and keep to everything in the contract, I will forget everything that happened and we'll just go on like this never occurred. Now, yes, I, I've already had a bunch of crap go on that's unfortunate, that's a result of the crap he did, but, you know, I'm willing to drop it. Just just for the sake of dropping it and getting past it, but he won't. And Lauren said he won't. So, anyway. Um, I'm not some rigid person who doesn't have the ability to compromise or or to put an end to hostility 
or to see someone else's point of view. I mean, there's nothing to see here. We had an agreement, and Micon broke it. We agreed to things that were very important to me, and in return, I gave Micon my part of the site for almost nothing. And he broke it, so there's nothing more to say. So, anybody wants to call? I did get a call before, and I wasn't fast enough to answer it. Um, 775-FRAUD-55. 775-FRAUD-55. If you want to call into the show. I'm still not understanding the... Uh, freaking out about me videotaping the complex. I, the complex I videotaped, uh, it was just an apartment complex. It wasn't his private home. I didn't even go up to his own apartment. I just specifically left that out of the video. I just taped the complex itself. No addresses were in there. And this was after he posted my information. I didn't just do this because I didn't like him. I think that's a very, very uh, legitimate response. Maybe you don't agree, but I, I don't think that's a terrible thing to do. It's something I wouldn't do to someone who's out of nowhere, but uh, I don't think it's an awful thing to do. I think if they post my longtime phone number and tell people to screw with me, I think if they post information about my brother like he did on his site, I think at that point videotaping his apartment complex is uh, hardly an extreme response. Anyway, uh, hello caller, you're on the air. Hi, man, this is Slim T. Hello, Slim T. Good to hear from you. Hi, man. How you doing, Jeff? Well, you know, I'm all right. Uh, I, I do wish this whole mess would go away. I really do. It's uh, not something I enjoy fighting out here, but uh, but anyway. Hey, man, I done got an idea. Yeah. I don't think you need just done just let it go, because my kind done made a dock down from something that's good to something that sucks. Anyway, you ain't wanting to even be a part of it. <laughs> You know, it doesn't used to be good. It, it it done had good people on the show, and done had good hosts, done had good following. Now it ain't got nothing. Well, look, these are all true statements you're making. I'm not going to argue with any of them. Uh, everything has gone downhill. But uh, my concern is how Mikeon has changed his stance about um, harassing my family through his site. And ever since he's done that... Hey, man, I don't, I don't agree with you. I don't hurt you. I don't agree. But at the same time, you got to let the dogs act like the dogs. Well, I, I understand that, you, but I just I'm don't... telling you this because you don't got a good thing possibility with vowels. You don't got a possibility with Drexel. And you letting all your time go by because you're worrying about oh my kind oh my kind ain't got ten cents. Yeah, no, that's, I mean this is all true, but it's not directly relevant to what's happening here. It's a, I'm not trying to control the entire internet, and I'm not trying to make everything always be positive about me or or, or uh, stop everyone from possibly doing anything that could ever possibly be done to bother me or my family. My my goals here are to have this site, which of course I'm in full control of, and Donk Down, which I used to control, and, and gave up only with the agreement that it would never be used this way. That's the one site I don't want to be... See I mean, I don't want any sites to be used this way, but I, I understand that some of the other sites I just can't do anything about. I, I can try to track down who's doing it and put a stop to it that way, but uh, some of these people are so anonymous, you know, y'all never find them. And that's the truth. So, Right, but hold on. But what if... You know, what if you're right, but you're wrong at the same time? Like, what if your best way to go about ending it is to just 
get you sight, you know, poker fraud alert doesn't make it blow up real big, and then he'll be down to nothing with nothing. Well, it, and then it, there ain't nothing left to talk about because you just have all the fans and the good side. Well, I'll tell you what, because the fact that this site exists is exactly why this happened. The weekend this occurred, I talked to Mike on a few times on the phone, and one of the times I asked him, "Why are you doing this to me, Mike? On why, why are you going back on the contract? We had everything fine for six months. Why are you behaving this way?" And he said, "Because of poker fraud alert." Because I don't like the fact that you put up this site. It's drawing traffic away from my site. I don't appreciate it. You're doing it to compete with me. And that was what he told me. He said, as long as I have Poker Fraud Alert up, he's not going to follow the contract. So the, the better this site does, the more pissed and the worse he's going to get. And he told me this himself on the phone. And um, there will be people who will never be on this site. Some won't ever come over because they don't like me. And some won't ever come over because I don't want them here. And those people will always be on that site till the day it shuts down and will try to do whatever they can to irritate me and get my goat, even if it means uh, screwing with my family. And, you know, if these people want to go elsewhere and do this, then, um, you know... You know, if they want to go elsewhere and do that, hey man, I, believe, I believe in you, but what I'm saying is they're still getting you time. They might have done just decided, hey, man, Druff done one. There ain't no way to done beat Druff. So all we can do now is done make Druff so mad that he can't keep beating us. So that's what they done done, and they done starting to win. You done <laughs> got too mad. That's what they done done? Okay. Um, that's what they done done. <laughs> Now, look, I understand, I, I know the point you're trying to make here is that, you know, the trolls are trying to make things difficult. Right, but we almost the World Series time, man. We're supposed to be having a party, don't get the new site going, don't have some radio shows, get this enthusiasm back, don't make some T-shirts, I'll have a party. Instead, it's always negative, we're going to get in the fight. Maybe well, I, I don't want you to. So, unfortunately, sometimes you just have to handle negativity when it comes your way. You can't just stick your head in the sand like an ostrich and say... Uh, I'm, I'm going to ignore it. And I know, but that done been a year, man. I mean, now we're on to the new side, and his done side done gone to nothing, man. Oh, well, that's just, good. He I'm, ain't you know, uh, it's, I'm, I'm glad that uh, there, he's offering some consequence for the stuff he's done, but, uh, you know, this is a separate matter. This is that we had an agreement that the site's not going to be used as a way to screw with my family, and I sold it for a discount. Look, I, I don't know if you followed my... Uh, um, my various follies with customer service agents and things like that over the years, but uh, I'm the type of guy where if someone rips me off, whether it's for a very small amount of money or for a large amount of money, or even if they don't rip me off but you know waste my time or treat me disrespectfully, like I, I call up a customer service agent and uh, they don't want to do what I'm asking and they get tired of arguing with me, so they uh, put me on hold for 45 minutes and then hang up on me. Like, I'm the type of guy who's going to call up and try to get them fired for that. Why? Because this wasn't their business. This wasn't their right to do to me. They've wasted an hour of my time out of vindictiveness, and now you know now it's time for them to pay the consequences. I'm the guy who's going to call up and get you fired for that. Now, would I get someone fired for making an honest mistake at work? Never. I, I've seen people make honest mistakes at work, and I, I never tell their manager. I, I, I say, yeah, you're human. These things happen. It's, uh, I... I like to say I react appropriately to things. If people do malicious things to me, I'm going to do malicious things to them. Not not inappropriate malicious things. I'm not going to do things that are worse than what they did to me. 
but I'm, I'm not going to let them walk all over me and say, hey, you're a negative person, I'm a positive person, I'm going to turn the other cheek. You know, Maybe Jesus Christ did that, but I'm not Jesus Christ. I'm not even Christian. Right, I don't, I don't understand, but here's another one, man. You won't think about it like this. You walk in, you walk in McDonald's and, you know, order burger, they can mess it up and then you can get mad. You know, or you can just go on about your business and eat it. And if you go on and eat it, then you get on back to your job and you make more money. See, that's the same thing here, because, you know, you got a lot of good possibilities, but you done letting something that ain't real, you know, it's at least real minor, I think it ain't nothing, and you letting it really bother you. Well, and so, and that's sad, because you a damn, you done just become a dad. You and your first year of dad. You about to go back to World Series poker. Done some of us had a good year. You know, things be all right for some people, but you wouldn't know that listening to all this shit. Well, no, I, I, this, I wouldn't say this site has become about that. I mean, if you look at the front page of the site, most of it's not about this subject. We, we're talking about all types of different stuff, and, uh, um, you know, I'm only doing this radio show about it because Mikeon was discussing this on his show until the uh, the site crashed. Ironically, just minutes after he called Jacob's site a fail site. So um, right. Well, I mean, since he done gone to the two point three or whatever he done advertised digital, I mean, it ain't worked down here in Alabama not one week consecutive. It doesn't go off every week. So I mean, his new thing don't even work. I mean, if you listen to people he done had on the show, they all just embarrassed to even be alive. They thought they was a celebrity a year ago. Now they ain't even a person. I mean, it's like, well, hell, but done. You know, sometimes take a little bit longer for that crane to rise to the top. Look, I, here's what I want to say here is that, and I get this type of advice a lot from people. You're not the first one to say it to me. I've had a lot of people say to me that, uh, you know, you, you need to not let certain things bother you or you need to just, when someone wrongs you, as long as it's not really major, let it go. Uh, et cetera, et cetera. And unfortunately, you know, that might be you, and I can respect if that's you, but that's not me. That's just not in my personality. It's not in my makeup to do. And um, but if I, I'm if, not saying it is, my man. I mean, usually I'm on your side, but you got to be different in certain times in life. And this is one of them times because you don't got Drexel and Vowles, and they is good people. They gonna have a good show. Well, you know, we're not gonna do show. Got, yeah, we're not gonna do show. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say when we actually have our regular show, we're not gonna be talking about MyCon. Like that's not. We're gonna have a fun show, an informative show, and we're, you know, we're gonna do our regular show that you, you'd expect us to be doing. It's not gonna be the the criticize MyCon or complain about me getting cheated show. I guarantee you that's right. not going to be the show. I just so. wish we was going on and getting started so we don't have some fantasy pools. And, you know, some people done try to take some action out of you. I was going to try to start me one of them threads trying to talk you into selling your little, you know, main event. Because, I mean, you could sell you $500 a main event for $10 place for 50 different people. And we done have, we'd love to have a little $10 sweat, you know. Right. And that ain't nothing, man. I, I mean, mean, that yeah. ain't nothing. I sweat you for five days on ESPN for ten dollars. Don't feel like I got a lottery ticket. <laughs> I mean, you know. And so then you don't got people sweating you all over the world for ten dollars. Hell, we'll get on there and blog and ride. That'd be worth the ten dollars by itself. You got a whole army of fans, and you don't even use them because you want to just fight with some guy that ain't worth ten cents. Well, it's a little more complicated. Than that. I, you know, I can respect your opinion on this, and you know, we see it a little bit differently. But you know, we we both have the same desire to uh you know see this site grow and and become something fun and cool and uh um you know and i'm definitely oh, man, i'm definitely on your side because you pulling for the right side of poker you expose them people that is bad and you say hey man these people is bad and this is why and that's why i like you 
Yeah, well, thank you. I, and, you know, that's what I want to do. I want, I, I want poker to be a clean game. I know we're never going to have a totally clean community because it attracts a lot of people that want easy money. And a lot of the people who are into the whole easy money thing, even though we all would like easy money, but the people who revolve their, their life around easy money are often very willing to do unethical things to get it. And that's how you get a lot of people in poker who are on the shady side. And I understand we'll never be rid of that as long as you know, poker is about winning money. But I, I'd at least like uh, to do my part to, to clean it up a little bit, or at least to shine the light on people or organizations that uh, are not... Uh, are, are not very honest. And I, like that lock poker thing I've been doing recently. I, lock poker never cheated me. Lock, I don't have an, a personal axe to grind with lock poker. I just, I see things with lock poker I don't like. I see a lot of dishonesty. I see a lot of things that remind me of UB before the scandal because I saw a lot of things with UB that didn't look right, but I, I kind of didn't talk about them that much because they didn't seem that major. I kind of wish I said more before that um, because I think that when a company shows the ability to lie and to cheat people, even for smaller amounts of money, uh, it shows that maybe they'll cheat for a lot more down the line. You just don't want to deal with a company like that. And I think after all the scandals, after the UBs, after the full tilt, I think I think now we've got to be really careful, at least prior to when online poker becomes legal and regulated in the U.S., where we'll have a regulatory body making sure that everything is on the level. But... Um, Anyway. I agree with you, man. But see, I don't think you need you need to post like you need to do a couple shows because going into this World Series going to be big because we ain't got none of this advertising. We done got everybody scared. You know, it don't matter if it's Wynn or Adelson. Done all of them be scared. Ain't ain't nobody sure what the plan is. And so it's a perfect platform for you to go out there, and if you happen to end up on a stage or, I mean, on a table with one of these people done used to work for Full Pilt, you ought to ask them the tough questions because some of them is going to be recorded, and that ain't going to be good. Because these people need to fry, and there ain't nobody out there with no goddamn balls going to fry them. And that's the truth. And so somebody needs to do it on camera. I mean, if you down there in Vegas and you get on the table with hired letter, I hope you get to remembering what you all said on them shows and asking face-to-face, hey, man, how you done done this? <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I don't know if you know this. I tried to question Phil Helmuth about uh, UB when I was on TV in 2009 at the main event, but uh, it was edited out by ESPN. It was and edited, man. That was done awesome, man. That done, that done thing right there gave you more credibility than five years of done inter- I mean, radio broadcast. You know, unfortunately, they didn't broadcast it, though, and I was warned by the tournament director, the, not the tournament director, but the floor man warned me that if I continue talking about this subject, they're going to give me a penalty. And I was very short-stacked, so if I got a penalty, that would have been the end of me. So I, I couldn't continue. Right, but then people done talked about that for years. That doesn't give you a reputation about, hey man, he'll go after him even at the big stage. You know where it not, it might uh, scare some people. It doesn't impress other people. Well, anyway, um, yeah, China Maniac, by the way, just brought up in the chat that Mikeon said in one of the broadcasts that he knew I would probably start a site. Like you know, I I told Mikeon personally. That, you know, because believe me, I would not have stopped my ability to start a, a forum about poker for $1,200. I mean, that's ridiculous. The, I, you, you guys know that. You know, you know how important this stuff is to me. 
and you think I would... Oh, I totally agree, man. 1,200 ain't nothing yeah, you for think the I'd amount lock of myself time out you don't put into that site. Do you think I would ever lock myself out and say, hey, Mike, I promise I'm never going to start a forum again. Thank you for the very large sum of money of $1,200 that you get for my over a quarter of the site? I mean, there's no way I would say that. Oh, no, man. I, I, can, I can prove it because I don't remember things, man. And I mean, like, like literally about six or eight weeks before you done broke off from Donk Down, Drexel had done broke off, and you was talking about how you was running the show that night because Nikon either wasn't there or had done backed out, and you were laughing, saying you would never leave Donk Down. You were saying you'd always be there, you know, you ran for all that. And I don't think you saying that that night when Nikon wasn't on the show, I don't think that pissed him off and why he done end up wanting you to be gone. I think it's either that or he done uh, it done pissed off old Schoenfeld. That's who it is, and then he done convinced old Micon let you go, and it's sad because Micon should never been in no control. Because Micon creative, he ain't kind of guy have no control. That's obvious. He's a slot man. <laughs> He's a slot man. Okay, well, and you don't give no control to the slot man. I mean, you just listen and talk to them because they interesting. You don't give them the money or the keys or nothing. Okay. Well, um, Slim T, thank you very much for calling in. I appreciate all your comments, and uh, you're always a very entertaining guy, and uh, uh, especially uh, you're about as Southern as Southern gets. So it's a, in, always an interesting uh, appearance on the show when you come around. Um, glad to have all you. All right. Here. Thank you, Joe. All you're right, doing a good you. job, my mind. Bye. So anyway, Yeah, the reason I haven't posted the contract yet, which otherwise I'd be glad to do, is there was an agreement in the contract that it won't be posted anywhere. I actually put that part in. I kind of wish now I didn't, but too late. Um, I just kind of did it for privacy reasons, but now I, I kind of wish I could just slap it up there, but obviously I'm not going to do that. Uh, but uh, there's nothing in there that says I can't uh, you know, talk about things in it. I'm not going to read it word for word, but, uh, you know... I can mention the terms that Micon is breaking, and that's what I'm doing. And uh, it's just, uh, you just got to look at it this way. It, it's just very simple. This is way more complicated than it has to be. Either you keep your agreements or you don't. If you make an agreement with someone and you keep to it, then you're someone who can be trusted. If you make an agreement and find a way to weasel out of it, you're a guy who can't be trusted. It's that simple. And if you don't believe me, think about this. Would you feel comfortable about making a legal agreement with Mike on? Would you feel comfortable giving him money and having him sign the way he's going to use it? Or sign that he's going to hold it for you and give it back? Or even if it's not about money, would you be comfortable at this point to come to a, an agreement with Brian Mike on and sign to it? After you did that, would you believe he's going to keep to it? And then think, would you feel comfortable signing an agreement with me? And would I keep to it? Ask yourself that quietly. Or not so quietly. And you'll have your answer. Look, I don't expect everybody to react the exact same way as me. I can respect everybody's opinion that I should let this go, that uh, I shouldn't worry about it, I should just try to not feed the trolls and ignore them and hope they go away that uh, I should just let Micon fail on his own. These are all valid things to uh, to say to me. And I'm sure there's some people who would act that way and who would handle it this way, and that's fine. I don't ever question people for handling things differently than I do. 
in their own business, in their own situations, because I know everybody is not necessarily me. Or not, not necessarily, they're just not me. So I don't expect everybody to act like me or think like me. But I just want to ask you not to expect me to act like you. To just understand who I am. And even if you don't agree with all my actions, at least know that I'm being honest here and that all I want is for what was agreed to to be kept to. And that I'm a man of my word. I'm a man who keeps my agreements and my kind isn't. That's very simple. And you know what? I'm very aware that uh, if I were to make up lies about Micon, he could sue me. So do you think I'd come out here on a radio show which could be legally used in court against me? Do you think I'd come out here and, and say he's breaking the agreement if he's not? I mean, this, this would be hurting his reputation. This could be, yeah, He could claim all kinds of damages if I'm just making this stuff up about him. I feel confident saying this stuff just like I felt confident going on television and telling 18 million people on 60 Minutes that Absolute Poker cheated me. Because you can't get sued for telling the truth. And the reason Micon won't discuss publicly about what he did to me is because he knows he'd have to lie. And he doesn't want to lie. He doesn't want to get it on record with him lying. He doesn't want me to be able to use the lies against him. T-Buck saying, stop the legal nonsense, you aren't going to sue him and you know it. Not true. Not true. Uh, I, that's the one thing I'm not revealing at this time, what I'm doing about that, but I can tell you that's not true. I can tell you that uh, there is something that's being done. Oh, uh, Jacef is asking about this. Druff, please tell this story. Micon took money for ads for a poker funding site, and then Micon stole the advertiser's whole concept. Micon went so far as to copy the advertiser's website. Now, I won't be able to tell this whole story because it happened years ago. But the guy to contact about this is Hostile Rays. He's still on Donkdown, still posts occasionally. Hostile Rays, all one word. H-O-S-T-I-L-E-R-A-I-S-E. -E, exactly as it sounds. No space, no underscore. Um... Basically, what occurred was uh, Hostile Rays had some sort of uh, business idea. It may have been about funding poker. I, I don't remember the specific idea. But he had some business idea. Said Mike on, hey, I want to advertise on Everyone Poker. Here's my site. Here's my idea. Can you post some ads for me? Mike on did that, and then Mike on created a very similar site. And the guy felt like Mike on just stole his idea. I said, sure, I'll accept your advertising. You can tell me all about the site. And then stole his idea. This was a hostile raises uh, accusation. Um, unfortunately, when this all went down, I forgot where I was or what I was doing, but I wasn't available to really talk about it very much. And I, I didn't dodge it. I just, I wasn't around. very. Much. I can't say I didn't post it all, but I, I didn't have the time to put into looking into this until it was all over and they came... I don't know if they what they came to eventually, or maybe they didn't come to anything, but the controversy died down by the... Yeah, I think it was PokerDeposits.com. And you can you can just search that out and dunk down. Um, but I never really got to address it. The whole thing kind of died down by the time I really got to look at it. But uh, that's one I can't really say very much about just because I don't know, know that much about it. And as you know, I'm not shy about telling the truth about Micon's dishonest behavior, but 
it wouldn't be fair for me to state things about this when I don't know the facts. But I will say that uh, from what I saw of it, it didn't look very good. And it looked pretty dishonest to me. But that's just my opinion. And as, if you want to read about it, it's still up there. Just I, I think do a search for PokerDeposits.com and search for the posts from years ago by Hostile Rays. Or just go ask him yourself. I'm sure he'll be glad to talk about it. Because I think he's still kind of harboring resentment about that. And, you know, I don't blame him. So, anyway, uh, someone's asking in Twitter, how do I listen to the show tomorrow at work? I guess it's kind of a stupid thing to answer on the show, but I'll post about this, that uh, it will be in the archives. And I checked that the archives are working. In fact, I'm going to test, check right now if it's still archiving. should be. I know I screwed up that one time, but I was on the road. There's no way I could check it. I was literally on the road, you know, when I did that uh, car show. Yeah, it's archiving. So the file is about 19 megabytes right now. So... I will put this up in the archives and people can listen. But hey, I stand behind everything I said. And MyCon did break the contract. MyCon did get my part of the site sold to him at a huge discount in the agreement that he'd sign and keep to the contract. He got this at the discount he did for the reason that he signed the contract and then broke the contract. So I got cheated. I got scammed. I mean, there's no, there's no other way to put it. If I say, hey, you know, sell me something at a huge discount, and I'll do such and such for you, and then I don't keep to my agreement, you'd get ripped off. Let's say, let's say you were going to sell me your car, and let's say your car was worth, uh, you know, nine thousand dollars, and I said, hey, sell me your car for twelve hundred, and I'll give you a um, hundred hours of limit hold'em lessons. And you say, hey, I always wanted to become a good limit hold'em player. Okay, deal. And you sell me the car for 1200 We sign a contract that will give you the 100 hours limit hold'em lessons. And then, uh, you know, a few months later I say, hey, guess what? I don't like you anymore. No limit hold'em lessons for you. By the way, I enjoy driving your car. Thanks for saving me $7,800. Like, that's pretty much what happened here. Um, Beebs92 said, do you plan on having a regularly scheduled show or just the random mic on hate show? <laughs> yes, we're going to have a regularly scheduled show with Brandon and maybe even with Fuck Vowels. Or just, I'm sorry, just Vowels, who's in the chat right now. I guess she can tell you better if she's going to be able to make it. But I would like to have her there. She did a very good job when we've had her on radio in the past. Um, Beebs92, why don't you tell us about these people in Corvallis? Uh, Nilesh Prasad, Sarah Phillips, Ivy Smith. Do you know these people? Did you go to school with them? Are people around Corvallis talking about this? What's the story? I want your inside information on this. PLOL drives a car that's worth only $950. However, when I was... Uh, I say 16 through 23, I drove a car that I got for $1,000. And then I finally replaced it when I was 23 with the uh, bottom of the line BMW 3 Series. 
and then I replace that nine years later. So I, I get a lot of, out of my cars. My current car, which is 2004, has almost 100,000 miles on it. Might be time for a new one. Rolo Tomasi says, being partners with a scumbag reflects badly on you, Druff. You're right. And that's why I don't have any partners. The site is completely mine. I don't want any partners. Even good people. I just, I, I just want to run the whole thing myself. And this way, everything on the site, uh, no one else is going to have any influence on whether the site succeeds or fails. It's going to be my success or my failure. That's the way I want it. And any decisions I make, you know, I'll live or die with those decisions. I won't have to worry about other people overruling me. So. Let me give the call-in number again. I, I can't believe the person who's asked for this. I, I'm reading my Twitter, and it says, what's the call-in number, Druff? It's from Scott Clark Poker. <laughs> Should I take a call from Scotty Clark? Really? I don't know about this after the way he's uh, treated me on his site. Totally undeserved, too. I, I didn't do anything to this guy. And he made me, like, public enemy number one. No, I shouldn't say public enemy. Scotty enemy number one. But here's the call-in number. 775-FRAUD-55. 775-FRAUD-55. 775 372-8355. By the way, I'm hearing a rumor that there's going to be a rebranded Venom launching. Venom Poker we're talking about. China Maniac site. And that it's going to be a much bigger and more extensive site. And they're going to make an announcement next Thursday on Filthy Limper. And I have no problem... Uh, saying this or promoting this because China Maniac is a good guy. He's uh, always treated me respectfully. And, uh, you know, my opinion is any sites that treat this one respectfully, I'm going to treat them with respect. And I'm not going to try to force them to advertise here and pay me money. You know, just, just uh, if they want to support the site, that's great. But, like, you know, if someone wants to start one thread about their site, then uh, go ahead and do it. I'm not going to force you to advertise. If you want to put your site in your signature, your avatar, that's fine. And, uh, you know, whatever site China Maniac puts up, I'm sure it'll be a, uh, a friendly site with this one. And, uh, you know, we'll support each other. So, you know, good luck with that, whatever it ends up being. But uh, why is BB92 not answering about the situation in Corvallis? What's going on with that? Like, you want her to talk about dildos, she'll do it till the cows come home. But you get her to talk about a situation that's occurring in her hometown, she won't do it. I don't get it. Maybe BB92 is Sarah Phillips. Maybe she's the one behind all this stuff on ESPN. I mean, that'd be crazy if it was true. What if BB92 is wrapped up in all this? Oh, she hasn't heard of it? That's too bad. I guess she commented and I missed it. That's really too bad. I The first time I read that and saw about Corvallis, I'm like, oh, sweet. Like, there's so little known about the situation and we have someone right there in Corvallis. 
Like, I was having dreams that we're going to, like, break all this information that nobody knows yet, and everyone's going to come to Poker Fraud Alert to find out about it, and, you know, I'd go contact Deadspin and tell them to link people over here, and the answer is, what? Disappointing. The one thing she could have been good for, and she doesn't know. Beebs, your homework assignment is to walk the streets of Corvallis, not become a streetwalker, but to walk the streets of Corvallis and ask people about Sarah Phillips and find out, and then do some investigative reporting. Find this uh, Nilesh Prasad character and bang on his door, and preferably drag him out and beat him up, because he deserves it after what he did. Um, it, it, Big D is saying, isn't it in Eugene? You know, it, it could be, or maybe it's in both places. I know there's definitely a Corvallis angle to that. Maybe that's where they originated, or there's something about Corvallis in it. I definitely saw Corvallis there, and I do remember something about Eugene, too. But I will be honest that I, I'm not totally sure about which city was involved with what. I mean, I believe Corvallis is in the Eugene area, so... Maybe that's some of the confusion. So, I don't know if this is directed at me or at JSEP, but uh, he says, uh, if you think it's good practice to bash other poker site owners, then all I can say is good luck. Just know I'll never listen again to a single podcast of yours. Now, if it's aimed at me, I, I, that's an unfair thing to say, because, you know, if someone rips me off, of course I'm going to bash them. Of course I am. That, that's always been my personality. I mean, what did you think I would not bash someone if they ripped me off? Of course I would. It's, and I think that's fair to do. That's what this whole site's about. The site's about if somebody rips you off, come tell the, tell the world. That's the whole point here. I and mean, why is it called Poker Fraud Alert? It's to alert people to frauds in the poker world. That's my whole point. I'm tired of the secrets. I'm tired of the scammers getting away with it. I'm tired of people saying, oh, I haven't heard of this. Oh, I've heard of it, but I don't know where to go to get more information. Oh, something bad happened to me, but I don't know where to post about it. Or I posted about it on 2 plus 2 and everybody ignored me because there's so much activity over there. So I guess right now there's no activity. But usually there's so much activity over there. So, am I, am I mispronouncing Corvallis? I'm sorry. I'm not an Oregon person. I've, I've been there a few times, but... I admit, I, I don't know how to pronounce it. Looks like Corvallis to me, but... Anyway. T-Buck says he wasn't referring to me, but he wants to call me out on something. Which he's already been doing the whole time here, but... Uh, Alright, call me out. People are always welcome to call me out. I'm not going to say, I can't discuss this for legal reasons, or the contract is invalid. That'll never come out of my mouth. So, uh, reading the chat here. Um, anybody wants to call in still, 775-FRAUD-55 is the phone number. Just make sure you're uh, doing star 82 before calling me, or show your caller ID. I may have it set to where you can't get through unless you show your number. I forgot the setting I made. Okay, here's from T-Buck in the chat. You say you're sick of the scammers, and that's why you crusade with the site, etc. Okay. 
Next. Type faster. Everybody's on pins and needles here. Oh, she, I'm, I'm getting props from BB92 for both saying Corvallis correctly and for pronouncing the state name correctly. Hmm. Okay. I says, but now you bring up all these shady things Micon did while you were still an owner. Donate button, etc. Well, no, the donate button was at the very end. That's what caused the whole final rift that drove me away. So uh, that was definitely in the same incident that you know I'm complaining about in the first place. Um, as far as the other stuff was concerned, uh, I definitely didn't agree with what I heard about what he did to hostile rays. But you know, what am I supposed to do? Put him over my knee and spank him? Like you know. The, I didn't agree with some of the things he did, and I and I told him so. But um, you know, my only option at that point was uh, leave the site. Now, if Micon was like a um, a huge scammer, then I would have been forced to leave. But you know, the, these lapses in judgment where he he did some screwed up things, but uh, eventually made them right in some way, or came to terms with people. I you know, I I just chalked them up to Micon's quirks, you know, that uh, he's not a flawless person and that sometimes he makes mistakes. And yeah, you know, I probably should have looked at some of these things and said, hey, one day it's going to happen to me. But it wasn't like he had a long history of being a terrible guy. He really didn't. He, he definitely did some unethical things over time, but he didn't have a really long history of being like a really bad and shady person. If he did, I, I would have been gone a long time ago. He's definitely gotten worse in recent times. And if he had someone that he was very close to, that was like a close business partner and friend that he just abruptly screwed over, and if I saw it actually happen twice, where you have two different people, then yeah, I would have bolted and never gotten involved with him in the first place. Um, that, that's my point here, T-Buck, is... Uh, you know, there's degrees of things. And w when somebody who you've been in business with for years, when you rip them off and, and make agreements with them and just blatantly break them, and when your best friend who's like a brother to you, when you're posting confidential pictures of them because you're mad at them, and, and you screw them over in different ways, and you cheat them out of money for your website, you know, like, like these are things that, uh, um, those are huge red flags. That's not just like, someone made an error in judgment or someone did something that's moderately unethical. Like, these things are very big red flags about a person. And I didn't see anything to that degree while we were friends. I saw some mistakes, I saw some unethical behavior, but I, I didn't see anything to that degree. And if I did, I would have been gone. You know, I'll tell you the truth. I'll tell you someone who I distanced myself from because I was seeing things I didn't like, and that was Neverwind. Um, when I first got to, I was never close friends with Neverwin, I should say that too, but when I, I was friendly with him for some time, and uh, when I started to see and hear things about him that uh, involved, you know, getting loans from people, and then, you know, misrepresenting his ability to pay back, blah, 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 you know, you know all the stuff he's been accused of, and it's probably true. Um, I distanced myself from him, because... I, I didn't want to be involved with someone like that. There were just too many things I heard. The story seemed too credible. And, uh, you know, 
I, I just didn't want to be involved anymore, even though he didn't screw me over in any way. So, um, you know, sometimes I'll see someone behaving in a certain way, and I think I, I just don't want anything more to do with this person. And, you know, and I will do that. I will walk away from people just from the general behavior towards others if I think that it's, uh, if it's uh, indicative of, of the type of person they are. Here's an interesting comment from Big D. McGee, or Big D. McCobb on this site. And I saw him make this comment before, and I, he made it on Donk Down, so I really didn't want to answer it. But I'll answer it here because he's making it on my site. He said, here's what bothers me about Mycon's take. He's calling you a vindictive psycho, but it's your same personality qualities that he valued and exploited before on DD Radio and the forums. It was fine when your hypervigilance was pointed at other people, then he could laugh, but it's not so funny when pointed at him. If he objected to you morally, he should have cut ties with you years ago. Obviously, it's convenient for him to take this position now. It makes me think he has other motivations. Well, i got to take a little bit of an issue with that statement. It is true that Mikeon is being hypocritical in that um, I'm not acting any differently now than I've always acted. And that is, if someone rips me off, I make sure the world knows about it. And, uh, you know, I try to go after them for ripping me off. I mean, that's true. And he ripped me off here, and he made an agreement and blatantly broke it. And, you know, for him to complain about me behaving the way he's always known me to behave is crazy. And, and in that way, you're right. But to say that Mikeon was exploiting me being a vindictive psycho and enjoying it as long as he wasn't the victim, I, I take issue with that because I wasn't a vindictive psycho. I, I reject your claim that I am. Do I uh, respond to people when they do bad things to me? Yes, but I mean, I, I don't just do this to people who uh, criticize me on a forum or uh, just do minor bullshit to me. I'm talking about people doing real, nasty, vindictive things or scamming me. Those are the type of people I go after. Or I, I guess you could say, like, when, I, when a customer service employee keeps me on hold for an hour on purpose just to screw with me and hangs up on me, that I call up and try to get him fired. I guess you could say that's vindictive, but it's really not. It's just, uh, you know, giving someone what's uh, deserved. You know, they, they abuse me with their job. I make sure their boss knows they abuse me with their job. There's nothing wrong with doing that. But uh, a vindictive psycho is someone... I'll give you an example of a vindictive psycho. That's uh, Scotty Clark. I mean, look what he did on his blog just because I I criticized him for having a lock poker banner on there. That's all I did to the guy. And then he flipped out and uh, posted info about my father on my own site. I banned him for that, obviously. And then he's made like five blogs about me just saying all kinds of just really, really nasty and slanderous stuff. I'm not going to bother suing him or anything because he's a, you know, everybody knows he's a psycho and nobody takes anything he says seriously. But, uh, um, you know, that's an example of a vindictive psycho. Someone that you, like, do the slightest thing to them and they go off and they put you in their crosshairs and just try to ruin you. I'm not like that. I've never been like that. Call you around the air. Caller, Hello. I'm afraid I cannot hear you. I hear an attempt to talk, but I'm hearing things like... Yeah, hello? Yeah, I can hear you now. Hey, this is 6 Pete. What's going on? 
Six Toad Pete, hello. You know, I uh, I questioned you a little bit earlier. By the way, you sound younger than I expect. Are, aren't you older than me? Yes, I'm 44. Okay. I think that's older than you. I'm not sure of your age, to be honest. Oh, okay. I thought you were like 57 or something. I don't know where I got that idea. But okay, we're, we're pretty close to so the same. So what's going on? So, um, Six Toad Pete, I, I saw you made a comment uh, both... On my forum and in the Donk Down chat during the uh, the show, and that was that both Micon and I have different ways of interpreting the contract, and that you, know, you can't really say that one's right and one's wrong because we're both interpreting it different ways. And I, I couldn't understand why you would say that because Micon has admitted that he's breaking the contract. In fact, he pretty much admitted it tonight to Tony Bag of Donuts before he got cut off. He's never said that he hasn't broken it. He says well, it's just not valid. What you're not understanding is that I'm a, I'm a master debater, and when it comes to these type of things, you know, there are certain ways to interpret different things, and it all comes out to how you interpret different things. Well, what does that mean? I, I'm afraid it's just over your head. I've been <laughs> on popular syndicated talk shows. Wait, 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 wait. It's over my head. I, now, now you're getting condescending with me. Look, it's not... Oh, wait, hold on. Yeah, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. In the 90s. I'm a very well-respected member of the Negro community. All right, all right. I, I got to look at the chat. That was a, that was a good, uh, good... You had me fooled for a second. I gotta look at the chat. You know, it's so funny when he first called up and I heard the voice. I'm like, I don't expect him to sound like that. Whoever that was, I was like, I'm thinking I don't expect you to sound like that. I even made a comment like he sounded younger than I expect. And then for some reason, when he said 44, he still didn't sound 44, but I, I kind of just like let it go. And then and then the guy rolled me. Good job. Okay, Wh whoever did this, uh, the master debater here. Uh, good job. So, uh, you know what's also funny? I, I also had a thought when the person said the six-toed Pete. I'm like, I wonder if this is a fake six-toed Pete trying to make him look like a fool. And then I'm like, nah, no one would do that. I gotta go with my gut. It's like sometimes, you know, in Limit Hold'em, you, you can never get raised off the hand if you've got a good hand. Because, you know, the raises just aren't big enough. It's not like no limit. There's times when someone raises me on the turn and I've got a hand that's good that's not great you know I've got like King Jack and there's a king on the board and they raise me on the turn and I go you know I've just got a King Jack kicker I can't three bet them out of position but like my gut's saying no he's full of shit no he's just raising a draw no no he's just got second pair but it'll still call you all the way down if you three bet and I, I keep telling myself to hit that three bet button and I just don't do it I scare myself into not doing it and I don't do it so I just check call down, and then he checks the river, and I see he had, uh, you know, king seven. So he would have called all the way had I re-raised him, and I get pissed at myself for costing myself two bets. Like, sometimes I'll feel like I've got the gut instinct of I know what to do, and I don't do it, and then I feel like an idiot for not doing it. And it doesn't seem to happen that often the other way, where I don't do it, and then I feel relieved that I didn't do it. So, like, I had an initial read, and I threw it away, and then I, I made an idiot of myself. So, good job, fake six-toed Pete, whoever you were. 
anyway, um, I, I want to address something else T. Buck's saying. I don't know why I address so much of his statements, but maybe because he's the main one disagreeing with me. I always hated the Colleen segments and the Ken Scaler segments to a much lesser degree because I felt Druff was exploiting these people. I know Micon felt the same, but yet Druff doesn't see his behavior this way at all. So who's right and who is wrong, I don't know. Well, Colleen, I can understand you feeling that way. And I, you know, Colleen, that was done because she had done some things that weren't very nice to Ken. And for that reason, I didn't have a lot of sympathy for her. So if she was going to call in the radio and make a fool of herself, I, I wasn't going to feel bad for her. Now, Ken, he's my friend. He's been my friend since, uh, for over 20 years. And you have to know Ken to understand that he's not being exploited here. Ken, Ken is someone who doesn't mind when people have a laugh at his expense. And when I say that, I really mean that. Ken likes being the center of attention. He likes doing and saying wacky things and getting reaction out of people. And a lot of times, with him, no really means yes. Sometimes he'll say, hey, I didn't say I can be on the radio, but he's just saying that to get a reaction. But he really wants to be on the radio. That's why he doesn't hang up. That's why he goes on with his whole routines. And he's very aware of what's going on here. You know, for, for all of Ken's quirks, he is aware that people on the radio are laughing at him to some degree and that, uh, you know, that he's just like entertainment there. He, he knows the whole story. He, he knows what's going on. And I even talk about it with him. But you know what? Whenever Ken runs into any kind of problem or he needs help with things, he always calls me and, and, and I help him. Not just with money, but you know, I've, I helped him avoid an eviction a few years ago and you know, put work into that. And you know, I, don't, I don't get anything out of these things. It's just he's my friend, so I do it for him. You know? And uh, yeah, he's kind of a strange guy, but uh, um, you know, I've known him a long time, and uh, you know, I like Ken. So you just have to know him and uh, understand his quirks and his limitations. And uh, you know, but I'm not exploiting him here. And anything he tells me that I shouldn't say. I don't say. Sometimes it's really funny stuff I, I wish I could say out here, but he, and sometimes it's stupid things you would think that he wouldn't care about people knowing, but he just kind of has these quirks to where certain things he doesn't want people knowing, but certain, like, much more embarrassing things he's fine with everyone knowing, and I'm like, all right, you know, you're okay with it. But it, something he asked me not to do, uh, or not to say, I won't do. Okay, we have a call here. I, th I think I know who this is, but call you on the air. Hey, what's up, Jeff? It's China. Oh, that's not who I thought it was. I actually thought you were one step, because both of you have this weird Las Vegas number. I, I don't know if it's a real number or just the way it comes up on Skype, but... Uh, um, yeah, it's just a random Skype number. Yeah, okay. So, but I, I used to see it for one step or something similar, so I thought it was going to be one step. But uh, China, what, what's going on? Not much. Uh, just playing a little poker. Some of the the state that I'm on. Um, that's about it. I just wanted to call in, thank everybody that's um, participated in Venom Poker since we opened. Um, it's funny, you know, a lot of people in chat calling it a fail site, and, you know, it's not easy to run a poker site, um, especially this day and age after Black Friday, but, like, even Venom Poker, that, that wasn't even something that I planned when we when we launched, uh, it was just a site that was somebody offered to build to me, build for me, and um, I just ran with it. And 
you know, went pretty good for a while, but after Black Friday, it pretty much fizzled out. So, um, time to rebrand it. And like you said, we'll be making an announcement on um, Filthy Limper Radio next Thursday about what the future is going to be. So, just wanted to put that out there and thank everybody. Oh, okay. Yeah, I uh, look forward to seeing whatever you end up doing with it. And, uh, you know, I, I don't get, unlike certain other people, I don't get intimidated mm-hmm. by sites that go up that could be similar to mine or, or could be appealing to the same audience as mine. Mm-hmm. Because if you have a good site, people are not going to leave it. People are really creatures of habit online. And this is why 2 plus 2 mm-hmm. has succeeded so much and, and, and still succeeds, even despite Mason Malmuth himself and all the mistakes he right. makes and his and his very unappealing personality and the, the heavy-handed way he runs the forum and, you know, everything else. I mean, there's mm-hmm. there's so many reasons why 2 plus 2 should be failing, but it isn't, because people are a creature of habit. And as long as right. something they're used to doing is still functional, right. they'll, they'll stick with it. This is why right. some TV shows that were once good that are now awful still last a few more years. Right. Because once you get used to something... Uh, you don't want to change it. It's just part of your life. And that, th- this is why people listen to Donk Down Radio still. I mean, uh, that's, that's, why, uh, right. that's, why my, that's why the site was so valuable. That's why me giving it up for $1,200 right. for over a quarter was ridiculous because it has a loyal right. following where even if it goes to shit, there's going to be people who stay there and who, uh, who continue being loyal to it just because that's what they're used to. And um, right. so if, if you have a site that I, is, is doing a good mm-hmm. job and is keeping people entertained and keep, pe- keeping people informed, you shouldn't right. be worried if other sites come up like yours because uh, people don't have exclusive contracts with only one site. They can visit several sites, and they will visit several sites as right. long as your site has something to offer. True. Like, uh, right before Black Friday, I actually started... I had a staking stable going at Venom Poker, maybe like... 15, 20 guys, all micro steaks. But like you said, you know, it's a creature of habit. They're going to come back every day. You know, everybody's into the staking. So, that you know, they're coming coming to my forum every day. And that was pretty good. Black Friday pretty much killed all that. We were we were uh, peaking traffic right up until Black Friday, and then everything just got destroyed after that. Now you have, you know, a bunch of kids that are playing micro steaks that are providing a lot of the content for the forum. They're not going to be around anymore because there's just really – the options just aren't there to play, so you know it's just uh, it was just a tough tough break for um, for Venom Poker at that time. But the whole time we were open, we did some pretty good things, like a lot of uh, a lot of free rolls, a lot of staking. You know, probably sent out fifty thousand in stakes easily over a few month period. And um, you know, the Mamba Pit idea I thought was pretty good. That was good, you know, that was yeah. good for the people that were involved with that. Yeah, I like um, the, the Mamba Pit. Uh, that was, I, I felt was a good idea, like a, a little kind of secret forum where, not secret, people could see it, but you needed like a password or something to get in there. And people having like serious discussions about poker, like good players who all want to talk with each other. And the, I think there's not enough of that. And even on 2 Plus 2 in their high limit forums, it seems over there it's less serious discussion and too much people trying to one-up each other with how smart they are. Yeah, nobody really wants to talk about what's going on. So I figured, why not provide a private forum where people that don't want to give their secrets and ideas out, you know, you could you could just do it right there. It was pretty good. Um, but yeah, one thing, another thing I wanted to touch on with the two plus two thing, if that hacker 
happened to get into a lot of PMs and got a lot of personal stuff that could make 2 plus 2 look bad, um, do you think that's possible that they're getting blackmailed right now? Cause it seems this is taking a, an awfully long time to get that to get to, to solve security patches. You know, I, it is taking a long time, but I think that's Mason Malmuth just the way he is. I think Mason Malmuth is so humiliated by this and so just obsessed with never letting this happen again that he wants them to basically put on the belt and suspenders. He wants to make sure that it is 100% secure as far as he's concerned and that every possibility of ways to hack the site have been covered, which there really is no way to do that. But uh, he's going to... He's probably making them take extra time to ensure this is not occurring and to completely understand what happened in the first place and how they're going to take steps to prevent it. As far as blackmail is concerned, I think Mason is one of the least likely people to succumb to blackmail. It's just not in his personality. I think Mason would be the type to say, fuck off, go ahead and do what you want, and I'm going to find you and sue you. Like I, I, I think that would right. be Mason's answer. I think it would be a very tough guy right. to blackmail. And I think, you know, he has a lot of money already, so it's not like he feels... Yes, he'd lose money if people came forward and uh, made 2 plus 2 look really bad, but uh, it wouldn't kill him. Like, it would hurt the site's reputation, but, I mean, look, UB continued to make a lot of money after their awful, awful scandals just because right. there was a large percentage of the people that either didn't know about it or didn't care about it. And on 2 plus right. 2, even if he ends up not selling as many books or getting as many click-throughs on his ads as he used to because of this, I think it's only going to be a small percentage of people that change their behavior towards 2 plus 2 and their products as a result of this. I think the, the people who are most affected are the, the forum nerds who don't really buy very much, who kind of just right. uh, add content to the forum, which is useful too for Mason, but uh, there's just so many people there, they could lose 50% of their users and they'll be just fine. So uh, I, right. I think I think that's the way he's looking at it. I think he wouldn't uh, succumb to any blackmail, even if there's embarrassing things. And uh, I I think that uh, what if there's things what if there's things that like put his um, reputation in major jeopardy? Well, I don't know what those would be. I mean, I don't think Mason is is a shady character. I don't think he's cheating people or scamming people. I think Mason is just kind of an asshole and. Right and and a, a very controlling person, and uh, but I don't see him as a shady person or a scammer. So I don't think they've found that type of thing. And I don't think he's like David Skolansky. I don't like. I don't think you're going to find out that he's living with some uh, um, right. inbred 23 year old who's got some mental handicaps. I don't think you're going to find that either. I think Mason has a pretty vanilla life, and you know he's just a control but freak. But even if even if but even if it's not him, like, let's say the hacker took Call a thousand of the most influential... To accept, press 1. To send a voicemail, press 2. I don't know what that is, but I'm not going to take it. <laughs> okay. Go on. So I was, was going to say, if uh, the hacker went to, like, a thousand of the most influential people in poker's um, PM boxes, I mean, they could get some... You never know what's in there, you know what I mean? They could be some very shady shit... Ultimate bet stuff, uh, stuff that people know about. Oh, of course. All kinds of crazy. Oh, there should be a lot of potentially embarrassing things that that can be found there, and things that can be used to compromise people's online poker accounts. I mean, there's a, a lot of things that could happen that are will be bad as a result of this. And I think you know maybe 
Mason's instructions to mods about things that uh, he wouldn't want the public knowing about. Like, for example, now this is already known, but this is like, let's say it wasn't known. Um, he was telling mods to delete posts from in the strategy forums that were duplicating content from their books. And what he meant was not to delete posts that were just, like, copying out of his books. That would be understandable. But actually, posts that... Uh, we're discussing strategy that his books also discussed because he didn't want those taking away from the book sales. He didn't want people saying, hey, I've already learned this from other 2 plus 2 users. I don't need your books anymore. So he was actually instructing the mods to censor content there that explains people how to play poker better because he wants them to buy his books instead to learn how to play poker better. And I mean, that's just terrible. If you, if you want to run a forum... You, you have to let people discuss right. strategy, even if you, even if that makes people not want to buy books. I mean, it, it, you can't have the best of both worlds. But Mason thought you could. So uh, let's see. I have a call here from the. All from unknown caller. Oh, to accept, press one. To send a voicemail. Why should I have to press two. one? Like why? It's not. I, I don't get this. I just press one. They they say Jay Searles is calling in. That's why I'm trying. Like Jay Searles is calling in. They're saying to accept it, but. It's like a ridiculous phone call. Like, why Why is it saying call from unknown caller, press 1 to accept? Like, why, why doesn't he just say hello? Hello? Yeah. Hello? Yeah, who is this? This is Jay Sales. What's up, Jay Sales? Mr. Mr. God. Yeah, who's that? I don't even know if it's really him. It sounds like a weird voice. <laughs> I'm more confused than anybody. What's what's this weird phone you're calling from? Why did it say I have to press 1 to accept your call? I have no idea. I dialed star A2 and then the number. That's from Maybe it's because you star A2 to... Okay. That's what well, they told me. I don't want to I'm not seeing Jay Searle's... I'm not seeing him say anything in chat that it's not him, so it's probably you. So yeah, he, he yeah he wrote I dialed star eight two then the number he wrote okay. that in chat. So I don't know what happened here, him. but uh, okay, go ahead. So, so what, what do you want to say? You got Well, you wanted to say something. You you say I'm dodging your calls, so go ahead. Tell me what you want to say. I don't really have much to say. I was just calling all the haters and fucking trolls that want me to call in, so I called in. Well, I mean, you got to call in to say something. Yeah. I mean, you you have a lot of opinions in the forum, but then you have nothing to say on the radio? <laughs> you have something specific you want to talk about? Well, I mean, you're the one who has a lot of things to say. It's, it's not up to me to come up with subjects for you. If you have something specific you want to talk about, I'd be happy to address it. Jesus. Look... I take phone calls. I don't come up with topics for the callers to talk to me about. I, I discuss topics on the show, but I'm not going to tell you what you need to talk to me about. Do you want to discuss how bad I've been running all my stakes? Yeah, let's, let's talk about China Maniac, what a fish he is. Okay. <laughs> um, if you want to What? I'm not. I'm not understanding any of this. Uh, from from the beginning to the end, that, that's, I, I hung up. I was on the call. Say, just, this is too painful. 
Yeah, I was going to say, speaking of running bad, Druff can attest to how bad I've been running in, yeah, most, so me, in a lot of the games that let me tell you we've this. been in together. Yeah, we, we have been in a lot of games together, and I can tell you this, that he really has had just ridiculously bad luck. Like, I, I've just watched so many bad beats come to him, and I'll even tell you, I even get this feeling when I'm playing against him, like in a hand, I'm like... Normally, I, I'm sure I'm losing here, but I bet because it's Chinese Maniac, I'm going to get the Miracle card. And then a lot of times I do. Like, like a lot of times I really expect that I'm going to come back and beat him, even though I know I'm behind in the hand just because it happens so often. Like, I know I shouldn't expect that, but uh, like you start to get that feeling right. when you play a guy who's like running bad day after day after day. And in fact, even when I'm running bad, like he's the one guy I feel like may not beat me. <laughs> so, like, right. he really has run really bad, and I also have to say, um, he may have some validity to his suspicions about uh, players that play him heads up, beat him for a few thousand dollars, and then are never seen again. I have to admit that's really peculiar and does seem to go on a little bit too much over there. And uh, Yeah, three out of four guys that I've played and I've lost over a thousand dollars to haven't showed back up on the site since they played me. I mean, it could be coincidence. I'm not saying they're super users, but, I mean, when I'm losing, like, 75% of the hands and I'm a five big blind, four to five big blind winner heads up over, like, hundreds and hundreds of thousands, maybe even millions of hands, um, heads up, just, I don't know, you just start thinking crazy things. I mean, it could just be run, running super, super bad, but, you know, I mean, at worst, over... A, a three, four month stretch. I, I don't expect to be losing as All much as I have been. To accept, press one. You know to send a voicemail, press two. I think this is on my end, the stupidity. To I'm accept, gonna, press I'm one. To find to out how to stop this crap. No update on. Uh, someone asked if there's an update on shadow mode. Um, no, no update on shadow mode. He's never showed up, and um, merge support hasn't um, addressed it either. Uh, who is um, it? That's, that's Chinese Maniac talking. Who are you? Yeah, hi, uh, Jeff. This is uh, Six-Toed Pete. So th is this the real Six-Toed Pete? Can you, can you type in chat? Yeah, the real Six-Toed Can you verify yeah, you're the real Six-Toed Pete? Okay, type uh, in chat right now. I'm, yeah. I'm Six-Toed Pete. Type something in chat so I know it's you. I, I don't want to be rolled twice. Like, that's, it's bad enough to be rolled once, but oh, I'll okay, be rolled I'll, twice. I'll, I'll put three, three uh, T's in. Okay, do that. Forties. Okay, forties. I, I should make you put three since you promised three, but I'll I'll accept four. You know, getting, <laughs> getting rolled twice. Speaker away. Can you hear me? All right. Yeah, getting rolled twice on the same type of phone call is kind of like getting check raised on the turn and river. It's like humiliating. <laughs> yeah. Let me know when I'm on the air. Um, you're well. No, you're well, on the air the whole time. No, that. I think Druff, That's actually the um. The triple check raise that they have on a uh, poker table rating. Yeah, I know. That, fortunately, no one's ever pulled that on me ever. I've never been triple check raised. <laughs> All right, I can see I'm on like. What do you have? A ten second delay here? I get no, no, there's no delay. Out. No, you you can say the f word or anything else you want. Oh, okay. I, I was just uh, uh, fed up with the uh, trolls like Windsor Lockwood, uh, Jay Searles. Uh, you know, just ridiculous. But what I wanted to ask you about was uh, the old days. I, I used to come out to the World Series of Poker, 
in the 80s and the 90s. And I'll admit, I was a real bird. I used to play the side games, but I never played in the uh, tournament, especially the big the big show. But I, it's one of the reasons I respect some, you know, so many of these young players today. And I was just wondering uh, if you played back then. Well, uh, by the way, are you really 44? Was that other person just making that up? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not looking at the chat, so. Uh, I don't know what they said. No, no, but are you 44 years old, or are you older than that? Oh, no, I'm a, I'm the senior citizen of PSA. Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought you were one of the older people. Yeah. You know yeah, what's I'm sad? old school. I, you, you I used to go to Binion's Horseshoe, hang out at the old, if you remember where the old cafe was upstairs, just to get a look at Benny uh, Binion. And uh, uh, Jack, Jack he was an acquaintance of mine. He was a very friendly guy. In fact, we dated the same uh, girl he, uh, who was a waitress at the Horseshoe. And, you know, I, I am an old school guy, but I just was curious if, if you remember any of those days. Um, I don't because I'm not old school in poker. Now, the, the sad thing is I was actually, when you said you, you came to Vegas for the World Series in the 80s and 90s, and I thought, wow, the 80s, he's got to be old. And then I thought to myself, crap, I almost could have played in the World Series of Poker in the 80s. I, I was eligible to play the World Series of Poker in 1993. Yeah, sure you could. Yeah, well, I, I was 17 in 1989, so I wasn't quite there, but I was close. Uh, but, um, no, I didn't start playing poker until the very beginning of 2001. That was when I played my first hand. And I was already just about 29 at that point. So I, I could have started earlier. Uh, and by the way, thank you, Big D, for saying I'm not a vindictive psycho. I appreciate that. But uh, anyway, <laughs> and he just put that in the chat. Well, I read, uh, eight, if you remember, A. Alvarez's uh, classic, The Biggest Game in Town. I think it came out in the mid-80s. I read that book, and I used to always come out to Las Vegas for the big fights. Uh, there was Larry Holmes, Holyfield, Mike Tyson, uh, Julio Cesar Chavez, and then I used to come out for the, for the poker because no one played hold'em poker in Boston, where I'm from. And uh, that's when I first uh, got involved, and I brought the game back, you know, to our local game. But, you know, I love those guys. Uh, I used to real uh, Stu Unger, Jack Treetop Strauss, Puggy Pearson. It was... Uh, we actually have a question in our chat here. We have a question in our chat from Muck Ficon. He wants to know what George Washington was like. <laughs> well, it's one of the reasons I, I wanted to bet Windsor Lockwood because I know the guy can't scratch two nickels together. And uh, uh, I, I, I did debate all those uh, credit bureau reps and I did testify in Congress. And I... So I dug up. I have some of the tapes. What, what did you te- what, hold on? What did you testify in Congress about? Uh, the the uh, Fair Credit Reporting Act. Hmm. There's a yeah. I know there's a record of that. I have the printout of when it happened. I still have the photographs. So I was going to uh, forward all those to you, and uh, I don't care if it's a thousand, five thousand, ten thousand, and whatever. You know, he bet. He he wouldn't even held to bet 
hundred dollars, and uh, you know it was just a lock. Hmm. That was covered by C-SPAN and uh, CNN. It was, you know, the point was going back to this debate that Tony Daganonis had uh, with Mike on. Now I agree with you on on the contract and what you said about Mike the way Mike on handled the contract. And if you re- read my post, which I put up after your radio sh- show started, uh, I debated whether to you know to use that or or the uh, Bitcoin seals. With po- seals and uh, seals clubs. clubs, you're talking about. But yeah, the reason I, I put the contract in is because it's relatively minor, and I knew Tony Bag of Donuts could never win that debate because he challenged Mike Con by comparing him to Howard Letterer in that video. Well, there's no, 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 no way he could ever win the debate. No, no, no. And no, I agree a, with what you're saying about the, the contract, and you, you're. Uh, Bring it right back like Jacob did to all ethics, but it was he was totally out of line to challenge Mike on that. Well, no, 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 no. And no, I think no. Mike on. I, I, I think debate, you're not understanding you have to agree that Mike on won that debate. No, 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 no. See, this is the problem here. You're not understanding the point that was made here. No one was saying that Mike on's as bad as Howard Letterer. Obviously, Howard Letterer cheated people out of you know hundreds of millions of dollars, or he was part of doing that. And, and Micon hasn't yeah. done that, and you know, so you know, no one's saying that Micon is Howard Litterer, but um, it's the same way. Let, let's take something much more severe, but along the same lines. Um, if if a convicted murderer went on about how bad Adolf Hitler is, uh, that's also kind of hypocritical, uh, because you know, if you're a killer and you're going to condemn another killer, even if the other killer killed a lot more people and was a lot worse, that doesn't mean you're not still a killer. So what people I are saying, will not accept that analogy. Well, no, no, no. What people are saying the, uh, here? Hang are on. Are you saying that Micron didn't have the right to put up that video? He owns Dogtown. No, no, no. That of course, he had the right. Hilarious but video. That's not what I'm saying here. You did see it. But that's not what I'm saying. People aren't saying he didn't have the right to. They just thought it was ridiculous that he is making jokes about somebody else's business ethics when. He has no business ethics himself. And even if Howard's ethics are worse than Micon's, he shouldn't be the one calling it out. Like, he can have an opinion that, yeah, Howard's a bad guy too, but you can't say, ha, 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 look at Howard Letterer talking about business ethics, and he has none. Ha, 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 ha. Well, if you don't have it yourself, then you shouldn't be the one pointing that out. It's, a, it's like... All right. Well, I mean, it's obvious that, that that's a weak argument, but it's very difficult to, to even bring that up with you because you are uh, beyond... Uh, reproach. You are ethics when it comes to poker. But I I have to say that Micon had the right to put the video up. And then he was challenged by Tony Dagadonitz. Call from unknown caller. Hang on a second. Press one. Find a way to stop this. Are we still on? Yeah, we're still on. Go on. We I took Jay Searles a call again. Hopefully he'll have something to say this time. But uh, finish your finish oh, okay. what you were saying. Yeah, it's very difficult to, to debate you, who, who is Mr. Ethics, as far as uh, business. Oh, my God, get this old fuck off the line. <laughs> this is Jay Searles here. Yeah, That's, that's what that. he wanted to call him. I can hear the troll in the battle. Oh, this is Windsor. Oh, this is Windsor, Windsor. okay. He wanted to talk to me. Okay, it came up with the same phone number. I guess this, we're getting some weird caller ID stuff here. Okay, go on. Yeah, I know, Windsor. It's the same guy. He's got three accounts. 
I don't think he has three accounts. I think he's only got one account. What is no, he doing that's just in your What is he doing Who do you think his other two accounts are? No, you were confusing him with the uh, Jay Searles, right? I was confusing him because, because I'm having some caller ID issues with, tonight. Uh, where things are coming up. With another man who has lock in, in, in the name. But I, I, I'm curious, what does he want to say? Well, he's saying uh, it again. Can you, can, you, can you just not hear me? Are you that old that you can't hear what I'm saying? Or are you just fucking retarded? Uh, again, I have to say it again. Uh, what does he want to say? I mean, that was just nonsense. Drivel. Did he got a point there, boy? Oh, are you really 60? Is this some kind of level? Did you have, like, your grandpa call in and start naming off poker players from back in the 80s to try to come off like you were some kind of superhero for the radio show? Is this Sixto Pete's grandpa? I don't understand the question. <laughs> you don't understand a lot of questions because you're not intelligent. You try to come off intelligent, but then whenever people ram right. facts down your throat, you try to spin right. it and you let's, fail Let's horribly. discuss intelligence. Yeah, 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 yeah. Why are you uh, stuttering? Are you mad? Why are you stuttering? What are college went to? Okay, guys, this is Are you going to have a heart attack? Can we ask this? 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 Did you did you stutter? Did you go to college at all? Did you even attend college? I um, I'm 18 years old, so no, I haven't went yet. <laughs> oh, God. Wait, so when you're locked when you're 18 years old? I can't believe this kid is 18 years old. I can't believe it. Oh, what am I going to say now to try to save my ass from this question I just asked? Is this 18-year-old kid really making me stutter on the air in front of hundreds well, of people? You know, it, it's kind of like shooting fish in a barrel. Have you got a point? Do you want a point? Do you want to debate some okay. topic? I, I answered your question, now you answer mine. Did you stutter when you used to yeah, go on the radio shows? Can you go ahead and people? ask one question? Uh, go ahead. Let's hear, let's hear that question. Okay, whenever you, you said that you used to debate people, and you used to crush them, and they would fear yeah. coming on the radio of you, did you stutter like you are yeah. right now when you were mad? I, I'm sorry, I didn't even hear that. Can you repeat that? No, did you stutter when you became angry in debates back whenever you used to crush people? I think you have braces. Is that the problem? No, I'm asking. <laughs> did you used to stutter? Did you used to say, well, look, Let me listen, ask you listen, listen. Do you have braces? Well, you didn't answer the question. Will you tell everybody, do you have braces? Are you wearing braces? No, I have, I have no braces. I've answered two of your questions now. Answer one of mine. Have you always yeah, been wrong with the way you were talking? I don't understand. It's very difficult. It's very difficult to understand what you're saying. But it could be well, a asking, you know, you're only a when, when did your stutter develop? That's what I want to know. Have you always had it? Did I, it just start? 
I want to know, Windsor, are you really 18? Hang on a second. Windsor, are you really 18? I don't know if I believe that. No, I really am. (laughs) I I believe it. Druff, take a look in the chat. Yeah, yeah, I I see. I kind of thought that, too. We'll discuss that another time. All right, does, does he I'm, have a real I'm question or not? Goodbye now. Hmm. Odd. Did he leave like a coward? Well, he's gone. I don't know if it's like a coward, but he did leave. Yeah. I mean, what was that, Druff? Well, it was someone you know, calling is, in and wanted to make, he wanted to make some comments, so I let him make some comments. Yeah, I know. It, it really wasn't much. He, I, I didn't get any of what he was... Uh, well, maybe it's a generation gap. You know, it's like uh, the, the problem is if he's 18 and you're in your 60s, and I'm, <laughs> I'm, kind of, I'm kind of in the middle. I guess maybe I can understand both of you, but you can't understand each other. <laughs> well, yeah, all right. You, you make a good diplomat. <laughs> all right, so let's move on from that here. I was actually going to uh, end that because I didn't want the whole show to be uh, fighting back and forth between a kid and his grandfather. Yeah, but, uh, it, it's okay. I understand, uh, you know, that's the future of our country. The poor kid, you know, he's had a public education. You know, he has a problem with grammar. He has a problem with syntax. And I've noticed that in his threads. That's the guy who trolls me. If you've noticed in the uh, PFA uh, forum, you know, the guy trolls me. There's one troll, uh, you know, and one thread that he just keeps trolling and trolling and re- repeating All the right. pictures well, instead of words. No, okay. Well, let's not talk about the forum and trolling and everything. Nobody really wants to hear that. So uh, is there anything else you'd like to discuss on the show? Uh, no, only... Uh, uh, just that uh, I hope you weren't too upset that I used that contract example uh, in my argument that uh, Tony Bag of Donuts would lose. That no, game. I just don't agree so, with what you were saying. I love Tony Bag. I, I just wasn't agreeing with what you were saying because they, they were the point people were trying to make is just MyCon's not ethical. And, uh, and that they kind of laughed that the guy who's so unethical recently complains about somebody else's ethics. And that was that was the point they were making. Yeah. They weren't saying he's the same as Howard. They were just uh, saying, hey, Mike, on you're not ethical. He's saying, yes, I am ethical, and that's what tonight's debate was about and uh, got prematurely ended for unknown reasons. So anyway, um, well, I, one, one I last question for you. In a post to you later. But one, one last but question for you. Please. One last question if you hang on here. What's that? One last question. Do you really have six toes? Yeah, well, six-toed Pete is a name, along with seven-toed Pete, with an Old West uh, uh, stud, card game. And and still, to this day, in Cuba and and in Florida, you can play seven-toed Pete with dominoes. Hmm. Six-toed Pete refers to poker, and I have uh, five toes on each foot. I see, yeah. But there actually was, in the Old West, also uh, actually a couple of characters called six-toed Pete. Uh, one was a friend of uh, Wild Bill, uh, Bill Hickok, and uh, but the you know I hate Bill to tell you this, but when you, when you bring game. up things like this, it actually makes you sound even older. See, I'm thinking that one day I'm going to sound like this when I, <laughs> when, I, when I talk about like the 1980s, and, and when my son is older, and, and he'll think like the 80s are ancient history. Like I'll I'll probably sound this old to him 
one day. <laughs> yeah, I understand. I accept that. It doesn't bother me at all. Okay. It's it's a good problem to get old. It's something some a problem everyone. Uh, yeah, everyone gets there. That's why it's legal to have seniors' events because they say it's not discrimination because everyone will get there one day. Yeah, I'm gonna. Be, I might be out there, and I am old enough to play in that. And I might play. I think it's only a thousand dollar buy-in. You know what? I, I think. I, might, I think in uh, ten years, I'm going to be old enough to play it. <laughs> That'll be kind of. What's the age now? I think it's fifty. Yeah, I think it's 50. I, I think 50 is a stupid cutoff because that's not really senior. They, they should make it at least 60, maybe 65. Like, why, why 50? 50 is not really a senior. Yeah. I especially in a game, especially for a game of poker. Year. It's an equal playing field in poker. So, I, I mean, I don't see it why do you even have a senior event. event. It is a big event. I think first place uh, pays over 400000 you know what? Uh, one of the guys from the seniors event, I think the guy who finished second, like in 2008, 2009, his name was Dale Eberly. And he crushed me at the Limit Hold'em shootout on day two. Because this, uh, this past year, 2011, I won the first day. In fact, I got lucky to win the first day because I was down to almost nothing and made a few runner-runner straights and uh, beat a good player named uh, Ray Hansen. I moved on to day two, okay. and I had a six-handed table, and it was the easiest six-handed table of the entire day two. And you don't move tables because it's a shootout. So I'm like, oh, this is sweet. I'm going to kill it. And sure enough, I started off well. I started off as the clear chip leader, and this one guy, Dale Everly, who was looked like he's over 70 years old, he could not miss. I mean, this guy just hit and hit and hit and hit, and then... He even bluffed me once and showed it, because, and I believed him and folded because he had it every other time, and he just didn't seem like the type of bluff either. So he actually bluffed me. He check-raised bluffed like the pocket twos on like a, uh, uh, a eight-queen-ten yeah. board, and, and he had twos, and I had like sevens. And so like he showed it to me. So it, it wasn't even a tough fold. It was just kind of funny that like um, he was just hitting everything, and he was the first one to win his table that day. And then he went on to finish second in the event. And I thought he was going to win because he was just running that way. So he finished second how, in that event. How, he, how that? did he do in the senior event? He fin- I think he finished second in the senior event like 08 or 09. That's big money. Yeah, both, yeah. both of those are big money. Yeah, so uh, that was... Uh, that was my experience with someone from the seniors event. And uh, I think I just have bad luck with old men in general. When I was in Aruba, the one year I ever went there in uh, 2007, uh, we were fairly close to the money. And that was a pretty big buy-in tournament. I got in there for free, uh, sponsored by, ironically, Absolute Poker. And uh, I, I wasn't like a pro of theirs, but they bought me in because I was an active player on their site. And near the bubble, not at the bubble, but very near it, I had Ace-5... The fl- he flatted me from the small blind. The flop came 5-5 five, five something. And then the turn was a king. We got it all in. He had king 5 and busted me. So That guy was like 76, I think. So I, I think I don't want to face you, Six-Toed Pete. Because I, I, especially like in a critical situation in the World Series, I think you're going to crush me. So Anyway. Yeah, um, well, I'll be out there. And I just want everyone to you know, at least respect uh, the, the fact that you won a, uh, a bracelet. Well, thank you. you know, how difficult that is to win a bracelet at the World Series. Well, fortunately, when I won it, I didn't know how difficult it was at the time. But uh, 
Uh, anyway, uh, thank I hope you, Pete. another one uh, this year. Thank you, Pete. And if you see me around the World Series, uh, feel free to come up to me and say hello. All right, I, I will, Jeff. Thank you. All right, thank you. That was six-toed Pete. And uh, hey, Druff. Yes. Uh, Jsep want, wants me to uh, add him onto the Skype call, if that's okay. Yeah. I, I don't know if you can, okay, but me, you can try. Let me try this. I mean, I can always call him if he wants to send me his phone number. All right. I think I just added him. Yeah, I tell you, T-Buck is just trying so hard to troll me in this chat. He says he's not. he doesn't have a dog in this fight, but all I ever see from him... By the way, Scotty Clark, I don't know if I should even acknowledge him, but he's mad that I called him names on my show and is now in psycho mode again. He's now, th he's now threatening to call okay. my parents' phone number. Jaysep, are you in chat? Hello, Todd. Hi, China. No, it did work. How are you guys doing? Hello? Yes. Todd, can you hear me? Yes, I okay. can hear you. I just wanted to uh, call in and uh, commend you on firing up radio tonight uh, in lieu of the disaster on the other site, and uh, I think you're doing a great job, and, uh, you know, all that good stuff. Oh, thank you. So, uh, what, you know, feels strange, bit, actually, Jason, because uh, usually I call into your show, so this is unusual you calling into my show. Yeah, um, I'm not really much of a caller, um, but, you know, I figure you constantly support me in what I do, so I, I would like to extend the same courtesy to you. Um, very excited about China's big announcement on my show next week. Should be awesome. Uh, good things coming from him and some others, and uh, also good big things on PFA. I hope uh, this radio isn't, isn't going to be weeks and weeks before we get another one out of you. You know, I hope that too, and... I, it, it actually bothers me when I think about, hey, I don't have a regular radio show yet, and when I hear what my former show has become, and I say, wow, we should really be doing a regular show here and be the type of show that people are expecting. And the longer that it goes, we don't have that. The, show, the site's been up now for two months. I think it went up two months ago today. And... Uh, I kind of expected to have this radio show sooner, especially because I developed the radio server aspect of it, the technical stuff I developed uh, quite some time ago. I, in fact, I got that done in one day, and I got the archives done in another day. So I thought that was going to be the trouble. I thought it might be harder to do than it actually was, but... Uh, I got it up, and then I just haven't really made it happen yet. And uh, for that, I apologize to the listeners. And we are going to be putting out something very soon. And, you know, Brandon will be involved, and hopefully Vowels will be involved, and hopefully we'll have a good show that uh, people will be informed and entertained by. And the good thing is with this show that there won't be endless battles of when to end it and things like that. It'll just be like will be on the same page. And, we, you know, so if the show's going well, we'll continue. If it's not going well, we'll turn it off. And that's the way we'll run the thing. And, of course, anybody who thinks the show's too long can always just turn it off themselves and be done with it, you know? So I, so that, that's what we have planned. And, you know, uh, 
wish uh, Filthy Limper well, and uh, of course China Maniac with your expansion of your site, and you know that's that's the way it should be with sites in this community. They shouldn't be out to get each other or feel like they're competing or destroying each other. It should be just a cooperative thing where everybody has their own thing to offer. Uh, I couldn't agree with you more on that point, Jeff. Um, I spend more time on PFA than I do on my own website, that's for sure. Yeah, well, your site doesn't have a forum, so... Oh, come on, who put... Who put yeah. Uh, Mike Ficon put... I'm sorry, Mike Ficon put a disgusting cartoon in my chat here. Come on now, Mike Ficon. That's a... I don't want to have that in this forum, in this chat here. So... Jeff, do you have any idea of a night of the week or a regular start time for when your radio will be in full swing? Or are you still ironing out the details? Well, I've got to uh, speak to Brandon again about it. We, we've had a hard time getting on the phone, believe it or not. It seems like whenever he's available to talk, I'm not available and vice versa. And uh, it's, it's almost been comical, like some forces trying to prevent us from talking about this. But... Uh, this will happen soon, and we will uh, hammer out the details of the show and uh, come up with a date to do it. Um, you know, out of respect to your filthy limper show, we're not going to uh, conflict with that time. So we're going to find some time to do it that doesn't conflict with that, and we still don't have a... Um, we still don't have a set date and time yet, but we will. So we will put some kind of uh, schedule together where, you know, once a week we'll have the show at such and such time, and you can expect it then, kind of just like it was on Doc Down. And we'll try to do it every week, just like we did on Doc Down. So, uh, and by the way, Jay Searles is complaining in the chat that I hung up on him. Jay Searles, I hung up on you because you said you had nothing to say. It's one thing if you call up and just don't have anything to say. You actually said, I have nothing to say, and then you wanted me to tell you what to talk about. So, you can't just call here just to be on the phone. You've got to have something to say, or otherwise the show gets boring and stupid. So that, that's why I hung up on you. Anyway, just wanted to get that out there. All right, Todd, I'm going to get going. It's two after 2 a.m. on the East Coast. I just oh, wanted wow. to call and say good job with your, with your show tonight. And uh, as always... Uh, I appreciate and respect everything that you do. So okay, thank you. I will catch up with you later. Okay, bye. Um, well, thank you to Jacep for calling in. And, uh, you know, I I don't know if I should even respond to T-Buck anymore because he's just making nonsensical accusations toward me. And uh, it's really... Why, don't we have to, why doesn't T-Buck call in? That's a good question. I, I know he's called the radio before, too. And... Um, it's like he's just trying to... It's almost like what Jay Searles did with you, where no matter what you say to him, he comes back with what he thinks is just stellar logic to com combat what you're saying, but it really makes no sense, or it's really based upon uh, BS. So, uh, like, he's claiming that... Uh, he says, uh, sending messages to draft day about a, uh, about a competing site would seem to contradict your olive, your olive branch attitude here. Now, my olive branch attitude is towards sites that have not done anything harmful to me or Poker Fraud Alert. If you've treated me and my site with respect, I'm going to treat you and your site with respect. If you cheated me and violated contracts with me, I'm not going to treat you with respect. 
And that's the whole point of Poker Fraud Alert, is we treat the good people well, and we treat the scumbags and the liars and the cheaters for what they are. We, we expose them for what they are. We state what they are. We let the world know what they are. And that's, that's what the whole site was founded upon. And But yet the good people, the, the ones that uh, don't deserve anything bad, then you treat them well. And that's uh, that's what I'm doing here. And, you know, I tweeted at draft day twice. I did, but I tweeted at them with two things that were 100% true. And if Micon really lost that sponsorship because of those tweets, then he should look at what he did to cause those tweets to happen when, uh, you know, if everything I said was true, what is he saying? That he, he lost his sponsorship because I told the truth about him? Because, sorry, right. if it's true, it's true. If, if you cheat someone... That's why... And, and you know, yeah, I didn't even say, go That's to, why I don't understand... Yeah, I'm sorry, ahead, go, go on. You can go on. No, I was going to say, that's why I don't understand with some... with um, the stuff that you have in the contract that he's violating, that's why I don't understand why he would go back on his word when he knows that you can cause him more harm by him go, going back on his word than it's going to cause him good. That, I just don't see how it's I don't like either. I, so for him. I was try, when, when we had our first discussion right after um, this whole thing blew up that weekend of the April 6th weekend, and I talked to him on the phone and I said, Mikon, if you're going to do this, you're going to have to wear as a badge of dishonor the fact that you're a contract violator the fact that you're someone who can't be trusted, the fact that you make agreements with people and just blatantly violate them at will, and that you will never be able to call anyone out for anything ever again that has to do with ethics, because you will prove that you have no ethics, and you're going to have to wear this. This is a violation that you're going to have to wear for your lifetime if you do this to me. And so I, I told him this, and I, I, I'm surprised that he wants to go this route because he's blatantly violating an agreement he made, not just with anyone, but a, a longtime friend and business partner that was very much identified as being a partner of his. So, right. Um, yeah, and it's he, like um, it is strange. It's, it's like I, yeah, it's like I said before. Like he should have just put it in the contract, but he knew he would never sign a contract like that. He just wanted to get his own way. He got his own. He got what he wanted, and then. He saw the repercussions of you over in a site, and he just tilt snapped and broke the contract. That's it. Yeah, and and you know I don't know why T Buck is saying oh Dreff won't admit he's wrong about anything. What, what am I wrong about here? I we signed a contract, we came to an agreement. He's not keeping to it. I am. I gave him a big big discount in exchange for him signing that contract, and now he's not keeping to it. I mean, there's this is not me having to compromise on anything or admit I might be wrong. I'm not wrong because these are the facts. And if these are the facts, I can't say I'm wrong. So, uh, I'm sorry. I mean, I, I can't say I'm wrong about this, and I can't say that uh, he could possibly have a side or an explanation. He is violating the contract because he feels like doing it, and that's all. So, um, right. and I, I don't care if he has a history of doing it or a history of not doing it. He did it. I mean, it's it's been done. Yeah, and the, yeah and the thing is, he flat out came to you and told you that he was breaking the contract because you opened Poker Fraud Alert. He, yeah. You said he told you that on the phone. Yes, he did. He said that, so. and, and he tried to convince me on the phone that I told him that he's doing this because I broke my promise to him about not operating a site, not opening a site. I said, Mike, I never said that. I said, 
I'm promising you, Mike, on, that was never what was said, and I quoted to him what I told him. I told him that, and he said, you said you don't want to run another fail spinoff site. And I said, that is what I said. I said, right now, I'm so burned out on all this forum crap. It's been so stressful to me, this whole situation between us, that I, I told him this in like September, that at the moment, I don't have any interest in running a forum. However, I want you to understand that in six months and 12 months, something around there, I might want to start a forum. So I'm not promising you never to start a forum. I'm just telling you right now, I don't feel like doing it. My immediate plans right now are not to do it, but down the line, six months, 12 months, I might. Well, I started right. the site about six months after I left Donk Down. I think, I think right. a full six months separated my last post on Donk Down and my putting up Poker Fraud Alert. So, I mean, that I did exactly what I said. And, and, and the big question for Micon is, if this was so important to you about me not deciding, me not deciding a site, and, and that was the reason you signed a contract, was believing that I wasn't starting up a site, why is it not in the contract? How can we have a seven-page contract right. and there's not one word that I can start the site? Because he knew you wouldn't sign it. He even said that to me on air that night. And he said, um, I told him, I, I think I brought it up, and he said, I said, Mike on, I said, you know that Druffle is going to open a site at some point. I think he agreed with me. I can't remember 100%, but I'm pretty sure I said that to him. Um, like, he, he knew you were going to open it, so what do you think you were just going to go away after you've been such a big part of the poker world for, you know, uh, the online poker world for the last 10 years, you know? Yeah. Um, but I'd by the way, I want to how we would expect you to go away. I, I'm sorry, I, I don't want to uh, interrupt here. Uh, some people are posting some funny pictures in chat, which I, I normally would think is great, but this chat is having trouble here with displaying them. It's, uh, it's jump, making the chat jump all over the place, so I'd like to ask that nobody post any pictures here just out of courtesy to anybody in the chat here so they can read it. Uh, in fact, right. I, I'm having trouble keeping up with everything. It's jumping all over the place. I may replace this chat. I, I chose this chat because it was easiest on the server when we were having all those issues. But uh, this server I have now it seems to be a lot more robust as far as handling things. So I think we can probably handle right. a better chat at this point. I may even put up that little Facebook chat again. So. Uh, well, you could just you could have just had Judon install it, and it never would have bro it would have had no problems at all, right? You know what? If he wasn't stabbed at the apartment <laughs> complex, I might be able to talk him into still working for me, but now I think he's probably not in the condition to work anymore. And uh, I, I wish for a quick recovery there for Judonk. I, I hope he gets better. But, uh, um, uh, you know, uh, people are saying, how, how can you take a side on the contract if you haven't seen it? Well, does anybody honestly think that I'd be making up lies about what's in the contract when Micon could just, you know, easily prove that I'm lying about it? I mean, that, do, do you think I would do this and then have it come out that I'm just completely fabricating these things, that I'm claiming stuff's in the contract right. that isn't? I mean, when do I ever have a history of doing that? I mean, it's just it's just not me. There, there are there are reports that um, somebody from Venom Poker um, obtained copies of the contract through a third party. So hmm. keep that for, take that for what it's worth. Yeah, that is true. Um, I, I'm going to mention that. I should say this is true, that the, the versions of the contract earlier versions and even some later versions um, were were sent to other people who ended up not signing it people like Lauren people like Brandon and you know and, and you know I don't know where they could have sent it so you know the only person I have the agreement with is Micon and uh, so um, yeah I, I, I would never I would never say it's impossible for someone to have a you want to know where we could find a copy of the contract Ruff? 
We could probably just contact the hacker from Two Plus Two. He could probably find it in somebody's PM box on there. That's probably true. But yeah, look, it's uh, <laughs> you you guys can you can believe me that uh, everything I'm saying about the contract is true. I wouldn't start radio show after radio show about this and then be telling lies to everybody. That would just be ridiculous, and that would be throwing away years and years of a reputation of an honest person over stupidity. And I wouldn't be doing that. I, I if if I was lying about this, I would try to stay as silent as possible, and I'd probably be the one saying that uh, my lawyer told me not to talk. Uh, and right. um, something else to think about here: this isn't my fight, but I, it's, it's worth mentioning. And Bukowski just brought this up in chat. Um, Brandon says he was only paid fifty dollars by Micon, and uh, and that Micon promised him ten percent of the site's ownership. Now, obviously, we have to take Brandon at his word here because uh, I uh, I wasn't privy to these conversations, but I have no reason to doubt Brandon. It seems like a legitimate story, and from what Micon said, I haven't seen anything really contradicting that. But uh, Brandon claims he was only paid $50 for the time between when I left and when he left. And Micon made way, way more than $500 during that point, uh, during that period of time, because the the site is pretty right. damn cheap to run. It's uh, the only expense is right. the server, which is not very expensive. And I know this because I used to pay the bill. I'm not going to say what it was, but it, it's pretty damn cheap. And with all the ads he was selling and with the hats he was selling and with the donate button, he cleared far more than $500 profit in the four or so months that Brandon uh, you know, was given that ownership. So if it yeah. was more than 500 why was Brandon only getting 50 if he had 10%? And Brandon supposedly had to, like, really, really press for that 50. So, you know, I'll let Brandon tell his own story. I'm not going to tell Brandon's story for him or fight his battles. He's capable of fighting his own battles, for sure. But, uh, you know, uh, it's just it's just another indication. And just, just like taking money from a sponsor and then insulting them because you, you know, you have some resentment towards them and their site. You know, it's just, it's just all examples of unethical behavior. You know, if you don't like a sponsor... If you think that a sponsor has a fail site, and if you think you just can't control yourself from insulting them, all right, fine. Then insult them, but don't take their money. Don't don't take their money. Don't pressure them to advertise on your site. Then pocket their money and insult them, because advertising is basically endorsing. It, it's saying uh, um, it, it's it's allowing a company to put out good words about themselves through your form of media, whether it's a newspaper, a television show, a radio show, whatever it is, you're either allowing them to speak for themselves highly or letting you speak for them highly. But if you take money from a sponsor, play the sponsor's ad, and then insult the sponsor, you've just negated whatever they're doing from their own ad. So they can say, hey, listen to Filthy Limper for this reason and that reason, we're going to have this and that, and then you say, oh yeah, it's a fail site. Well, that negates any value they got from the ad because you're giving your opinion as the trusted host that their site sucks and no one's going to want to go there. So, Jace have got no value. And uh, that's why that's just amazingly unethical. And if you're going to do that, at the very least, give the person back their money that they paid to advertise. But uh, to hear Mike on tonight say, Jace got... plenty of value out of his $100. He got no value because he got his site insulted. He got negative value. And I'm sure if you'd ask any advertiser, what would you rather do? Pay $100 to have your site insulted 
or pay zero to have nothing said about your site. Of course, they say pay zero to have nothing right. said about your site. I mean, uh, it's just ridiculous. It's a ridiculous line of logic. Yeah. And, and as far as uh, ethics, you know, you don't bite the hand that feeds you. you if someone's nice enough to support your site and, and spend money on your site, you, you treat them with respect. And if you don't think that they deserve respect, then don't take their money. That's why... Right, yeah. It's why if Lock Poker wanted to yeah, advertise yeah. on this site, I'd say, forget it. I, I don't respect you. I don't respect the way you run your company. I don't care what you want to pay me. I'm not taking your ad. That, that's what I would say. You, you, don't, you don't take someone's money and then say you're going to... You, and then put them down. That's just... Uh, that's not an ethical way to behave. Oh, speaking of uh, Lock Poker, um, I have a friend that has a lot of money tied up on there, and... Um, he told me that their their payments are extremely delayed right now. Um, I think they went on their own and they have their own processors. None of the cash outs are through Merge, but he told me everything is extremely backed up and he hasn't been getting um, his checks or his Western Unions or his wires, whatever he gets. He hasn't been getting them on time. So take that for what it's worth. Yeah, well, it doesn't surprise uh, me. I, I, I've been fearing with them for a long time that this is all going to crash down and... Uh, uh, I will say they have a lot of presence all over the web. I went to a site last night that has nothing to do with poker. and I forgot what it was even, but I was very surprised to see a very prominent locked poker ad at the top. I'm like, damn, I can't get away from them. <laughs> They've got ads everywhere. But uh, uh, this is something that I've seen potential for, that just like a massive screw job on the public. And that's why I've been so vocal about them, going, I, I don't like the signs that I'm seeing. I think it's getting worse and worse, and I I, I just am very afraid something bad is going to really happen. So even if you don't care about them ripping people off with the casino bonus promotion they had or, or the fact that they allowed one of their pros to cheat in one of their contests, and, you know, if, if, if you want to say, I don't care about that, all I care about is getting good rake back and cashing out, watch out, because... Uh, the, the ethical lapses that allow these other scandals to occur will also perhaps lead to a huge scandal involving the money you have disappearing one day. So you gotta you gotta be careful right. with this, and uh, especially because there's there's always. No I'm sorry. Go on. I was going to say even with lock, if you, even if you have like a high rate back number, like uh, some of those under the table deals that are going around, or you, even if you're maxing out the VIP at like 45, 48 percent, whatever it is. They charge you so much for cash outs that it just totally rips into that number. So it's like it's not even that much of a bonus to have it if they especially if they're not doing the cash outs as quick as they promised. And another thing, with them being on their own processor, if they ever, you know, get indicted or something like that and all that money's in one spot and it, you know, they're basically just gonna run if they get if they get popped or something like that. That's why I kind of feel more comfortable playing on a skin where Merge is controlling all the money, where they don't have all the money tied up in one spot at one time, which is why the checks take so long. So even if somebody did go to, you know, if the DOJ or whoever went to pop the processor, they're not going to get that much money because there's not that much money in the processors at one time. Yeah. That's, that's just... Uh, and that's why I think that Merge is not... Um, as risky as some people think. There's just not enough money there to be grabbed to affect everything. Yeah, well, the, what I'm afraid of so. is that one day they're going to get some kind of uh, cease and desist notice from the DOJ and they're going to panic and say, you know what, we're done, and then and then it comes down to do you pay people, and if you're 
businesses, almost all U.S. players, then, you know, they may say, screw it, it's better for us to just take the money and run than pay everybody and have almost no business. That's, that's what I'm afraid will happen one day, but uh, I guess we'll see if that actually occurs. What, to, to, to merge as a whole? Yeah. If, if merge contact, if, if the network was contacted by the U.S. Department of Justice and saying, look, they have sent, like, warnings before. Remember ePassport? They went down because the Department of Justice just warned them and said, you better get the fuck out of the U.S. market or we're busting you. And this, right. that type of thing could happen to merge, or they could actually do some kind of bust where they uh, really bust some people. But even just, like, a letter to them saying, uh, this is it, uh, you know, you better stop this or we're going to go after you. I could see them just folding up and disappearing. And... Uh, Especially if there's some real busts that happen where they just, uh, the remaining it's people run. It's possible that they've sent those notices out already and Merge might have just stuck a middle finger up and said, well, then go get your evidence and come after us. Yeah. And, you know, that, that's that's very possible, but I'm not saying that's happened, but I mean, that's that's what um, the Bodog guy, Calvin Andy, used to do. Yeah, well, Bodog has a long yeah. history of fighting the government pretty successfully, so that you know, they're still operating as Bovada. They've, 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 they've no more Bodog.com, but uh, <laughs> they have Bodog.eu and Bovada.lv, and they, they keep they keep on rolling. I just I just wish that damn site didn't do that stupid anonymous crap because that's Calvin Iyer has always had this weird obsession with hating professional poker players and uh, wanting to always gear his site towards the uh, the, prof- the average casual player. So. Uh, well, I, I got to reset this chat. I mean, the problem is, I, I, I hate to admit this, and Judon's going to laugh at me for this, but uh, I forget how to reset my chat. I like I forget how to get to the admin part of it because I, I just slapped this up after a few other chats didn't work out. Let's see, how do I? Right. How the hell do I do this? This is embarrassing. I don't know how to. Uh, what do I see? No. Oh, damn it! I, I don't. I knew this at one point. Like the chat is really like it's like jumping back and forth. It's it's a big mess, and I gotta figure out how to how to do this. Now it's really sounding like amateur hour. So All right. Uh, well, you're trying to figure that out. I got uh, one other thing that I learned this week. Um, somebody, a very good contact I have, um, revealed to me that the stuff the poker stars is gonna make the purchase of full to poker deal official the third week of May. Um, I don't know if that, it, I'm just told that more details are going to come out the third week of May and they're going to make it official, so take that for what it's worth. And we'll see what happens with that. Um, I also heard that the Department of Justice will 100% be handling all U.S. cash outs. So, something to look forward to. And I believe my source 100%. So let's see how that let's see how this develops as uh, the weeks go by. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Okay, I think I may have right. may have found here the configuration file. I have to change to. Uh, hopefully, this will work. This is so. Uh, I, I I think I'm starting to think I'm going to have to just get a different chat program. The one, the one. What do you think of the one we originally had? Do you remember that one? Um. Yeah, that it was like all blue. Yeah, the blue. Um, yeah, that, 
Yeah, that looked pretty. That was pretty good. Um, why did you scrap that, anyways? Because it crashed the server. Well, you're on a new server now, right? Yeah, I think this server can handle it. Is the is the point? So uh, maybe maybe we'll try that. Yeah, one. give it a shot. This one is. Uh, yeah, that that thing was pretty cool. Actually, it was had a nice look to it too. I remember it had some cool features to it. So I'm trying to trying to find the damn setting about how many. I'm trying to set it to where it can uh, has, has fewer messages. I, I set it to like a whole lot of messages, so this way if you come in and miss the chat, you can scroll up. But the problem with that right now is that people posted those GIFs, and now it's like messing up the display. So I have to like delete the previous messages. It's such a freaking mess. I bet by the time I solve this, it's going to stop acting this way. Yeah, it seems like what the pictures are making the chat shake up and down. Yeah. Even though they're kind of gone, they, uh, um, I don't know how to do it. I, I used to have problems like this with the dog down chat, too. <laughs> Something similar. Yeah, I remember that. Um, you shake up and down. Let's see. Maximum time. Oh, here we are. Maximum number of messages display on each request. So I see 200. I'm going to change this to 20. Is there a setting where you can get rid of um, all the GIFs? There might be, but I'll have to search for that later. This is unbelievable. I, was, uh, I see where it... Uh, all right, hang on, people. This should, this should be fixed. And I think when I fix this, you'll have to uh, reset. You'll have to leave the chat and come back in. Let me... Uh, I hate having to do this during like live radio, but I, in my defense, I didn't know I'd be doing this show. All right, so... Logged in as the wrong user to change this. This is such a disaster. What a mess. Okay, just hang tight, people. To give you a little dead air here. I'm sure if you're listening to the archives, you'll love this. But i got to change the setting. I, I just can't stand seeing the chat like this. Like I, I hate running the show when I'm trying to like read the chat. And it's jumping all over the place. I feel like having a seizure. Jeez, what a mess. Well, at least on the bright side, the whole server isn't crashing like certain other servers I know. Never found out the reason for that either. Kind of wondered if it was intentional, too. Guess we will never know. So, let's see here. Uh, have this done shortly, just to talk amongst yourselves in the chat. If you're listening to the archives, you can forward this about a minute or so. And uh, apologize for this. Just okay. I think I think I'm gonna fix it here. Okay, people, um, try to leave the chat and come back in. I'm gonna do this myself. Just exit out and then go back to the forum. I think it'll stop. In fact, I'm, it's working for me now properly. Yeah, it's not it, jumping. So I think I think I fixed yeah, it. Yeah, it worked for me too. Now, admittedly, if we had Judonk on this mess, then uh, he would have fixed this in like three seconds. But uh, well, there wouldn't there wouldn't be a mess. Oh, that's right. It wouldn't have happened in the first place. 
But if I brought him in right. to fix it, he would have like just instantly fixed it. But since I don't know anything about V-Bulletin, you know, I had to take some time. Right. So I, I will give him credit though. He actually he got really see he got really good at that uh, at building the forms and I don't know all that other stuff. Well, he slapped up about five of them in a short period of time. I'll say this. This is what I observed from Judonk's uh, talents, if you want to call them that. He was good at making front pages. Uh, he was good at making like pretty-looking websites that when you first get there... I, I found it a little bit user-unfriendly, but it, at least it was pretty-looking, and uh, it looked like he was experienced in, in doing this. He taught himself or whatever. Um, where he greatly overstated his abilities, and when I say greatly, I really mean greatly, was his ability to do anything technical. So, while he was good at putting together layouts of front pages, he knew nothing about programming, and knew nothing about uh, configuring uh, all these uh, different add-ons to vBulletin. Like, that's why his forum itself was very generic. And when I say generic, I mean there was no nothing really custom to it, if you think about it. We went on his last forum. There was nothing that you don't see on an out-of-the-box V-Bulletin. Where, if you look at this right. forum, there's a lot of things that, that, uh, that are different. Uh, if you just go to the top bar and you see chat and uh, no fraud online poker and radio, I mean, these are all add-ons that don't come with V-Bulletin. I had to add these myself. And, uh, you know, putting up this whole radio server... I had to do it myself. I didn't. Right. I, I took existing products that were made to broadcast radio. I didn't write my own radio server, but uh, it, it's not a simple task to just slap this up, and you you can't just add this onto V Bulletin with two clicks. And I guarantee, if you told Judonk, if you put him in a room by himself and said, "Hey, Judonk, you have the internet as a resource, but you're not allowed to get anyone to help you," put up a radio server. Uh, he could not do it. You could give him a week. You can give him a month. He could not do it. And that's, yeah, why, that's why it was so laughable when I was like, fixing, to do. yeah, like when I was trying to fix bugs here and trying to add features and things like that, and he's mocking me for it. Um, these were things that he had no capability of doing himself. That's what was so annoying. Um, had he been mocking my ability to lay things out or choose colors or the way I made the front page, that would be a little bit. At least I could say I've seen him do a good job with that sort of thing. But with with programming or configuration related things, he he had no experience at all and and no knowledge from what I could tell. And uh, you know, I, I've been out of the programming game for quite some time, and uh, I had to learn some new things myself, and and did. And this has been I, there there have been some fun aspects to it of. Uh, learning some things that I've wanted to learn and catch up on in the, the programming standpoint that uh, I just hadn't done and I was forced to do because of this. But, uh, and there's even some things I've put in the forum behind the scenes that people don't even know about that uh, involve some uh, programming and some little tricks. But, uh, you know, that, that's why I laughed so much when he talked about how I have no clue what I'm doing and he knows so much. I guarantee, and you know, the server errors I was getting, um, they were beyond my control. They were a result of the server I was on that, uh, for whatever reason, it just, uh, it just didn't like this setup. And there was nothing I did to cause it. It just, 
it just wasn't compatible for some reason. And I have my theory as to why. I'm not going to bore anyone with it, but uh, um, I've been observing the way it's been running on this new server, and it's not only not having a problem, it, it's not even showing signs of having any problems or even close to having problems. And that's why I think I could add on things like that Facebook chat and or put a better chat room in and and everything will uh, work where the other one it was crashing so uh, right so yeah a lot of you know the more powerful the server or the less people on it then the better results you're going to have right yeah like if you're not you know, were you sharing the server before yeah yeah I mean it was these are all shared to some degree I mean even this one is shared in a way where it's uh, you know they, they're called uh yeah, it's, it's it's a shared hosting situation where even if it's appearing to be your own machine, it, it's 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 called a virtual private server, and uh, it appears right. as your own machine, but in reality, you're, it's just uh, they're making like virtual machines out of one server and splitting it up into a million little parts. So, uh, uh, so Sonatine said, not only am I helping Judon crash, am I not helping Judon crash PFA? Druff has ignored my offers to add a pair of eyes to log analysis. Well, I've, I'll tell you, Sonatine, I never got any kind of offer from you. I, if you did offer something, I missed it. This is the first time hearing of this. But, uh, you know, there, there's, the servers make... I have backups going on here, and I, I think everybody understands that uh, nothing's hacker-proof, and uh, you shouldn't put super confidential things in your PMs here just in case the 2 plus 2 hacker is going to visit this site and do the same thing. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to be arrogant and say I'm never going to be hacked, but I, I can tell you that if I am, you know, then uh, I have backups. I can restore the site exactly the way it was the previous day and try to figure out what went wrong to prevent it from occurring again. And, uh, you know, we'll go from there. But uh, um, what, do you, what do you think the chances are of 2 plus 2 catching that hacker? And I imagine someone that's capable of hacking into that is probably going to conceal their identity pretty well. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking they probably took the steps to uh, conceal it and, uh, you know, having some kind of proxy connections or whatever. And uh, I, I think that they weren't dumb enough to go do this from their home uh, cable modem IP address. Uh, right. So I, I have a feeling that it's going to be pretty damn tough to track them down, and uh, it's also a matter of how serious the crime was. You know, if if someone had a credible confession to a murder using that sort of uh, cloaking, then I could see enough effort and expense being put into tracking down who they are. If it's just a matter of crashing two plus two, um, the police are only going to spend so much time into looking into that probably very little. So so Sonatine saying 0, 0.0 chance of happening. I, I, I wouldn't say 0, 0.0 because people shoot their mouths off or do stupid things which you wouldn't expect. But I will say that uh, I don't see a major uh, computer crime investigation uh, that uncovers what was happening here. There's been much greater attacks, you know, cyber crime attacks that have occurred, especially by that group Anonymous and, and the ones like Anonymous, that, uh, you know, a lot of those people don't get caught for a long time. And they do much more serious stuff than hacking something like 2 plus 2. So uh, I think this will basically be up to M Mason himself to catch the hacker and then bring the evidence to the police. But short of that, it's not going to occur. 
Right. Oh, I just got a text from Drexel. He said um, he's on his way to his house, and he's going to call in when he gets home. Okay. Yeah, I'd be happy to hear from him. Um, and uh, yeah, now T-Buck's moving on to trolling Brandon here. Like, I, I don't know what's up with this guy. I'm not even going to re- repeat the stuff he says in the chat because, uh, you know, I, I'm, oh. I'll tell you about people who want to call me out for things that uh, they don't agree with. You know, I give everybody a chance to do that, and T-Buck was the one I quoted the most on this show from the chat room. So obviously I'm not hiding from his uh, his claims and uh, opinions that are contradictory to mine. But when someone is just bending over backwards in every way to make it look like I'm wrong and Micon's right, then I, and, and they're just not listening to reason, then it's, it's someone who is either doing this for a reaction or they just uh, really feel... Like they're on one side and won't won't budge, no matter what's said. So, uh, um, so you you can't you can't continue to give attention to those people when they do that. And uh, you know it's disappointing. And I know Bukowski is saying that T Bucks only responding to him in the chat, but I I I'm just reading it and I'm like, you know, if if somebody thinks that my statements have holes in them or where I'm contradicting myself, or I'm being hypocritical and want to call me out on it, you know, that's fine. You can bring it up, and I'll give you my answer. But if you're going to try to tear holes in every single thing I say, including super straightforward things, then I just see you as a troll. And I, I can't keep responding to trolls. I'm getting a call here. I wonder, I think we lost China before. Is it you again, China? Yep, I'm back. Okay, I lost you somehow. So. Um, yeah, what you were saying about... Um what was in the chat about the loaning and whatever. Um, I don't really want to get, get too much into it either, but all I can say is if, if even if it was a close friend and they off, they wanted to borrow money, if I knew that or had a feeling they were in real bad financial shape and I needed the money to, you know, consider my way of living, then, you know, why would you loan the money out? Well, if you have a good feeling that you're not going to get it. You got You also have to look at what the person wants money for. If, if a friend comes to you and says, uh, "Hey, I want money," and you know they're going to go spend it on drugs, if you don't give it to them, you're not a jerk. You're, you're someone who, who doesn't want to give them money to do something self-destructive. Or, you know, you, when you're the one loaning the money, you do have a right to uh, tell them how you'd like them to use it. And you, just because someone asks for money and they're your friend, that doesn't mean that uh, you're obligated to give them money. So it's it's one thing if a friend is in really bad shape and they say, hey, if you don't give me some money that, uh, you know, I'm not going to be able to pay my rent tomorrow. And you know they're telling the truth. Oh, Sonatine, I, right. I hate to say it, but you just, please don't post any more GIFs here. They apparently are messing up the chat. And uh, I just had to reset the chat because that happened. So I know I know it, it lets you post these, but uh, it was messing up the chat before, so please stop. Uh, anyway, um yeah, the only the only way if you know somebody has the ability to pay back like a hundred percent when they you know that's one thing. But um, if you're concerned about that, then and like you said, if they're taking the money to use it for something that you either don't agree with or something you just don't see worth it, then you know yeah, it's man, just that's always your choice. I'll let Brandon say this himself, but he was his explanation on on Donkdown when they were arguing was that Micon wanted the money to go play slots with and that he didn't think that was an appropriate use of the money, especially Brandon was saying that he was cash poor at the moment uh, 
needed the money himself and that he wasn't going to give my money Mike on to, to play slots. That's, and if that's really what happened, then uh, of course it's reasonable for Brandon to say, uh, I can't give you money for this. This is not a the, the way I'd like money I loan you to be used, and for that reason I can't give it to you. You know, that, that's fine. So, uh, and I, I can't believe, and I don't know why I'm even addressing this, but T-Buck is in the chat still saying that I'm lying, and uh, or he says, should I accuse you of ignoring issues and questions that you're lying like you did to Mike on? You're the inflexible, unreasonable one here. Can never admit when someone else makes a point against you. Uh, T-Buck, I, I gave you so many chances to say things in this chat, and I repeated them, and I responded to them. I mean, I, I've answered everything you've said. I mean, I've given you so much airtime here, and I just, I can't, I can't address every single thing you say, especially when all you're doing is, is throwing at ridiculous things to troll every point I make. I mean, I'd, I'd be a fool to answer all of this. I'd be a monkey dancing uh, on a string if I were to do that. Yeah, why doesn't he just call in? I, I don't it's know. It's not that hard. <laughs> I, I don't know, but uh, it, it's, uh, you know, there's only so far. I, I, I've given everybody a chance here, especially T-Buck, to bring up counterpoints, and I've read them out. I've read what people have said in the chat, which people in the archives now will hear. You, People in the archives who can't see this chat will hear your point because I read the chat. And I think I've been very fair about taking real questions that are asked of me, critical or not, and answering them. But that doesn't mean I'm going to answer a hundred questions, especially ones that are just meant to troll me here. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. So, anyway, uh, that's... Uh, I, he says he, he'll call in next week. I, I welcome to call in next week or whatever. But uh, I want to uh, give a little congratulations. He'll probably hear this tomorrow. Uh, Fergie72, who, who's a good guy. I've never met him, but uh, I've communicated with him on these forums and seems like a good guy. He took advantage of that Riviera promotion in Las Vegas at the Riviera Hotel the slot promotion, and uh, played a slot machine called Kitty Glitter. And, yes, it's about as gay as it sounds, the way that machine looks. It really is a, a <laughs> machine based upon a, a cat with glitter on it. I mean, I'm not even kidding. Kitty Glitter. Yeah, it's, it's, like, a, it's like, a, like a feminine-looking cat with glitter all over it. That's the theme of the slot machine. Why he chose that one, I don't know, but uh, he was smart because... He hit a $2,600 jackpot on it, and this was using their promotion. He wasn't just being a degenerate. He was uh, doing that uh, Riviera, they sort of refund your loss promotion. And uh, Kitty Glitter worked out for him. So, good job to uh, Fergie72. A lot of 72s out there. I think this represents the year that these people were born. But there's a number of people in this community whose screen name ends with 72, and that's also the year I was born. I could actually be draft 72. Um, oh, this is the last thing I'm going to answer for P-Buck, just because it's such a weird question. He's talking about me going back on my promise about the NBA Jam Machine. I didn't go back on anything. Uh, I wanted to buy an NBA Jam machine for us to all have fun with, but uh, we just couldn't really find one. 
uh, they were all either in poor condition or would have been like ridiculously expensive to ship across the country. Uh, I was asking people to point me to one that was good. I looked myself, but I we just couldn't come up with a machine that wasn't prohibitively expensive to ship or, or wasn't in bad condition or wasn't a, a lame version of it that wasn't going to be what we wanted. And then we just kind of lost interest in the whole thing. I mean, I, I don't see how that's me going back on any promise or anything. It's a the joke. I mean, I, now that's being questioned. I, I really think I am being trolled here. I mean, I was already fooled once tonight. Uh, hold on. Brandon, I'm going to connect you back on. I screwed something up. I, Brandon called in. I accidentally put China on hold. How do I get him off hold now? Oh, this new Skype is terrible. It's this call on hold. <laughs> it's this call on hold. and it's, it's not letting me put it back Oh, here we go. Resume call. This new Skype sucks. Okay, I'm going to connect Brandon on here. You back, China? Yep, I'm back. Okay, then. I'm trying to figure out how to use the new Skype. Again, we only had Judonk. We only had yeah, Judonk. You need, you, need, you need to hire Judonk for all technical aspects. Yeah, I need to make Judonk like the Lauren of this site. That's what I need to do. I think that's what I'm missing here. Is I, I don't have a brilliant programmer like Judonk. Okay, Brandon, are you, you here? You have him on here. Oh. Yeah, I'm here. Hey, guys. Hello. So, Brandon, this What's is, Brandon? Uh, other than our little uh, uh, time we called up on uh, Filthy Limper's show, and we're on together for about 10 minutes, uh, this is yes. the first time we've been on radio since I left Donk Down. So I think this is, uh, this is my first time on PFA, correct? As well? Yes, it is. Yes. I have to ask. Uh, I just got some texts. I was I was out playing and having dinner, and I had got some texts that you were doing radio. I don't. I listened on the way home and caught about I guess the last twenty minutes of it. But you'll have to explain to me what what is the preface of the radio tonight? Does something lead to this? Is, is this emergency radio or is this? Well, uh, I, just I, I call it spontaneous radio this time because I, there wasn't really an emergency, but it was. Uh, Mike on had a debate planned with Tony Bag of Donuts about whether he was ethical or not. And uh, he bullshitted through the segments about you and Jacep. And then when Tony got to me, uh, Mike on just kept saying over and over the same thing. You know, his, his wife said the contract's not valid. He didn't say his wife specifically, but he said uh, his lawyer, who of course you know who that is, uh, has said the contract isn't valid, and unless you have a lawyer looking at it, uh, he refuses to believe anyone but his lawyer. That's basically what he was trying to say. Is he referring to a lawyer that hasn't practiced in five years, that doesn't have a bar uh, license in the state of Nevada, probably? I, I believe that's the same lawyer. You? I believe that's the same lawyer, yes. So, hmm. um, anyway, uh, Tony was starting to make some good points about uh, how you don't need to be a lawyer to understand a simple contract, just like you don't need to be a doctor to know that you're sick. Um, just as Tony was starting to make some good points, the entire site crashed. Uh, Donk Down <laughs> was completely unreachable. Unre could it be a coincidence? Could not be, but it was completely uh, just shut down. And so people, of course, came over here and started posting in the thread about it and were asking me to start this show. And I wasn't sure if I was going to, but then I said, all right, got to start this. You know, there's no 2 plus 2, there's no donk down, which is, I guess, since come back up, but uh, I, I got to start this show and just... Uh, 
Yeah. I'm not going to take the time to listen to radio tonight. Uh, if you want, did you listen? Did both of you listen to? Uh, obviously, you did, right? Since you're speaking of it, of what went on, I guess with this Tony, with Tony speaking with Mike on on air. Well, if if he does get it in the archives, I don't know if he will or not because of the crash. But if he does, you can. I don't even want to listen. I'm just curious. What exactly, if you can summarize what was said in regards to me and my situation, how was that brought up? Um, your situation, it was brought up about the picture of your ass that was posted, and the general answer was, yeah, I was wrong, but I apologize, so that's that. <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was how the whole thing was dismissed. Everything with you was just dismissed that way. With uh, um, The rest of the stuff involving you was not brought up, uh, but... You know, he took the position of, as long as I say it was wrong and apologize for it, then that that makes me ethical. Right. So, uh, you know, not there, there's so many things wrong with that statement that uh, otherwise you can just do anything and say, okay, I'm sorry, and then make it all go away. That's not how life works. So of course, uh, you know, and, and that was but far from the only bad thing that was done to you. And, you know, at the time this all happened, I had weird feelings about it because, you know, you and I were not on good terms then. And I'm thinking, and of course I wasn't on good terms with Micon, and I'm thinking, you know, if I had to root for a side here, who would I root for? And I said, you know what, I, I can't even think of who uh, who I prefer here. Uh, but when I listened to how everything played out and listened to your show and watched your posts and watched Micon's posts, and I'm like, you know what? I feel bad for Brandon. I I really think he's getting screwed over here. I, I like I I couldn't help but feel bad for you. I felt that uh, you were getting the short end of the stick, and that in this uh, dispute you were in the right. And this was completely unbiased because I was pissed at both of you at the time. So, uh, the, right. <laughs> but that was well. Let, let me just address and again, you know, I've remained relatively silent about this. I don't want to keep rehashing, you know, what happened two three months ago over and over. And I totally understand that. You know, your situation with him is still ongoing because, uh, you know, obviously everyone knows, you know, what, what uh, in regards to the contract and the agreement that you both had in place, and we can address that in a second. But, uh, again, I, I don't want to keep bringing this up because it's all been said and done, but I wanted to correct something I heard you say um, right when I was – right when I got home and was tuning in about to call you, and that was the situation that actually led up to uh, – I guess me, well, me being thrown out of Donkdown and our uh, the termination of our friendship. And again, just to you know, give I guess a short version of it. You know, it wasn't like uh, it, it's almost like a relationship where everything is fine. And you know, obviously this is a friendship, but it, it just suddenly explodes. It wasn't like things had been uh, you know bad. You know, we'd been fighting. I mean, everything had been great. In fact, you know, I'd mentioned. When I was on radio, when I did my my uh, 24-hour broadcast, that we had last eaten a meal, I think it was like six days prior, and everything was fine. So, I mean, it just went from, you know, basically a five-year, very, very close friendship, more than that, almost like a brother, you know, brother, brothers, to just completely just being annihilated in, in five or six days. And, again, the series of events that led to it are, are pretty simple. Um you know, as most people know that have been following, everything had been fine, and apparently Micon was having uh, some financial trouble, and it wasn't an instance of that I could not afford uh, to loan him money. I think that's what you indicated, that I was short on cash at the time. 
Um, at that time when that occurred, I I had been doing very well. For oh, the that's right. Yeah, I, I did get that wrong. You, you, I, yeah, I yeah. And so, for that. so yeah. yeah. So I mean, I I've, I've been doing well. I've been saving my money. I've been, you know, I just I, I've accumulated, you know, a decent amount of money that you know just, you know, you know, from playing the bot and just other various things. And my kind of course being close to me and also being a part of it was aware of that. And there are two things to consider here. The first thing is that a the way it was expressed to me. He felt that I was obligated to lend him money because I had money at the time, because I had enough that I could give him 10000 you know, 5000 and it was not going to affect uh, the style of my living or, or in any way impede me from doing anything. Now, the second aspect of this was, as you mentioned, at that time, and again, I, I have not spoken with Micon uh, in well over two months now, so I do not know if he is still doing the slot thing or, you know, what he's doing, what he's invested in seals with clubs or just other various projects. But at that time, he knew that I was adamantly against the slots. I've expressed it to him several, several, you know, several times to the point where I just stopped saying it because it was like I was talking to a wall. Um, I had been out with him on several occasions when he was playing slots and just from, I don't know, maybe the five or six times I just came and watched briefly, um, he was getting depressed over it because he was losing. When he would win, it would be small amounts. When he would lose, it would be large amounts. And I could see it in his eyes and just in, in his emotions that it was it was just depressing him and, and just further sinking his spirit, his soul. Just It just was not a good situation. Um, so, again, that was the reason. And I knew at that time also he was staking uh, this kid, Brian Goldstein, and I also felt it was inappropriate for someone – who did not have money of their own to be staking somebody. And I explained that to him. I'm like, Mike, Con, you know, you're not in a position to be staking someone. Uh, you, know, you're, you know, you need to worry about yourself. You need to worry about your wife and your bills and, 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 you know, you have a family. And, you know, you don't have enough money or you struggle at times to, to maintain those things. How can you justify, you know, and at that point it was like $5,000 this kid was in makeup to Mike Con playing, you know, $75 Orleans tournaments. So anyhow, nonetheless, the, the, the point was that I did not feel comfortable lending money. And, and people can say, well, I'm a bad friend. I'm a shitty friend for, for you know, knowing someone for that long and being that close to them uh, and not lending the money. I did not feel for what he needed the money for, it was appropriate to lend it. And it, was in, it would not be in my best interest or, or his. I mean, I wanted him to stop with the slots and, and get past it. Secondly, okay, there was no repayment plan. There was, there was, and obviously there was no steady income, so I had no idea how long it would take to be, for me to be, be paid back. And I just, I just felt totally uncomfortable with the situation. And again, if other people want to judge me and how I am as a friend based on that, that's fine. But that's my opinion. I still, even now, in hindsight, two months later, still feel comfortable with the decision I made. But see, it went beyond that, though. Uh, my my answers to him and explanations to him as to why I could not lend him money. And when I say lend money, again, I mean for gambling. If, if it ever was a situation where he needed money to keep his electricity on or to eat or to pay bills, I would snap to that. I'd do that for friends that, that weren't half as close to me as my con is. I mean, that, that's, that's a different story. When you're talking about just surviving, you know, electricity, food, cable, bill, you know, things like that, non-gambling-related expenses that you need just to live with. That's not what we were talking about. So, anyhow, my explanation to him as to why I felt I could not loan him money 
was very, very civil, and I tried to logically explain it to him, and he lashed out at me very, very, very hard. And again, when I you know when I say lashed out, I mean you know fuck you. I mean I, you know I have the text as I said. It was just very, very cold, very, very harsh. Um, a lot of profanity, just very bad things. I've never heard him say to me before. Um, you know, that 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 just was like wow. Now the next day after that was radio. Okay, it was it was a Wednesday. Okay, and after the things he had said to me, and how, and I'm talking probably seventy-five to a hundred text messages in a day. There's no way I was going to be able to go on radio the following day and feel comfortable doing a show with him. And at that point, he would not. And, and again, I don't. You know, I can't say this surely because I can't prove it, and, and it's already passed. I don't think he would have allowed me to come on anyhow that Wednesday. He never called me to be on radio. Uh, it wasn't like he said, are you still going to come on radio? I said, no, fuck you. You know, I, I, I was never contacted by him. And, you know, I guess he realized as well as I did after what had occurred the day before, there was no way we could go on together and hide the animosity, put on a good radio show, and and, and, and do it. Yeah, now, what's, now, what started everything becoming public is I would have had no problem if Mikeon would have said Drexel's unavailable for radio this week, so on and so forth. But if you go back to that show, that first show that occurred, he stated on the radio that, well, what are you going to do? Drexel's a flake. He didn't show up for radio tonight. And that's not at all what happened. And that's what made me very, very angry. That that is how he addressed the situation, and he also posted about it, making you know me seem unreliable, not giving... Uh, you know, I guess if nothing at all, it would have been best to be kept quiet, or if he did address it, you know, just like I said, state that I was unavailable, I was busy, not say I'm a flake and I'm, I'm refusing to do radio. Because that just gives, I mean, do you understand what I'm saying? That that's not accurate yes, as yes. to why I was not on radio. Oh, no, I trust me, I know this because uh, when I first started speaking out publicly about this, because for the longest time I was uh, keeping quiet about all the stuff going on uh, in the background, uh, I'm talking about the first time when I was. Uh, uh, just about to leave Doc down. Um, we were still in negotiations about uh, you know how much it's going to be sold for, what will be in the contract, etc. Uh, Mikeon was frustrated that uh, I wasn't signing the version of the contract that his wife sent me. And to punish me, he took my face off the site, took away all my access, and announced on radio that night that I have sold my interest in the site. And that wasn't true. I hadn't sold anything. I hadn't signed any contract. I hadn't agreed in theory or with a promise to uh, sell anything. In fact, it was stalled because I said I'm not signing the version of the contract that Martha gave me. And that's what got him mad. And he actually came out and lied to the listeners that I sold my part of the site. And I had to come out on Twitter that night and say that Micon was not telling the truth, that I'm still a 26.4% owner, and that I still own the site, no matter what Micon says. And when people said at first, why are you bringing this public? I said, I have to, because if I just say nothing, then it's almost like I'm acknowledging this is the truth. So I I have right. to say something at this point. Uh, even if this goes to court or something, I have to... It would look terrible for me why I wouldn't have objected to it if... Uh, you know, if this wasn't yeah. true. So, so First I, off, I want to apologize. I'm not, I'm not reading the chat, so if there are any questions that have been directed, I will look in a second. But I also want to state uh, two more things real fast in, in regards to, you know, the situation that led to all this uh, in regards to me. 
And the first thing was, um, a lot of times that, oh, I'm sorry, okay. The first thing I want to say is, what set me off after that, what, what escalated the situation, was that Mike kind of wrote a post, and it was a blatant lie. And this post is in regards to him stating, it, it's in regards to a loan that, that Mike Conner received that I arranged. And Mike Conner wrote a post saying, uh, you know, justifying why I'm such a bad friend or trying to justify why I'm such a bad friend and wouldn't lend him money, stating that he had went and borrowed money from somebody, a friend of his, and loaned me a small portion of it, when that is 100% inaccurate. Uh, when, in fact, I was the one that arranged a loan. I went to a friend of mine and received money that, that Mike Conner got the majority of. The person that did this came on my radio show, said that everything I said was the truth, and that's when things, I, I mean, I really realized, and I was very shocked because, and I've said this a lot before, you know, you can say what you want about Mike, but I've known him for five years, you know, I've been very close to him for five years, and I've never known him to be a dishonest person, um, in terms of just lying. Now, you know, of course, people can say he's shady with business, you know, there's things that, and I'm not saying I'm saying that, you know, I, but I'm saying there's been those kind of accusations, and I guess I could somehow see how, how the way he behaves and, and the way he is perceived by others could lead people to conclude that. But in my dealings with him, I have never known him to lie. And when I say that, I just mean tell me something that's not true in terms of a winning, you know, gambling win or loss or going somewhere that he's not or inventing a story that, that is out of thin air. Uh, just everything he's ever said to me has always been just true to, to the best of my ability. I've never caught him in a lie. And that was the first time I read something. I'm like, this is just blatantly 100% not true. And it just made me, it just, it shocked me. Because that was not one of the characteristics that, that I saw in him, that I ever saw in him. So that really is what, what started, um, you know, the or contributed to the fact that there would never be a reconciliation and led to things getting as ugly as they were. And secondly, I want to address, uh, and this is really the last point I'm going to make, um, is that over the course of the time I was with Bonkdown, there were several promises made to me, uh, Druff, when you were with uh, Down, when you were when you were an, an owner, that, that I guess later finding out that you probably weren't aware of, and also after you left, that other parties witnessed. Um, obviously, there was nothing you know signed on paper. I didn't feel I, that I had that need to with someone I knew for five years, but there was many verbal agreements in regards to compensation for me for my participation in the past and the present and the future and it never again was a situation in which I was being a greedy Jew because I, I knew how much money Dockdown was making and I never expected it you know it to change my life it was always just a matter of principle but I knew if my you know my con was making seven eight hundred a thousand dollars a month you know more towards the end fifteen hundred a month you know I felt you know give me you know, the, the 15, 20% that you promised me. You know, I, I don't understand. It's not a lot of money. You're talking, you know, $150 a month. You know, it, it, it was the principle. It was the fact that he had stated over and over and over for years that he was going to do this. And, again, everyone makes that, makes that joke. I was compensated $50 for, you know, for being on the site for all these years. And, but, you know, in essence, that, that's 100% truthful. In fact, like I've mentioned, if you consider bounties I've put on me and other little free rolls and things, I, I you know, I, I'm negative, and, and that's fine. I enjoyed doing those promotions and just making the site enjoyable, but, you know, that always was something that made me angry about my comp, but I most, mostly ignored it 
just to spare our friendship away from Dogtown. A lot of other people would have kept pressing the issue constantly, and I didn't. Um, you know, in fact, when I say I didn't, I mean he would say, okay, I'm going to take care of this. I'll get you money. You know, you're right, blah, blah, blah. And then a month, two months, three months would go by, and nothing's happened, and I'd bring it up again. It wasn't an issue where I constantly kept bringing it up with him because I didn't, I didn't want it to affect our friendship. We're talking, you know, $100, $150 a month. We're not talking a lot of yeah, money. Yeah, I want to bring up something here. Cause, yeah. If you, if so, you don't mind, you know, let me just, uh, very related sure. to this, uh, and I want people to understand uh, how Donk Down gets these advertisers? What what makes these advertisers want to advertise? It, it's all the radio. Uh, the forum. A lot of us have fun posting on the forum, but the advertisers really don't give a shit about the forum. They all like the radio show. The buzz was all about the radio show. They all paid money to advertise. When I say all, I mean the bigger ones, not the ones that put the tiny ads at the bottom of the of the site for sixty bucks. I'm talking about. Uh, the ones that spend the real money, like Hero Poker, like Draft Day, they did it because of the radio. Because the radio was the thing that was of course. popular. A lot of people really enjoyed it. It had some buzz. It was it, it, it had a few high-profile things, like the Travis McCarr thing that happened. Uh, the radio was the thing attracting the sponsors. And the reason I'm bringing this up is Brandon was a very big part of the radio, as was I, of course. And um, for MyCon to not compensate Brandon, even if it isn't that much money, but at least give him some kind of real percentage of what he's taking in after Donktown pays its expenses, which are very low, uh, to not give him a good percentage of the profits when it was Brandon's free contributions to radio that helped build it up to what it became. The fact that MyCon had sponsors at all was partially due to what Brandon did on the site. It was partially and, from what Brandon and, did, partially and what I did, and, you know? Not to toot my own horn, but I just want people to realize that although I found it very enjoyable doing radio, I did put work into it. You know, I, I found guests. I would prepare. I mean, I, you know, it's not, I'm, we're not talking, you know, hard work, but on an average day when I would do a show, I would sometimes put in two hours, three hours of research. I'd, I'd call guests sometimes in advance and talk to them, especially ones that were skittish about coming on like Lizzie Harrison and others and just kind of go through their background and just kind of comfort them because, you know, Doc Down Radio did have an aura or, or you know, aura to it that some people were just kind of timid or afraid to be on because they've, they had heard just, you know, like in, in regards to like the Dirty Dozen, especially females. And at times, you know, we could be a little outrageous, and some people were intimidated. But, you know, I did do work. I did put in a lot of effort to prepare for the show, and I know, you know, you did as well. And, you know, you can verify this. A lot of evenings when we did radio, or I should actually say most evenings, uh, you and I more or less would have an agenda for what radio would be, and my con would just kind of, uh, you know, shoot from the hip and, and not really be prepared at all. Um, you know, so... And I'm not saying that Mike did not bring anything to radio contribute. Of course he did. But in terms of preparation for radio, that was mainly you and I that did that. Um, you know, and, of course, upon occasion, if there was something going on in the poker world or something relevant, Mike would, uh, you know, bring it up or call somebody if he knew that, that, you know, that it pertained to to get them on the radio. But in terms of just orchestrating an organized show um, that didn't just free fall without any kind of plot, without any kind of gateway from segment to segment, um, you know, that was, a lot of that was me. That that just kept that going. Um, and, again, 
a lot of times I wouldn't be on radio and people would wonder why, why am I gone? And a lot of those times was because we were fighting or I was upset because of the way I was being treated and respected by him or disrespected by him. And I never, I never said that. I never posted about it. And normally it'd be the same thing. I get mad at him because there were broken promises. And then after, you know, a week, two weeks, I, I just would give in and just, you know, not again, want to damage a friendship. And I would relent and come back on radio. Um, so, also, uh, I guess, Jeff, if you don't mind, I'm going to scroll because I do see a lot of questions in the chat, and I want to. Do you yeah, mind if yeah, I just take yeah, a minute to yeah, scroll ahead, through yeah, the address? I, was gonna suggest that. I don't want anyone to think I'm ignoring them. I'm just yeah. not looking. Yeah, there's, um, there's at, one that's in red from Nightmare Fish. I know that was aimed at you. If you scroll up a little bit, and uh, and then okay. there's, there's some others. So you, you you can take your time and do that. You know what I don't like about these chats, though? It's kind of like how Poker Stars used to be. If you scroll up, once somebody type something, it immediately scrolls right back down to the bottom. Yeah, I, I, this chat has some flaws. I, I may put a different chat room up. But, uh, okay, that, let me see. Because uh, I knew I saw about four or five questions on here. Um, and I know someone asked about Gene Riders. That, I mean, obviously that's not related to any of this, but she's a very, very close friend of mine. Um, she lives in Las Vegas, and uh, she's a total sweetheart. I'm not going to comment at all about Martha. I don't feel that's my place. Um, you know, it's my kind's personal life. Uh, the only thing I will say just in regards to all this was that uh, I was very unhappy because towards the end of the breakup, Mikecon did PM me and basically threatened me and tell me if I posted on Donk Down, he was going to expose private things he knew about me. And, uh, you know, basically it was no nothing more than a threat. And then I, you know, of course responded, you know, is that really the route you want to go? You have to remember, you know, maybe sit down and take a look and think about all the things I know about you and that I've witnessed and just been around over the course of the years, and I'm sure that you would not want publicized uh, on the Internet, both, you know, for the sake of yourself and your family. And I've not gone down that road, and I, and, and I don't plan on it. But, again, in regards to Martha, I'm not going to comment on it. It's it's his wife. Um, you know, obviously I knew her. I spent a great deal of time with her over the years as well. Obviously not nearly as much as my con, but I'm not going to – there's nothing I'm going to say about Martha. I mean, it's his wife and, and – uh, that's that's really it. Um, Spew, Spew Artist asked, Drexel, if Mycon came to you tomorrow and apologized for everything, would you make up with him and go back to Donkdown? Um, funny enough, I saw Mycon yesterday for the, first, or for the second time since all this occurred. I saw him once at Red Rock, but he did not see me. Yesterday we played in a horse tournament at MGM, uh, basically both to support Karina Jet, and also for me I, I wanted to just get in – you know, somewhat of a real tournament before the World Series. And uh, I did not address him. I did not speak to him. I don't think he even saw me. He knew I was there. So I know Karina mentioned it to him. Uh, but uh, he stayed out of my way. I stayed out of his way. But to answer your question, I guess, uh, no. I'm not I'm not ever going back to Donkdown. Um, unfortunately, I know there are reconciliations all the time, whether it's, you know, friendship, family. But too much has occurred. Too many lies have been stated. Too many awful, horrendous things have been said by him to me um, to make me ever be able to go. I guess we are far past the point of, of reconciling. It, it's not going to happen. Um, I, I, you know, I'll even go as far as saying this, even two and a half months later, I'm still hurt. You know, I, I lost who I, someone I thought was a very close friend, someone I cared about, someone I, I, I devoted a lot of time and effort on my behalf to help his projects and just, you know, uh, help him succeed, rooted for um, a very good friend. And, you know, even now, like I said, two months later, I'm still upset about it. You know, it's not something that, you know, it's almost like a breakup. I mean, I don't mean to sound, you know, 
homosexual, but it's almost like you know, like a like a like a relationship where it's you know you go through the struggles of getting used to doing things differently because you know we we ate out a lot together, we spent a lot of time together, and all those things and all those gaps that you know he used to fill in my life you know are now gone, and you know it's a process, and it's not like I'm sitting here you know, uh, moping about it. In fact, I just got locked out of the chat. I need to log back in. But, uh, in a chat room. Uh, but, but, you know, to be honest with everyone, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I'm still hurt, and I'm upset, and I'm sad about it. But, uh, I, you know, I really do believe, and I've thought about this, even now, two months later, when we have not spoken, um, I'm still very angry, and that anger hasn't subsided in terms of even possibly thinking of a reconciliation. I don't foresee any possibility in the future um, that I, under any circumstance, that I could actually forgive him in a relationship could ever be nearly what it was before. I guess the best case scenario that I could possibly uh, even fathom at this point is at some point in the future, uh, possibly just having a civil conversation with him and then just being on good terms to the point where, um, you know, we're able to, to possibly play in a cash game together and, and neither one of us will feel uncomfortable. But in terms of a friendship, um, hanging out, trusting each other, having any kind of business relationship or close-knit friendship, it's its not going to happen. It's just like when you divorce somebody and you get out of a very ugly relationship, you just know, uh, you know, you're not getting back together with that person. It's over. That point of your life is over. It's time to move on. And, and that's thats how I, I feel now. And I'm very confident, you know, in the coming months, even, even years, that's how it's going to be. There's just been too many hurtful things too many lies, too many things that have gone on that, that have, haven't even been publicized that will ever, I guess, enable me to forgive him and move past it. Yeah, I, too I, much I, I feel the same way, actually, and I, I didn't have as close of a friendship with Mikeon as, as Brandon had here, but, uh, you know, I was still friends with him, and, and it was for a number of years, and, uh, you know, and of course, I, I was with his site from the beginning. I, I was one of the first users on Everyone Poker. I was one of the uh, people who really helped build the site to what it became, and, and to both walk away from that and to you know, lose the friendship there, and uh, it, a lot of this is something I, I really never saw happening. I thought that uh, when my time was over on Donk Down, it was going to be because the whole site was down. I, I did. I never saw something like this coming, and I, I'm sure Brandon never saw anything like this coming. And and, and not it, not only it, that, I, I can tell you people that. Uh, I'm not going to say what they are, but uh, what especially disappointed me was that uh, um, Mycon, there used to be one thing I could always say about him, and that was anything I told him in confidence uh, stayed confidential, and even a few times while we were friends, I wrongfully accused him of telling people something, uh, and it turned out he was innocent, and I was very apologetic after those things happened. It didn't happen often, but... Uh, I, I, it became like a running joke, like, hey, Mikeon, uh, um, you know, you're innocent once again. Like, Mikeon, he never did it. He was never the one to, to reveal confidential information about me. Well, that's, that time has changed. Um, there's been a lot of personal things revealed on purpose to people that uh, they, they know I definitely wouldn't want knowing. Uh, just to try to uh, get revenge on me. And I, I haven't discussed these, and I'm not going to reveal specifically what these things are. And some of them are not even true. Some of them are kind of half-truths or 
or outright lies. You know, it's a mixture of things. It's a mixture of uh, of some actual truth, some things that are warped to be different than they are, but they were originally based on something real, and things that are outright outright lies. But uh, um, they're I can't say that about Mike on anymore. It, it's now gotten even to the point where anything I've ever told him in confidence now has been intentionally revealed uh, to to the wrong people. And uh, some of these things I know had to come from him because uh, some of the things I've told Mike on I haven't told anybody else in this whole community. And, and suddenly these things are out. So, um, you know, it's just unbelievable. And I haven't done the same thing. Obviously, being friends with Mike on since uh, 2004... And even if it wasn't as close of a friendship as, as it was with uh, with Brandon, I got to know a lot of things over time about Mike. And a lot of things he, he would never want everybody here to know. Uh, things about him, things about Martha, things about their relationship. Things, uh, I, mean, I mean, uh, yeah, Brandon probably... That's just a natural progression yeah. of a friendship. Right, right. And, and I have not come out and revealed any of this, even though the same has been done to me. Even though, even though it's been done, I still haven't stooped to that level. Because, uh, but it's just uh, um, if people think that I'm just doing everything I can to hurt Mike on, that's not true. Um, I'm trying to make him stick to the agreement we had, and I'm trying to let people know that he's not sticking to the agreement we have, and and, and shouting that from the mountaintops. But what I'm not doing is I'm still not taking things that I know either from our friendship or just things I happen to find out about him. Um, that could really be used to hurt and, him or hurt me. And I agree I that, that I hope that it doesn't get to that point because there's, there's going to be no winners. I mean, it's just almost like, and I said this to him, I think, in, in you know, a PM after he threatened to expose things about me, that it would it would be paramount to like a nuclear war where no one's really going to win. He's going to get devastated. People close to him will. It's going to hurt you. It would hurt me. I mean, there's going to be no winners, and, and I really hope, it doesn't go down that route. It, you, know, you know, this is business. The forums are the forums, and none of this needs to in any way, you know, affect our personal lives, uh, you know, in terms of information or things anyone's learned about each other during the course of our friendship. That's just, that's just wrong. I mean, there's no other, there's no other you know, way to, to categorize that, that, you know, nothing that we know about each other, nothing in regards to our personal lives should be exposed, just like, you know, anyone else wouldn't want I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous to even think about that. I mean, it's fine if we address the issues of what happened, things that have, of, of a cor- uh, things that have occurred in, in regards to the knockdown, the forums, even, you know, the breakup of, of all of us as we're doing now. But anything beyond that, it's, it's just, I don't even know the word. I'd say unethical, but that, that isn't even a strong enough term. But uh, also, Jeff, I, again, I don't want to cut you off. I want to address Nightmare Fish because he's asked this question uh, a few times, and the question is, Drexel, since you were around when MyCon signed the contract, was well, I got to keep scrolling up because every time someone types something, it, it okay. Uh, every time, okay, Drexel, since you were around when MyCon signed the contract, was MyCon's wife saying that the contract was invalid at the time, or did they come up with this later? I guess what I'm saying is, do you think that MyCon first intended to live up to his end of the contract, or did he just sign it to get rid of Druff? This is what I do know. Um, I never had a single conversation with Martha in regards to the contract. Um, whatever Malikon was advised, whether it was by Martha, which, you know, I, I don't think I'm exposing much by saying most likely or most definitively, it was Martha that advised him. I was not consulted 
on the contract, uh, about the contract whatsoever. I read the contract. I, I saw copies of it were emailed to me. I never participated, never signed anything, never altered anything. Uh, but that's, that's the extent of it, only that I saw the contract. And I never discussed it with Martha. Um, I did discuss it with Micon. Um, and, I, and I guess discuss probably isn't even the right term, more or less that I knew what Micon was doing. I knew the contract that Micon had. I knew the terms of it with, with Druff. And I knew when Micon had it notarized and signed and the deal, I guess, took place in which money exchanged hands and the contract was signed. Um, and, again, what I can say is it's very, very obvious to me why all this happened. And it should be – and, again, I'm not – as much as people probably think I'm, you know, pro-draft now and anti-Micon, everything I'm saying now. And, you know, I'm not saying things to trash Micon, uh, you know, or, or – you know, I'm just – I'm being totally honest. And, again, as much as I'd say – a lot of good things Micon did for me in our friendship. A lot of times he was there for me as a friend when I needed him. At the same time, I, you know, I'm, I'm speaking from my heart, and I'm not being biased in what I'm saying. The contract Micon signed, he knew what he was signing, 100%. Okay, he felt comfortable with it. He had no problem with it. Now, what changed all this was the fact that Druff opened up a forum. If Druff had not opened up a forum, and just strictly, or strictly stayed with his blog format as he had the first few months after he left Onkdown, none of this would have happened. Druff still would have had 100% unequivocally the same mod powers that were agreed upon and signed, which were, again, to just only prohibit and erase, or I shouldn't even say erase, move personal information that was being made about him on the site or his family, and, again, that was agreed upon with MyCon, and that never would have changed. To this day right now, Druff would still have that access. Now, Druff, six months later, or I don't even know the time frame, but whatever it is, you know, six months, five months, eight months, opened up PFA. A lot of traffic, a lot of people that, uh, you know, are either fond of Druff or just were sick of the way things were going on Dockdown, decided to come to PFA. PFA got more traffic than probably Micon anticipated at first, and it, it's pretty much, uh, you know, it, I look at Donkdown now, and, you know, I've been a part of it since 2007, and I've seen the phases of the traffic being less and less, and people saying, we're, you know, Donkdown's over, it's done, and then it comes back, and it goes in spurts, you know, it, 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 or spurts. It, 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 that's how it's always been. But this time, it's, it really is different. And when I say, like, things in the past, I remember when Boris opened up, a lot of people went to Boris, and Donkdown was relatively quiet. Actually, that was NWP at the time. But PFA made more of a difference in terms of damaging Donkdown, the amount of posts, people that left, than any of the other so-called spinoff sites ever did, even more so than Venom Poker, any of Judonk sites, obviously, uh, Boris, Scats, any of the other sites. And in Micon's mind, okay, he said, why am I going to let someone who now has another forum have access to my forum, even if it's only as an agreed-upon I don't even know if you don't want to use the word admin, but special powers that enable him to edit or move threads. And that's what led to all this. 
plain and simple, 100%. Uh, anyone can sit here and, and, and tell me otherwise, debate otherwise, but that is why we are here today. Uh, there's no other reason. If Druff did not open up a forum, you'd not be hearing about any of this. MyCon would have gone his way. Druff would have just continued his blog. I would have found another project that I was going to take part of, and, and that would have been the end of it. Yeah, and I agree now, with all that. I think I think all that's pretty much true. Uh, this, and, and I tell you this is true because MyCon told me this himself the weekend that he took away my access, and I, I said, how can you do this to me? And everything was going fine for six months. How could you, how could you do this about face and uh, violate the contract? You know, what did I do wrong? I... I never violated any terms of the contract. I kept to my end of the deal. Why aren't you keeping your end? Why aren't you keeping your end? And his answer was poker fraud alert. That was his big problem. Is he felt that that was some violation of some sort. He thought there was something that was awful that was being done to him. And I'm like, Mike, on this wasn't done to you. You forced me off your forum. You you forced me. You took away my admin powers. You told me I'm never going to have them back. You you shut me out from any kind of knowledge and what was going on in your own site, and my only choice at that point was to sell. So you forced me off. So you're telling me that once you force me off your site, I don't have the right to start my own? And I, I even warned you about this, Mike, and I told you when I was leaving that I might start my own site sometime in the near future. I might, I might not, is what I told him. But I told him there's a very realistic possibility I might do this, and I reminded him, and he didn't care. It was like there was impossible to reason with him. He just said, I'm not going to have a competitor being able to edit content on my site. And I'm like, Mike, I'm not editing content. I've, I've moved one post in the entire time I've had this power, and it was a post that was very clearly posting a family picture of mine that shouldn't have been on your site, according to our contract. That's the only type of stuff I'm ever going to move. And you know that. You knew I'll keep to the agreement. Nope, you're not going to edit content on my site. That's all I heard over and over and over again. And it was impossible to reason with him. And he went on to tell me that he no longer agrees what constitutes family information, that he's going to decide what information can be said. So now people can say my father's name and my sister's name and my brother's name, and that's no problem, as long as uh, um, he's going to redefine what he considers personal information for my family, regardless of what he agreed to in the contract, regardless of the fact that him agreeing to that made me sell it you know, sell him the site right. for so much cheaper. Like, he didn't care about all that. All he could think of was a competitor's editing my site. And it was impossible to reason with him. And he won't tell anyone this. He won't say, I did this because Dreff started Poker Fraud Alert, because that'll make him look like a vindictive piece of shit. He wants to look like he has a valid reason. So he says, but oh... Do you my, agree with my assessment that if you did not open a forum, none, none of this would be going on? Yes, yes. I, I agree this. that this this was the impetus to it happening. I've said before that he told me this was the reason, and I believe that's the reason. I believe he's resentful, but he has no right to well, be resentful because um, this is my right to do. Just like it's, you know, he wants to run a forum. Well, why, why can't I run a forum? Because I, you know, I think a lot of it is that he really underestimated... Uh, how hard it is and what he and, and, and I guess in a way what draws people to dock down and after you left it took a hit a huge hit and after I left it took a huge hit and I think now he's come to terms that he's in serious trouble uh, that the site is in serious trouble I mean radio there's no question not even anyone that is a MyCon loyalist or you know can state that radio has not just declined in such a rapid manner that it's it's 
you know, all all the years, the two, two and a half, three years that we all three of us put in, making it what it was, giving it a name, um, and, and, and just building it to what it was, totally collapsed within a matter of weeks or, or a few short months even. And I think he's realized that, that he can't do this on his own and that, he, you know, the site's in trouble. Um, and it's almost to the point where I don't, you know, I don't see how, and of course there's always going to be that same core audience that's, that's going to be there, but a lot of people have left. A lot of people are dissatisfied. I don't see in two, three, four, five months even how the site is going to recover from this at all. I mean, I don't see it. I mean, you could give me your commentary. I know you've been around forums and sites and you've seen these things happen, but I think seriously, for the first time, you know, Donkdown is in trouble. I think Mike probably realizes that at this point, that his star power, the effort that he puts into it, and the amount of work necessary to keep things going that he is incapable of doing. Yeah, I agree. And, uh, you know, and it's too bad because the show, when it, uh, when everything fell apart... Uh, it was at its peak of popularity. It had the most listeners ever at that point. It was up to, I think, number six on the... the Stitcher had some category like games and recreation or games and hobbies, something like that. But there were a lot of shows under that category. It, it's you know a lot more shows than you think. It was the sixth most popular show in that category, which, given the number of shows it was competing with, and given that Stitcher was only... They weren't carrying every single show on the Internet. They were only carrying... Uh, you know, select shows that they thought people would have an interest in listening to. Um, you know, it was number six up there, which is the highest it had ever been. And, I mean, it was really rolling, and it was getting more and more popular. And we had a good formula there, and we had very good chemistry on the radio. And this just decimated it all. And now it's a totally different situation. And, and one thing that attracted people to Donk Down was that there were different personalities. Like, if you look at the radio show, um, you had three distinct different personalities to where uh, people, th- there was something for everyone, someone for everyone to relate to. And, you know, there were the people right. who preferred Brandon, people who preferred Mike on, people who preferred me. And uh, just Mike on by himself, it's it's a whole different story. And it's just a... Uh, um, it, it's just not going to be the same for the radio show and, you know, attempting to get people like Gavin Smith, uh, that's not going to do any good. And as you saw, Gavin appeared like one or two weeks and hasn't been heard from since, which I knew would happen. Well, it's going to be very hard to find someone interesting that has talent that will put an effort to co-host a show every week with him that, that you know, that's not going to get paid. Or, or, you know, or just, I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's just not... You know, why would Gavin Smith commit the time to be, you know, a, I mean, he may come on once every month or two months, but I even doubt that's going to that's gonna continue Well, you on. know, with, with Gavin Smith, what I noticed the first time he was on, and I knew he was just coming on because he kind of missed being on Poker Road, and he just kind of had the bug to want to be on a radio show somewhere, but I knew right. this wasn't going to last, and I especially knew it wasn't going to last when he, I could tell he had no interest at all in getting to know any of the listeners. He didn't want to know who the people were in chat. He didn't want to know what they were saying. He didn't want to know the community. He just wanted to talk. And the only person he got to know by the time the show was over was One Step, for obvious reasons. Yeah, of so uh, um, when that was over, I'm like, you're not going to have an interest of coming and doing this every week, especially because there's not that much money in it. 
uh, yeah. or in some cases any money. Uh, you're not going to have the interest in doing this every week unless you really feel connected to the community. And, uh, you know, Gavin clearly didn't and didn't want to. And I, I knew this was never going to be something he'd want to show up for reliably or even semi-reliably every week. But, uh, you know, if, and Mike, Muck Ficon just said in the chat, radio was fun back then, even for people who knew nothing about poker. It was porn stars and general shenanigans. And yeah, we, it was like a mixture of everything. It was like a radio show that didn't take itself too seriously, that we, we had the serious moments, we had the comedy moments, we even had the uh, you know, back and forth between the hosts. It, it, it had a lot of great things about it, and even though we had a few dud episodes in there, there, there were some very good ones, and overall, a lot of people really looked forward to the show. But but this has all been completely ruined, at least on that site. I'm, I'm hoping we can yes. come up with a, a nice show over here. But uh, you know, on that site, that's really ruined, and it's it's hard to reproduce that. And uh, and then the forum itself, you know, what's there? I mean, are you going to come there to see 20 limitless threats when he uh, when he gets drunk? Are you going to come there to see 50 threads about such and such is this true? And then a link to some news story? I mean. Uh, that's going to appeal to a few people who've been around for five years, but uh, a new person coming to the site, I, I can't really see them having much interest there. And w with this site, by the way, I I'm trying to make it a mixture of something that appeals to the core crowd that knows me and has been around with me on Neverwin Poker and Donk Down and followed me here, and I don't want to leave those people out in the cold, and I don't want to pretend like that's not where I came from. But at the same time, I also want to appeal to new people who stop by and see things so it's not just one big inside joke, but that the, the site actually has some utilization for the people who've been here the first time. You know, just uh, mainstream topics to talk about, uh, the, uh, the, the main purpose of the forum of uh, exposing scandals and scams in the poker world. And, uh, you know, so I'm trying to have it be a mixture over here of, the, of those things. And uh, uh, But yeah, I, I think Donk Down... I don't really see where it's going to go, and, you know, Mikeon and I used to have arguments about the direction of the site, where he wanted me to spend a lot of money on this Donkdown 2.0 design, and I told him, hey, uh, look, I don't have anything against making the forum look nicer, but I don't want to put big money into it, because we're not going to get much value out of it. You know, let's say we make the site look beautiful. Then what? Do we get more users? Probably not. Uh, are the existing users going to come here more often? No. I mean, the people that came to the site came there for the content, not for the way it looked. Right. And, and the only way that is really urgent to do a big redesign is if, one, the site is so busy that it's worth spending that type of money on doing, or two, the site has major usability problems to where if you don't do it, people won't be able to use the site well and will give up on it. But, you know... Knockdown, it functioned. It wasn't the most beautiful thing, but it was okay looking and it functioned. That's all you needed. And I told them I'm not spending big money on that, that people are here for the content. They're not here for the looks. And it, it's a ridiculous thing to waste money on at this point when we're barely making anything. You know, let, let's take what little profit we're getting and, uh, you know, either just take it as profit or, or put it back into uh, into some form of content, but don't waste it on uh, on that. But, you know, again, I couldn't reason with him, so... Yeah. Um, I want to address two things, Jeff, if uh, you'll let me for a second here. Yeah. Um, 
Agrello asked, and I think Nightmare Official also asked in regards to Karina. Uh, why hasn't <laughs> Rolo actually said why hasn't Karina been on since Brandon's ass was violated? <laughs> um, what I will say is, you know, it's funny enough. I actually uh, had lunch with Karina yesterday, and uh, Karina Karina is neutral to this whole situation, meaning she's still friends with Mycon, she's still friends with my with myself, and she's also still friends with Todd, um, and. You know, she made it clear from the beginning to me when all this happened that she was not going to get involved, didn't want to hear about it, uh, you know, just wanted to remain completely neutral. Um, now, again, to address why she hasn't been on Donkton, and I guess there's two parts, and there's no harm in me saying this, uh, you know, even though it's not something that's uh, been said. Um, she, th This part has been said. She is an employee now of uh, MGM, uh, the MG MGM MGM Mirage, specifically the MGM Poker Room in Las Vegas, and uh, as, as any of you know that have followed that follow her on Twitter or uh, even Facebook, um, she's been promoting tournaments and, and mixed games there, and has some business relationship now with MGM. And I can only speculate on this because she did not say this to me directly that most likely because now she has a quote-unquote real job um, with, with, with a company such as MGM Mirage, she probably doesn't want to at this point be associated with uh, not, not necessarily what has gone on in regards to this big feud and what's been aired publicly, but just some of the things that probably aren't um, politically correct <laughs> that have that have gone on on Donkton Radio in the past, and I, 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 you know I don't know this for a fact. I I never even asked her, but it's I guess it's pretty fair to say that even if this breakup and all this fighting and, and drama that has occurred in the last few months didn't happen, she most likely would not be on Donkton Radio anyway, except for maybe to promote what she's doing or other brief. Um, you know, just segments that, that are promotional-wise only or just to say hello, um, that in that she was definitely going to, in a way, I guess, disassociate from being directly connected in any way to Donkdown Radio. So it has nothing to do with the fighting. It has nothing to do with what's occurred with Todd and MyCon, myself and MyCon. Um, it was just mainly, I think, the fact that she did get a job um, working for MGM, and, you know, that's not, you know, it's Donk Down Radio. There, there's a lot of political incorrect things. There's, I mean, you know, one of the most popular segments is uh, uh, homosexual calling in saying nigger, 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 you know, every episode. <laughs> and that, you know, that could, you know, I mean, you know, it, it'd be hard to explain to a, uh, an, to a boss, a CEO, um, you know, somebody in, in, you know, in a high-level position your association with something like that. That it just, you know, it may not come off the right way, and, and she did not want to obviously jeopardize what she was doing. So that that is the answer to that. And I know she's still good friends with Mycon. She, she's expressed that to me. Um, and, of course, I have no problem with that. I'm not, you know, I've never told anyone, don't be Mycon's friend if you're my friend, or I, I'm never going to do that. Um, she's a perfect example. We're still friends. Um, someone else asked, I can't see who it is, about Adam Schoenfeld, uh, I guess it was Nightmare Fish as well, asking if he held him out to dry. Uh, I don't know anything about their current the current status of their relationship. I will say this. 
um, <clears throat> Adam and I were friends. Um, and I guess you could say we were mainly friends because of MyCon. Um, the majority of the time that I hung out with Adam, I hung out with Adam when MyCon was there and it was the three of us. We never had a relationship um, where, you know, we'd go one-on-one and just hang out. Maybe a couple times we did over a period of four years. Uh, but we were friendly. We texted and, and spoke on the phone. Um, but since all this has happened, um, I have not spoken with Adam. Um, Adam has not contacted me. And I guess, you know, I just am under the impression it's probably accurate. I know he's very close with my con. He's very close with Martha. And I think he just came to the determination that uh, he chose to be loyal to his, his two closer friends and to someone that he was not as close with. Um, but in regards to anything else that's happened since then with the, with my con, I have no, I don't know. I'm not privy to it other than what I said, which is I have not spoken with Adam uh, since all this has occurred. And we had been, you know, rel- relatively, uh, you know, good friends, I guess you'd say, up until my blowout with my con. Um, and that, that, you know, that there's really nothing more I can add in regards to that. And I have nothing bad to say about Adam. I know, uh, you know, there are some things that, that, that Todd had. Uh, that occurred between him and Todd. Um, and I know, and I also want to state this because I know this was repeated a few times that uh, supposedly, or it was claimed that during this infamous episode, um, which I still to this day never listened to and don't know what was said, that apparently, uh, or not apparently, because it, it was proven, that at the end of a Donk Time radio show uh, in which I was not present, Mycon and Adam were in the studio at more in Mycon's house together, and apparently they both made or one or was it Adam that made an offhanded comment about you or something, Druff? I don't even remember who well, said. Yeah, what. this this was years ago, and I, I thought we got past that. This was uh, Mycon forgot to turn off the microphone afterwards, and Adam stated that uh, something like oh, Druff was just terrible on the radio here, like he was criticizing how I had been on the radio that night, and. I, you know, I, I was a little bit hurt to hear that, but uh, I, I, this is just when I started, just when Schoenfeld came into the picture and admitted who he was. He'd been lurking on the site a long time under the name Heights, but he never said it was who Adam Schoenfeld is. He just kind of called in one time and said, you know, hey, this is who I am, and then he became friends with Mike on that way. Um, he and I were never friends, but uh, you know, someone I knew through Mike on, and, and we were friendly. And, uh, in fact, he would even feed me things sometimes behind the scenes on the radio. Like, sometimes I'd say, I just got, uh, you know, a message from a reliable source that says such and such. That was sometimes Schoenfeld. Uh, so we, I always thought we were on good terms. Uh, at the very beginning, there was that incident where I heard him saying that stuff about me. And, according to Mikon, he claimed that Schoenfeld was very hurt that I had heard that. And that he felt that he felt really bad and that he wanted me to like him and that uh, he was afraid that uh, that ruined that chance. And I told Schoenfeld, no, no, that's okay. And Schoenfeld's like, look, you know, I think you're good on this show and I I always think you're good on radio. I just thought you had an off episode there. That's what I was trying to say. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. You know, that's... Uh, and look, even if you don't like me on the radio, that's fine. I'm not going to dislike you for that. But he kept insisting that was just, uh, he only thought I was bad that one night, but uh, and compared to usually when when he really likes me. So I said, alright, fine. And 
after that, for years, I thought everything was cool between us. And whenever I saw him, you know, we were very friendly to one another. Well, it wasn't even like a phony, oh, hi, hello, how are you doing? Like, you know, he acted, legitim- he acted legitimately happy to see me, and we would talk for a while, and, uh, you know, uh, when we'd be on radio, we, we got along well, and when I, he'd be over at my cons when I'd come over, we'd get along very well, and, uh, you know, he'd, he'd always tell me these little secrets that he'd always like to say, in the family, like, meaning, like, uh, uh, our, our little family here, uh, if he tells us that we can't tell anyone else. Like, he, he would include me as, quote, the family when he'd say these things. So I, I thought this is a guy who thinks pretty highly of me and who I get along with, and, you know, I thought everything was cool. And, boy, was I surprised when I found out from multiple parties, and separate multiple parties, not just one, that Schoenfeld was talking all kinds of trash about me behind my back and was telling Mikeon and Martha constantly that I was a liability to the site, and that the reason Donkdown wasn't growing and becoming huge and becoming a competitor of 2 plus 2 was because of me. And that if Micon dumped me, the site would become gigantic, and it would reach its potential. And he told this to Martha all the time, and he told this to Micon a lot, and I think that probably had somewhat of an effect on how Micon thought of me and, and treated me. And even before the big blow-up that occurred in August, uh, I was already starting to notice that Micon was uh, kind of talking to me disrespectfully. and just He seemed to have a little bit of a, of a chip on his shoulder. In fact, I even had people asking me sometimes, like, does Micon hate you? I'm like, what? And they'd say, oh, I just heard him on the radio with you, and... You know, he sounds kind of like a dick to you. And I'm like, no, 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 we just do that as kind of a routine. But, you know, I, I would think about it when they'd say things like that, and I'd say, you know what, he has been kind of a dick to me lately. And I think that was some of it. I think he was really believing that I was holding him back, and that I was holding his sight back, and that, uh, you know, I, I think Schoenfeld helped influence it. Now, I'm not going to blame Schoenfeld for everything, because he was stating his opinion. Uh, I, I thought he was a big snake to state things like that, and constantly say it over and over, and then act so nice and kind to me to my face and he even talked to me on Skype. Like, and I'll tell you what I thought of Schoenfeld. Um, when my girlfriend was pregnant with Benjamin and I hadn't announced it yet, I told Schoenfeld before I told the general site. He was one of the people I chose to tell. He wasn't the first one I told. You know, I, I told him a while after I told uh, some other people, but uh, I told him before I told the general public. So I, I thought highly enough of him to do things like that. But, uh, boy, was I surprised to hear that didn't he, not only did he have a very negative opinion of me and, and a negative opinion on my value to, to Dogtown, but that he was just hammering this, uh, this opinion every time he could to, to Micon and especially Martha. And, uh, you know, what am I going to do about it? Nothing. You know, I'm, I'm obviously not going to talk to Schoenfeld again. I, I want nothing more to do with him. Uh... I'm not going to try to get any kind of revenge on him or whatever, you know, but uh, I just don't think very highly of the guy. And I think that was a very snake-in-the-grass thing to be doing. If you don't like me, say so. Don't don't pretend to be friendly with me and then constantly talk shit behind my back. Uh, why did he leave? I don't know. Uh, it could be for one of many reasons. I, I did notice that he kind of vanished around the same time that I posted on Poker Fraud Alert about this whole story. But it could be a coincidence. Maybe he just uh, decided he didn't want much to do with sight or it didn't appeal to him. And uh, If you'll notice, though, if you listen to the radio episodes where he appeared, 
he really had this attitude like he was too good for the site and too good for the users. He, he always talked down about the people on the site and about the site itself. It was always like he was gracing everyone with his presence that they don't really deserve. And, and I know that turned a lot of people off. And, uh, and, and I think you guys, uh, regardless of what you think of me or, or, or Brandon, I think you've seen that we haven't done that. You know, that uh, you can tell I care about the community. I don't look down on the community. I, I don't feel that you should be honored that I'm, I'm speaking to you. In fact, I'm happy that people are listening to me. So, uh, you know, the, I think he also wasn't happy that people weren't enjoying his contributions to radio. I think well, he, what I will say, uh, Druff, is I do know this. And, uh, you know, again, I, I want to make it clear, uh, regardless of what you're saying, you know, I was never close with him again on a one-on-one -on -one basis. But during my, you know, time that I spent with him, he never did anything bad to me that I know of. And, you know, he was very polite. And, and you know, when I did hang out with him, and, again, it was mainly in, in groups, I never had a problem with him. But in regards to uh, radio, I think a lot of it was that, you know, especially during radio, he would read the chat and you know during radio i remember you know i remember and of course it's it's even going on now as i'm reading there are people that are going to troll me there are people that are going to troll you there are people that are going to you know just troll whoever's on and, and um i've learned to ignore it and it doesn't bother me in the beginning when i was kind of new with forums and radio I, it would affect my i don't know i, I guess it would I, it would affect my mindset maybe just even get to me but now you know i take it for what it is I, none of it bothers me you know, of course, I like it when people enjoy radio and they come to me, whether it's via Twitter or, or private message expressing how much they've enjoyed it. You know, that those are the kind of comments that, that make me enjoy doing it and make it worthwhile. And the other people that say negative things, I've just learned to ignore and, and just it doesn't even affect me. But I know that when Adam was doing radio, um, he would read some of the comments that were going on during radio. And, you know, there were a few certain people that would troll him. And, and say, Adam, you suck on radio, or, you know, just, just basically the same things that, that we've always heard, just in, in different forms, and I think it affected him, and he didn't like the negative responses that people got, and I think that was a lot of the reason why he stopped doing radio. I, I um, think that's, I think there's a good chance of that, and also, I, from observing it myself, uh, because he was mainly on right after I left, so I actually listened to those shows in the entirety, because I wanted to hear what was being said about me, and, um, I noticed that there were very few positive comments in the chat room about Schoenfeld and a lot of negatives. So I, that couldn't be very encouraging to him to want to keep doing it when he sees things like that. So uh, um, I, I don't even blame him so much for giving up. But at the same time, I understood the negative comments because I, I noticed this myself. I noticed this listening to him that, that he was uh, just acting very arrogant and, and kind of looking down on the site and I think Mikeon even said something like, oh, did you see this on my site? He's like, I'm not going to read that site. I, I have no interest in that sort of thing. Like, like, he was, and wasn't even saying it like, I don't really like forums. He was like, definitely putting down the site. Like, I'm not reading that piece of shit. And, uh, you know, just be happy you have me here sort of attitude. So, uh, yeah. And so, so uh, Nightmare Fish again is asking, says, uh, Drexel, if Adam and Mikeon were so close, why couldn't Mikeon ask Adam for loans? Um, I don't know if I, I don't know Adam's financial situation. Um, I don't know if Mikeon has asked him for loans. I don't know if Mikeon owes him money. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I'm not privy to any of that. I never 
was involved in any of their business. And again, you know, also the fact that I do know that, you know, obviously Adam was a full tilt pro and did lose that income. Um, the majority of, and I, you know, I'll say this because I don't think, I'm not saying anything that is a secret. Um, the majority of Adam's play in terms of poker, I'd say probably close to 100%, consisted of playing online. He did not like playing live. Uh, you know, he was one of those people that really, if, if he did, ne if he never had to play live, he would just play online. And of course, with what happened on Black Friday, and, and also, you know, adding in the fact that he was a, a full tilt pro and, and making a decent income, you know, I'm sure that had to affect him. Um, I do know since then he he does play live. I know um, he's been playing, or he has been playing at the Aria and the Bellagio, and this is like you know after Black Friday and, and most of last year. But uh, I, I don't know any business transactions that, that involve Adam or Mike on, so I really I can't answer that. I don't know. You know, it's funny about him playing live. The last time I played at Bellagio, I, I see this guy across the room, and I'm like, oh, crap, it's Schoenfeld. And this is right after I had made that whole post about him. And I'm like, this is going to be awkward if I see him. Like, what do I even say if, if I run into him here? So then the guy walks towards my table, not like he's going to sit down, but he's going to brush by very close, and I'm wondering, if, you know, what's going to happen? Are we going to have some kind of argument? Are we going to give each other a dirty look? Like, I'm I'm kind of wondering what I'm going to say. And then as he gets closer, I go, wait a minute. I don't remember the Schoenfeld being this tall. Because I remember him being substantially shorter than I am. And this guy walking up to the table looked around my height. And then I go, wait a minute, there's no way. And then I looked closer, and it's just someone who happened to look a lot like Schoenfeld, but wasn't. So he has a, a doppelganger somewhere, just like uh, just like Mikeon has. Bootsy Collins, I'm sorry, I just didn't see this. I know, I think you asked it once more, but the chat screw up. Bootsy Collins is asking in the, in the chat. He says, Drexel, how did Mikeon treat the donk down NWP community? Was I the only user that he shat on? Um, <laughs> well, his bed got shat on too. And again, I don't. You know, I want people to really understand. I want to get past this. I don't want every time I'm on radio to keep talking about this. Um, you know, and again, my situation is different than Druff's because Druff still has an ongoing uh, legal situation with MyCon that that has not uh, been resolved yet. So that's going to continue on. But I just want to keep stressing that. Like I'm, I'm going to answer questions. We're here tonight. Um, when I'm on the Filthy Limper tomorrow, when I'm on a, a show possibly with Druff in the future, now this this isn't something that I want to continually do. Um, but I'm going to answer the questions tonight. I am here. And uh, to answer Bootsy's question, I, for those that don't know, um, I guess most of you probably do know, you know, Bootsy wrote this in his in a thread. I think it may be a signature. In, I think it's still in his signature. Bootsy was, came to Las Vegas, uh, I don't know, sometime late last year. And at that point, this the horse tournament that is in Vegas, like, you know, there's a weekly horse tournament um, that had been rotating casinos. It was, it was at the M. And I don't remember where Bootsy was staying. I think he was staying at the Aria. But nonetheless, he came, and his only intention and reason why he came was to meet myself, uh, Mycon, and Genie. Um, Bootsy is a no-limit player. Bootsy does not play horse, although I, I sat next to him for a while, and he played pretty well for someone that's not familiar with, with uh, you know, four out of the five games. But the only reason why he came and he, was to meet everyone. He uh, spent 40 dollars on a cab. For those that don't know, the M Casino is on Las Vegas Boulevard, but it's on the very, 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 very 
south end of Las Vegas Boulevard, probably about four miles even past, if not more, the Mandalay Bay. So it's on the Strip, technically, because it's, it's right off Las Vegas Boulevard, but it's, it's far from everything. And a cab ride from any Vegas casino, uh, you know, the Strip is, is going to cost about $40. You know, it, it's, a, it's a far, you know, it's an eight, nine-mile ride at least. So he came nonetheless, and uh, I met him, first time I met him. Uh, he was very cordial. I was very happy to meet him, and uh, he played the tournament. During, uh, I believe it was the first break, we were all outside talking, and uh, it was me, my, my Connor, and Bootsy, and we were just shooting the shit during the break, and I asked my Con, say, hey, my Con, you know, give Bootsy a hat. This was right when, uh, I'm trying to think if these were the trucker, yeah, I think they, these, these weren't the second generation hats, these were the last ones that came out that my Con, uh got that had the tags on them and whatnot. But anyhow, you know, as has always been custom, and I've always done, when you've met someone in person for the, you know, whether it's the first time or the fourth time, you know, that are out of towners or dock downers, we give them a hat. You know, I've, I always do that. You know, I, I carry hats in my car. You know, Mycon used to do that. So, you know, I told him, Mycon, give him a hat. Mycon looked at Bootsy straight up and he said, I, sorry, can't do it. And I'm like, Mycon, come on, are you kidding me? Like, you know, this is Bootsy Collins. He tunes in the radio every Wednesday. He's a contributor, committed to me. You're not going to give the kid a hat. And, you know, Bootsy, of course, like, you know, Drexel, it's fine. Don't worry about it. I'll pay for it. I understand. And, you know, Mike then responds, you know, they're in my car. I don't feel like walking out there together. <laughs> now, now I, I will say, in, in, I mean, as much as I can say in all fairness in Mike Con's defense, uh, you could take this with a grain of salt or you could take it whatever it's worth. Mike Con did later on post... Um, on Donkdown, I remember reading it and apologized to Bootsy, but I think... But that, was, that, that was only after you were shamed into it, though. That was when the story right, that's uh, came out. Was, at that point, I, I accepted that as nothing more than damage control. I mean, he, he was kind of backed into a corner there. How are you going to respond other than just say, I fucked up, I'm sorry. I mean, that's just unexcusable, that behavior. Um, you know, listen, this is the way I look at it. And a lot of people that are in this chat, a lot of people that, that, that aren't right now uh, can attest to this. I've met a lot of Doc Downers. And, that, and I think as much as I enjoy doing radio, that was probably what, I, what I've enjoyed the most and gotten the most out of being a part of these forums is meeting these various characters. Like someone, for instance, like John Stamos, who I saw in here earlier. You know, saw the guy online for two, three years, never – talked with him on the phone, never had any real personal interaction with him, but he came to Vegas and met up with us and played in our mix game. We had a great night, and we drank and bullshit and talked, and it was just, it was great, and he's a great guy. I mean, you know, just from my limited interaction and, and from what I've seen when, when I met him, you know, he's just a very nice guy, you know, someone that if he lived in Vegas, I, I, I would hang out with. Um, socialize with just, you know, and there, there are a lot of those kind of people that I've met. I've met just tons of people over the years from this site, and uh, that's, you know, that's a great form of my enjoyment of why I do this, because I like the meetups. I like, you know, just always kind of picturing my head, because you see a screen name, like, let me look in the chat, like Sixto P, for instance. I have no idea who he is, but just by seeing the name, you know, especially for people that have I've seen the same name for years and years and never seen a picture. I kind of, in my brain, in my head, think of how I kind of anticipate how they look and how they behave in real life. And you're always, you're never correct. 
and how you think someone's going to be. Like, C-Money's a perfect example. For many years, C-Money, you know, was on Dogtown, and, you know, with all his just craziness and, and stories, you kind of think the guy's insane. And you have a hard time, like, picturing what he looks like, and I kind of picture them as just some kind of weird, goofy-looking guy. I've met C-Money, I don't know, seven or eight times, had a couple meals with him, and he's a normal-looking, clean-cut, educated, just straight-up guy. And if you put him in a lineup with you know, nine other people and you said, pick which guy you think is C-Money, you know, he would probably be the, the last or second-to-last person that you'd imagine would be him. And, you know, again, I'm just saying that's a part of Donkdown that an NWP that I always enjoyed and, uh, you know, I don't want to say that Mike Khan's ego is is bigger than it should be. I mean, you guys can make be the own judge, your own judge of that. But I will say that in the presence of him in past meetups, you know, Mike Khan tends to only really open up to people that, or I should say Mike Khan tends to open up more towards people that are known pros, that are celebrities, that are people that are just... Uh, is there an echo? I'm, I'm hearing an echo. There is now. Um, I, th- I think it's because we still have China. I'm going to drop him off the phone here. I, I even know he's still on. I, okay. Nothing against him being on here, but it's creating some noise for some reason. Yes. And, you know, I, and that's the thing. And, and, again, I'm not – and I know people are going to think or, or interpret maybe if some of what I'm saying is insulting my kind of trashing, but I'm just – I'm speaking from my heart and speaking the truth. Over the last couple of years, what I've what I tried to instill in him a lot is the understanding uh, that we the user base is here, and and we need to show them appreciation. We don't need to make them feel like I, I say this a lot as an analogy because the Bellagio, for instance, is a perfect example of this, and and why a lot of people stop playing when you go to the Bellagio. When, when when I used to go to the Bellagio, many others did, they would leave you feeling when you left that they were doing you a favor by letting you come into their poker room. And I felt a, a lot of times that was the image, whether he meant to or not, that Mycon gave off. Yeah, that's what I that, felt too. That, I, you know what? That's a great analogy. That's exactly the way I kind of saw Mycon, the way he viewed himself on his site, and uh, and I guess uh, I wasn't with him that often when he met new people from the site, so I, I can't really comment much on that, but uh, from what I even saw of the way he behaved on radio and the way he, he never wanted to listen to uh, what the users wanted and, uh, you know, always just wanted to go his own way, and it, it even caused things like people going to leave to Boris back a few years ago because of something like that. Um, it, it was always like he saw himself as a kind of minor celebrity and that everybody who wasn't at least a minor celebrity was below him well, and then he wants to kiss up to the people who are above him who are bigger celebrities. That, that's kind of like what it, I saw. A perfect example is this. That same night that Bootsy Collins asked for a hat and Mike kind of not, uh, you know, I already stated what happened, he ended up giving Scott Fishman a hat. <laughs> that was that was, and he was in the game. And again, I, I'm noticing T Buck is is asking questions and stating, I don't want to give off the impression I'm ignoring him just because he's saying things that may come off as not being flattering about me. The first thing that I am seeing in here that I will address, um, after the latest amount of trucker hats were ordered, and this is during the time when Bootsy requested one, 
Um, T-Buck was saying, well, why didn't I just give him a hat? I was never given any hats to dispense. I was never given any of the revenue that was made off the hats. I was never even given one for myself. Um, so I did not have any hats at, at that time uh, to give Bootsy. If I did, I, I would I would have most certainly given out a hat, but I, I never received one myself. And I know T-Bucks are saying other things, but I'm just not uh, keeping up with the chat. For something you want to address to me, or that I've missed, go ahead. Um, but, uh, you know, in fact, you know, you, you seem to have a lot of questions and a lot of different uh, insight than I do. Um, I, I don't see why you don't call in. I think it would be more productive for you to call in with your criticism of me than to type in the chat where I can't really respond fast enough as I'm talking and trying to read multiple screens. Well, I don't think he wants um, to miss the, He claims he's in a 1-2 game right now somewhere in Vegas. I guess he doesn't want to miss the button there. I mean, okay. I, I don't, but, I, they, but, yeah, yeah. but obviously, like I said, I, I never received one of those trucker hats or tags, even for myself. And technically, I was an owner or a contributor or whatever I was. I, I never received one. And uh, I know there's something else he said. I wanted to, okay, Drexel, people don't change overnight, blah, 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 blah. Why did I support my kind? Okay, I've already, you know, I'll get to this. And I guess I should address this, even though I have. And, again, this isn't something I want to keep doing week after week. But I'm going to make no secret uh, that that there, there, there was definitely certain things I did in regards to the situation in which Drufflet left Dogtown that I handled poorly. Um, in the beginning, and, and a lot of it, and, I, and I, let, me, let me just preface it by saying a lot of it was frustration, a lot of it was some immaturity on my behalf, and a lot of it was my loyalty towards someone I thought was my best friend, my brother, someone who always had my back. Um, in the beginning, when everything started to fall apart between Druff and Mike, again, I wanted, I do want to state the issues that started off the the, the breakup of Druff and Mike. I had no part of. Um, you know, I later became involved in them, but there were issues that started off with Mike and Druff that I was not involved in whatsoever, and it all started off basically with that infamous, "I created this, don't ever fucking forget it." <laughs> and that's, I mean, and, and Druff, just before I continue with the story, you know, I want you to verify in case I'm mistaken in some way, but that, that is basically what started, that was the beginning of a downfall of, 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 of it all. Yes. Is, that, is that accurate to say? That is accurate, yes. Okay. So I have no part of that, that that was my con on his own, and, and he made that post, and that's what led to the beginning of the end. In the beginning, I spent... Countless hours on the phone with both Mike Con and Druff trying to compromise, and after a while it became apparent that, I mean, we're talking probably, Jesus, maybe 60, 70 hours over two, three weeks on the phone with, with Druff. I remember Druff and I had four or five hour conversations multiple times, Mike Con, and it became apparent that things were going to work uh, in, in regards to their relationship, that it was irreparable. Um, at that time, uh, you know, after, like I said, a lot of effort and conversations amongst all of us, I became frustrated with the situation. And I also make no secret that even though there, there are many, many things I respect about Todd, um, I did not always agree with certain things that went on in Donktown. Not, not the radio or any of those things, but just certain things in regards to the forums and, 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 and just, just we had some... Philosophical or philosophical differences 
on forums, and, I, and I'll still say that now, that I don't agree with Todd on, on some things, just as I, Todd, I'm sure, doesn't agree with me on certain things, and that's, that's fine. As long as that respect is, in the, is there, you know, people are not always going to agree with each other on everything. People are going to see things differently. You know, that's, that's what, uh, a lot of what makes these forums what they are, is the fact that people view things differently, and there's that debate. There's that, you know, just conversation that, that some, you know, that, that just stirs things up. And, uh, you know, again, like I'll say, you know, one more time, I, do, I did not agree with some things that, that went on, and these are mainly forum things. These weren't personal choices, you know, in terms of, like, Todd's life or things he did behind my back. Like, personally, nothing like that ever happened. You know, Todd never did anything, never mistreated me personally. Um, but, you know, again, so I make that clear. And, you know, that's also why, even though I'm glad that I'm contributing uh, to PFA and even more so if, if we, in fact, do radio, because we do, do good radio, um, I made it clear to Todd in the beginning that, you know, and, and of course, not that Todd offered it to me because he didn't, nor would I expect him to, that I wanted no control, authority, position, influence on the forums in any manner because, uh, you know, Todd is, you know, these are, this is Todd's site. And he's either going to sink or swim based on his own decisions, and that's fine. You know, and, of course, I wish him well, and, and I'm here, and I'm supportive of the site, and uh, so on and so forth. But it's on him, uh, and he decided he wanted to start a forum on his own by his rules and run it the way he wanted to, and, and that's where we are. Um, <clears throat> now, at the same time, also, you know, again, I did, towards the end, and a lot of it was due to frustration, a lot of it was also due to, my friendship with MyCon, and, and, you know, I will say this, you know, MyCon, towards the end of his battle with Druff, was really very, very close, or as close as I've ever seen, to having a nervous breakdown. It really was taking its toll on MyCon. Um, there were times that MyCon just looked despondent when this was going on. He wasn't eating. He wasn't sleeping. And, you know, this, this whole thing, this whole separation with Druff really emotionally w was wearing him down. Um, regardless of what he posted on Donkdown, uh, regardless of how he appeared on radio, I knew it hurt him. Um, you know, the, the separation of, of, you know, his friendship with Druff, the fact that Druff was leaving, just all the ramifications, it was really wearing him down. And, you know, a lot of that I saw, and I lashed out at Druff about a lot of it as well. And I could have handled myself better in the way I spoke to Druff and, and certain things that certain things that I did. And, I, and I, I've already apologized to Druff for my behavior. I'm not apologizing for my opinions or my beliefs in terms of our differences. And when I say differences, again, I'm not talking, guys, big things. And, you know, just they're just things that we don't see eye to eye in terms mainly of, like, forums and things that have gone on. And, like, like I said, that's just normal. That's going to be expected just as MyCon and, and Druff were in business for many, many years. And there were many times that they didn't see the eye, eye to eye on things. And there were things that from day one to, to even when they split, they never agreed upon, and they still managed to make it work. But for many, for those who are saying, well, now I'm jumping ship and I'm, uh, you know, uh, I'm in Druff's corner and, and I'm, you know, now trashing MyCon, that, that's, that's not how it is. Um, you know, Druff and I are friends. Um, you know, we're not the closest of friends. We're probably never going to be the closest of friends, but, but we are friends, you know, and, uh, me being a part of PFA, me being a part of radio, it isn't to spite MyCon. 
Um, again, I'm just a contributor here. I'm not being paid by Giroff. I have no agreement with him. Um, but a lot of it also is the fact that I like the community. I like interacting. I like the people that I've met. I like just doing what I do. I enjoy it. I actually just really get enjoyment out of interacting with the community. And if there was any way at that time to feasibly stay on at Donkdown just for that interaction, I would have. But I was told in no uncertain terms that I could not post a Donkdown or there would be ramifications that i pay for, which, again, I'm not worried about MyCon making a threat towards me. It's just the, the, the basic principle that, you know what, I don't want the drama. Told me not to post on his site. You know, I'm not worried what he's going to do to me if I do so. What You know, I'm just not going to post there. And obviously, Druff has this forum now, and, um, you know, I enjoy it. it. Mostly, the majority of the same people that are on Donkdown are here so I can communicate with them. And, uh, you know, that that's really it. But as far as my relationship with Druff, I will be the first person to admit that I handled things poorly. Looking back in hindsight, a lot of it was I was blinded by – my friendship towards Micon, my loyalty towards him, and it affected my decision-making, and it also affected uh, my behavior in how I treated Druff, because I'll, you know, I'll go as far as to even publicly say there are a lot of very harsh, very rude, and very inappropriate things I said to Druff and texted to Druff while all this was going on. And, uh, again, look, I'm a man. You know, I'm going to say right now I, I did not handle myself right, um, just because I had a loyalty towards a friend, just because I was closer to Micon at the same time, it doesn't excuse the fact uh, about the way I behaved. And I've made that clear to Druff both publicly many a, a few times now and, of course, privately. And, uh, you know, I don't know what else to say other than that. You know, I, I did not handle the situation right. Um, and all I can do from this point is man up and say, look, I, I was immature. I fucked up. I should have just been more clear-headed and how I communicated with them and the things that I said, and all you can do is move on. And, you know, again, the one thing I do want to say, and this isn't to make me sound better or come off, I, you know, it's just there's been a misconception that I was the catalyst in what led to the downfall between Druff and Micon, and that's not accurate. Um, again, it all started with, I guess, the famous or, or infamous donate button thread, which then led to MyCon saying things about bringing Druff onto the site and that he's done more harm than good, and that led to infighting between them, and that's what led to where we are now. And I was not consulted. I was not a part of it um, in, in terms of what led to, to the breakup. And, you know, Druff, of course, can verify all this. Um, I've always said from day one that, that Druff was great on radio, um, he was a huge asset. Radio declined even with me participating weekly after he left. It wasn't the same dynamic even with Karina coming on and Adam at times and other people. And, uh, you know, it's a shame that Druff does have this lingering situation with Micon that, uh, again, you know, I'm not saying this because I have animosity towards Micon. But I do 100%, I will say on the record, fully 100% back and agree with Druff. I understand many people think what Druff is doing and what his behavior is is petty. Um, I've read the posts. I've seen people see it. But the fact still remains, there's a, 
document signed. And this is this is this point I'm about to make is I guess what really just bothers me when I read the logic of, of people telling Druff just let it go or or, or, or you know, just making other comments inferring that Druff is being petty. Now, people have said that, well, you know, maybe the contract's invalid or just because something was signed. But see, what people aren't understanding is if my client can't claim that the contract is invalid, yet part of it still is, which is the part that says Druff isn't an owner anymore. I mean, that makes absolutely no sense. I'm not a lawyer. I have no law degree. But it, it, it's just common sense. If my con claims that contract is invalid, the contract they signed, Druff is still a 20, I don't know, 27.4, was it, Druff? 31 point, I don't remember the exact <laughs> 26.4, but you're close enough. Okay, yes. He's still an owner of the site. I mean, that's, I mean, you can't invalidate part of a contract, the part that you want to be invalidated, but keep the other good parts you know, valid. It's it's just like what Druff said. It it's basically Micon's crying, you know, seller's remorse. And, and again, people think it's petty, but look, I mean, a contract was signed. Okay, Druff paid a, a a token of what he should have been paid, what the site was appraised at, what the site was worth, what the site was making in in revenue each month for the rights that they both agreed upon, and those rights were clearly violated, and. Again, you know, people are going to say, I'm just saying this because you hate my kind. I mean, listen, that, that's the facts. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen. I, it's not like I'm sitting here giving Druff advice. Druff's, Druff's his own man. He's going to do what he wants to do. But I will say this. I have read the contract. I know the agreements that were made. And if this does end up in, a legal, in, in, in you know, the legal uh, system, I do not see any fathomable way that Micon is going to be successful in, in defending himself in this. Uh, it seems pretty ironclad and pretty straightforward what both parties agreed to. And again, like I said, um, as someone who was not a part of it but did read the actual contract, I can attest to this. So that's really the situation. And again, I, you know, people are going to say drops petty. But again, it, it, it's principle. It's just like the same fact that for years and years I was promised so much money. It wasn't the point of, of getting fifty, seventy-five, a hundred dollars a month. It's just the point that you know you're promised something. You're putting in work. You, you think you're part of a team and a project. And there's that loyalty factor, and you just feel like you're shit on. And sometimes, whether it's you know only over a minimal amount of money, you have to take a stand. And you just have to say, look, you're not going to be able to fuck with me. You can't just assume, you know, you're going to just ignore this situation. It's going to go away. I mean, that's not how it works in real life. That's not how it works in companies and businesses. It's just not how it works. I mean, you don't violate a contract. You don't steal from somebody. You don't make promises and, and, and just think that you're not culpable at all. So that's really my opinion on all of it. Um, I obviously had hoped, since all this became public, that Micon would agree to what he stated so all this could go away and all of us could move on. And that really is what my hope is, because I know although certain people find all this interesting, all this back and forth and the daily trashing, I do believe it doesn't benefit anyone. It needs to end. It's created a, a huge amount of stress for me, so I can only imagine how much stress it's created for Druff and for Micon, and all of us need to move on and go on with our lives, with our relationships, with our friendships, with our individual product, uh, projects, and it all just needs to stop. And, you know, unfortunately, until 
the situation between the two of them are rect- is rectified, it's not, it's, you know, it's not going to end. And, uh, you know, I, I, I know Druff, and, again, you know, I, I haven't counseled him, you know, not, you know, Druff's his own man, but I, I believe that, obviously, if Mike Khan does not take the proper measures to honor his contract, um, he's going to end up regretting it. Uh, because it, 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 it's going to be a situation in which Mike Hunt cannot win. And besides whatever legal expenses that he's going to incur, um, you know, what does he want? He wants to be a 30-something-year-old man with, with a judgment against him. And, I mean, he doesn't need this in his life now. He has enough problems and enough things going on in his life that this is the least of his worries. And I really don't understand over something such so petty as honoring an agreement in which all Druff was allowed or all Druff wanted or conceded was the ability to remove family information. And I'll, I'll even give an example that I think this was two or three nights ago. I happened to be browsing Donk Down at, I don't know, one thirty-two in the morning. And, you know, and, I, and I'll still fully admit I browse Donk Down. I don't obviously read as much as I did before, but I still browse it. There are people on there that I enjoy reading. There are there are, you know, things I still want to see. I want to, you know, I, I still, I'm not going to say like some people do and say, I never go to that site anymore when we all know that they do. Um, but anyhow, it was around 2 o'clock in the morning, uh, two or three nights ago, and I just looked at a post, and I don't remember what the, the title was, but it had Druff's name, and I clicked on it, and it had Druff's parents' phone number on it. Okay, and it, and it stayed there for a few hours before it was finally removed, and I, the person that posted it was not a member or not a known member. It was somebody that set up or something. Yeah, it was. So, I'm sorry. It's a dupe. I'm sure. Yeah, it was somebody that set up a dupe. And again, you know, this is the exact reason why Druff had the foresight and saw that this was going to happen. And look, you can hate fucking Druff. You can like him. You can hate me. You know, you can like me. But look, come on, guys. Seriously, I mean, look at what we do. Look at look at what this is all about. The grand scheme of fucking life. These are poker forums. They're not even poker forums for the most part. These are just forums that that consist of people that gamble. That 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 you know a lot of people that post on these sites don't even play poker anymore. You know these are forums, guys, that we come in for entertainment and enjoyment and and to get a kick out of it. You know I know they're addictive and all of us of one time or another you know find ourselves saying what are we doing? You know we're at the dentist office or just you know, getting a bite to eat, and we're browsing on our phones and reading posts on our phones. But, you know, the whole point of it's supposed to be fun. It's not supposed to be about putting out family information, putting out Todd's parents or relatives or information on, on my address, because my address has been posted as well, and phone number. I mean, if anyone out there really thinks that's justifiable, then, then you know what, you're just you're living in a bizarre world. You shouldn't be on here, and, and there's something fundamentally wrong with you. I mean, family, parents, you know, none of that should ever be included in any of this. I mean, that's just ridiculous. Yeah, Everything – I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, I, I, and I appreciate you saying that. You know, and this is also part of a conversation I had with Mike on, on um, that weekend when this is all going down in April um, when he removed my access and broke the contract. And I said to him, Mike, on, look what you're trying to protect here. You're trying to protect the people's right on your site to harass my family. That's all you're doing. How does this add to the content of your site? How is this going to make you money? How is this going to improve your site? What, what good is this doing you? And he said, I just don't want any competitors censoring my site. I said, I'm not censoring your site, Mike. I'm only censoring something we both agreed 
was not appropriate to be on your site, and then we both agreed that I could remove because I can probably get to it faster than you can. And, you know, you saw I have not abused this for all six months I've had this power. You know I'm not going to. So why don't you give it back to me? And he just couldn't see it. I just kept saying, Mike, on what's the worst case scenario? What, what could possibly happen here? What do you expect to happen? Are you telling me that you refuse, you're breaking the contract because you want to give people the right to harass my family? I mean, that's what you're doing here. And, um, you know, I, I don't know, I, I couldn't figure out what his reasoning was other than just pure resentment about uh, Poker Fraud Alert and wanting to lash out at me. And, um, you know, this this just shouldn't be happening. It's so stupid. It's not like I was demanding... Well, you know, let's talk... I want to talk about something else, Todd, and, and you may... Uh, you know, I, and I guess this, in a way this this will be good for you because I, I feel... I don't think you've addressed this enough and you probably need to set the record straight. There's been accusations... And again, I don't know either way about any of these things. There's, there are just things that are constantly being said, and I think you should address them. Um, Bukowski brought it up in, 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 in his comment was in regards to Judonk, um, but he said it is wrong, but Todd has gone there as well. Now, there have been people, other users that have accused you of doing similar things, and I'm not necessarily saying family things, maybe more or less, I guess, the, along the lines of getting user information, and uh, I know from the Judonk situation that you retaliated in terms of things that you've done after he initiated the first step of getting family information and things that went beyond the scope of forums. Is that that's pretty accurate to say? Yes, yes. Uh, he was both posting a bunch of stuff about my brother, including threatening to bother him at work and, and posting where he worked and posting, you know, just... Uh, he was threatening that, posting information about him, and then posted my phone number up there as well. Like, th these were the things that actually made me do some things back to Judoc. But I'll say it again. I never called anyone in his family, and the only time that I contacted anyone in his family was when Judonk was threatening to, that he was going to contact my brother. He was saying, he's definitely going to do it. If I don't lay off of him, he's going to be calling my brother at work and hassling him. So, rather than waiting for this to happen, I said to Judonk, I want you to promise this is going to stop, or otherwise I'm going to contact your family and tell them that the reason I'm contacting them is because I'm concerned you're going to harass my family and I want them to, you know, talk you out of it. And he told me, F you, go do what you want, fuck off, I'm not making any deals with you. So I said, okay. So I sent a very nice and cordial message to his sister on Facebook. And not harassing, not threatening, I just, I said, your brother is, is going nuts here, he's, uh, he's threatening to harass my brother at work, he's saying he doesn't, he doesn't care about family, um, you're his family, Maybe you can make him understand, you know, how this isn't appropriate because I, I don't know who else to go to. And I, I know he talks to you, you know, maybe you can help here. That, that was the gist of the letter. And I would have never contacted her over any other thing, but he was making it so clear not only that he was going to do it, but he was encouraging other people to do it. And I, I just, and it sounded like he was really going to do it too. And, uh, um, you know, at, at that point... Um, I, I had to do something, and I had to make him understand that, uh, you know, it, it's not right to harass people's family. And so, 
if I was an asshole, I could have just started harassing his family and said, oh, so you see how you like it? But I didn't harass anybody. I sent her one very nice letter. She didn't respond to me. I left it at that. Never wrote her again. Never contacted her again. That was the extent of my full contact with Judong's family. It was a, a, a very nice and cordial letter on Facebook. In fact, I welcomed Judong to post the letter, what I sent to his sister, because I, I'm not ashamed of it, because I didn't write anything bad or threatening or mean or anything like that. Okay. Well, I agree, and again, like I said, you know, the main point I was making is, regardless of all the the fights and the drama and things that go on, no one's family ever needs to be included in this. I mean, that's just, it, it goes way beyond the scope of what all this stands for, and if that's what all this eventually leads to, then just the forums altogether should just be shut down. I mean, what we do should be for entertainment. It should be a way for all of us to relieve stress, to get a few minutes of, of laughs each day, and involving... Uh, Todd's parents posting my phone number, my address, things like that. I mean, there's just there's no room for that. And uh, or even posting I, your ass, there's no room for that either. Yeah, yeah, and and that's that. I mean, again, you know, I I I, I let that go. I mean, people actually, you know, it's pretty funny. I guess people uh, even uh, when I've been out in Vegas that are lurkers have looked at me and they've said, you know. I've seen your ass or just made offhanded comments, but you know, I guess it could be worse. I'm not really overweight. I guess I don't have the worst ass in the world, but uh, that that actually caught me caught me by surprise. I didn't, uh, you know, and, and again, I'll tell, tell people the story. It's pretty funny because that's, that's another question I get asked a lot. How did MyCon and why did MyCon have that picture? I don't even know the answer and, to this. And, okay, well, uh, I don't know, starting maybe like two years ago, MyCon got in the habit of just sending me, uh, I guess the term is unflattering pictures. It started, like I said, about two years ago. I don't remember where I was, but there was a, uh, I looked at my phone, there was a text message from MyCon with an attachment, and I have an iPhone, and I clicked on it and opened up the attachment, and it was a picture of a huge shit that MyCon had just taken. And he, from that point on, like, he would send me shock value pictures like that that were just hideously disgusting, and I hated it. I didn't think it was funny at all, but the way that uh, the iPhone worked, when you'd, op- when you'd open it up or, you know, you'd just see it. You wouldn't, you know, there's so, or I guess that's basically how every phone works. When you see a, a picture, you have to see what the picture is first before you can delete it. And, uh, you know, that's, that's how it all started. Um, and, you know, obviously sometimes he sent me just goofy pictures of other stuff, but he, for some reason, would always feel that when he took what he deemed a very proud bowel movement, he would send me a picture. And he knew it grossed me out, and I, it was repulsive to me, but he did it. So uh, I had taken a picture of myself, and that picture that was posted and others, it wasn't for... Uh, for you know, for my, the attention of, of being sent to Micon, I had sent it to a, a female friend of mine. And again, I'm smart enough that you know there are no pictures of my cock. Uh, you know, I'm not I'm not Joe Seabock. I don't send random cock pictures to people I have met or even haven't met. Uh, I've never done that. But I took a picture that you know everyone saw, and I sent it to a girl. One day, uh, and this was a while ago. This was like a year. This was in um, October of 2010. Because I just remember because that's when I. Uh, was dating uh, this certain person that she had sent me some pictures of her and that was a picture that I sent to her. 
And immediately after that, I don't know, maybe within a couple days or whatever it was, my son sent me another graphic picture of taking a huge fucking dump, and I just responded by sending him a picture of my ass. Never in my right mind did I think that he was going to store that picture on his phone for over a year and a half. Um, and then, you know, I remember when I was doing my 24-hour radio show, my farewell show, Mikeon wrote in a thread while I was doing it, well, you know what, fuck him, I'm going to post a naked picture of him. And I remember thinking to myself, I have no idea what he's talking about. Um, I never ever drink to the point where I black out or don't remember things. So, you know, and I'm sitting there, I'm thinking, how would there ever been a position? Mikeon's never been there when I've been involved in a sexual encounter with a woman, we've never shared partners, there's never been anything like that, so I'm thinking, how the hell, what the hell does he have, what is he referring to, and then, you know, he, then I saw it, and then I realized and remembered what it was from, and still, like, I, I was shocked, A, that he posted it, but I was shocked even more so that he kept it on his phone for, for such a long amount of time, but, uh, and yeah, for those that don't know, that is how that picture got into Mikeon's hands. That's, uh, you know, that's a picture that was posted, and, uh, you know, whatever, it is what it is, I'm not really that, uh, I'm not really embarrassed about it, I mean, there's worse things, I mean, that I guess could be posted, but, uh, again, getting back to what I was saying before, um, my address right now is posted on Knockdown, where I live, my, my home phone number is posted, um, other things are posted that are personal, that shouldn't be. And, uh, I, you know, I'm not even going to attempt to contact Mike and ask him to delete it because I know he wouldn't. Um, but at the same time, guys, I mean, there's no, there's no room for that. There's no need for that. It should never come to that. Um, you know, with the exception of somebody maybe like Peter D.C. or someone that's a criminal, and a straight-out criminal or a thief, exposing them, I, I totally and fully agree with. But in all these other situations that have involved me and, and also Todd, you know, and, and the thing that's so funny about it is <clears> – <throat> You know, MyCon allows that or has allowed that, and it's still on, you know, these things are still on the site, but I promise you if anyone posted a picture of anyone in his family or any information, he would immediately censor it and use all his wrath to go after that person for doing the same. Well, and I, was, and I said this earlier where you, you weren't allowed to say the name of his ex-wife, and if you typed it in, it actually, the system forced it to be changed. The system actually changed it to the word balls. Or if you, uh, you you said the name of his little cousin, same thing. It would change the name and, and erase it. And right. so for some reason, it was okay to censor the names of his family members and censor anything they wanted to not be up there. And, and you know, at the time, Mikeon told me, make sure to leave these censors in place. You know, they're trying to get jobs. They're, you know, they have careers to think about. Well, somehow he doesn't care about the careers of anyone in my family. He doesn't care about their image or their reputation. He just... Uh, because it's not him, then he's all for free speech. It's just such amazing hypocrisy. I mean, it's just everything he does, there's just so much hypocrisy to it. And that's why everybody laughed so much when he posted that Howard Letterer video and goes, oh, look at Howard talking about business ethics. And people are like, oh, my God, from you? You know, I just, you know, I said this on my farewell show, and, uh, you know, I guess I'll, I'm going to repeat it now. And this is really, really how I see things, um, where we are now in, in, in regards to Mycon. Um, I met him before he lived in Vegas. I knew him when he lived in Atlanta. Um, and, but we did not become close until 2007, early 2007, when he moved to Las Vegas. 
And I've lived here now for 12 years, or it's going to be 12 years uh, in May, 12 years uh, at the end of this month, actually. And I've seen this many, many times when people come here and the city starts to take its toll on you. And I've seen people come here and, and you know, get hooked on drugs, uh, you know, the, the, the vices of the various forms of gambling here, lose it all, completely have breakdowns and just totally change from the person they were when they moved here. I've seen that numerous times. Um, in the poker world, people that I've worked with uh, in casinos, and, you know, again, for those that don't know, when I originally moved here, um, I, I was in the casino industry for the first five years and change that I lived here. Um, and I really do believe that that's, that's what has occurred here because, I, you know, there's so many changes. And, of course, everyone evolves. People evolve as they get older and in and, and different ways. But the evolution of my kind of the changes that I've seen since he's moved here are very, very dramatic drastic and profound and I think a lot of the vices and a lot of the things that do affect people in Vegas that lead to their downfall um, is what we're seeing here um, and I'm talking about just a whole sort of things not just poker um, you know obviously slot machines you know the, the constant gambling pits you know drinking just all the different things the ups and downs of, of just, you know, the poker lifestyle itself, having money, having no money, just stressing about money, you know, needing to borrow money, just all the things and all the stress and and just it's in a lot of ways it's changed him because I can I can say that the person I knew, you know, even three years ago isn't the same person today that I hear on the radio, the way he behaves, his mannerisms, the way he talks. And, you know, again, people may think I'm, I'm trashing him, but I mean, to me it, it's sad because... You know, I do think even after all that's happened, there is a good person in there with a good heart, and uh, I think he's made a lot of mistakes. Um, I don't I, at this point, right now as we speak, I don't think he probably realizes it. I don't think he he. I think in his head he justifies it. Maybe some things he he, he you know can admit to himself. Well, I should have handled this differently, or I should have handled that differently. But I don't think he fully even sees what he's become. Um, you know the changes that have happened, and I and I do, and I, and I say this with all sincerity. I hope that that for his sake and for his future and, and and his hope of you know having a family and his marriage and just everything that goes along with it, that he does eventually receive some sort of wake up call and uh, start making the adjustments. Although you know I've stated a few times on the show that I'm still very very hurt. Um, by how I've been treated and and just a lot of the things that, that led to this, mainly being the fact that a five-year friendship just ended and got so violently ugly in a matter of three or four days over over money, over a loan, um, that, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I am, I'm still upset. I'm still very bitter, and I'm still hurt. But at the same time, I fully will say to you that I don't wish him ill will. Um, you know, for all the people on here that say, you know, that want to see Micon fail or move back to Atlanta or, or, or just whatever it is, I, you know, I don't want him to be one of those sad stories where, uh, you know, he overdoses or he goes completely broke or, or w w whatever these outcomes usually are about people that just hit rock bottom. Um, you know, I hate to say it because I know it's kind of a different analogy, but someone even like Dustin, 
who uh, everyone knows has just been struggling with, I, I, you know, I, I guess at this point you just have to call it a disease. I mean, he's been in and out of rehab many, many times, and he just can't, uh, you know, kick, you know, the vices. And, you know, a lot of it started with the gambling and the drugs, and it just it spiraled into many other levels. And uh, anyhow, for all that that's gone on here, um, you know, I do hope that uh, he somehow realizes at some point some of the mistakes that he made and, and changes. And I don't believe that he is a bad person. Um, I don't believe that he has a bad heart. Um, I just believe that this city has affected him. He's made awful choices. He's pushed away people that care about him. And he's been blinded by the limelight of Vegas, by the money that he sees around him, by wanting so bad to achieve something that in all actuality he's probably never going to get, which is stardom, which is A-list recognition in, in the poker world. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's most likely never going to happen. And, you know, just knowing him just from day one, that's something he's always craved more than anything, um, is that he wants to be the Gus Hansen, J.C. Tran, Jason Mercer. He wants that kind of fame, not not only for all that comes along with it, the respect and the popularity and the money, um, but also just for the accolades of being accomplished as a poker player, being respected, and just being at the top of his profession. And we all know that it's very that, that's very very hard. Um, you know, the thing is this, you know, I play poker for a living. I've, I've, I, the last job I held was in 2006. So I've not had any sort of uh, job other than gambling um, in six years. And I'll fully admit that, that although I've, I've, you know, had bad streaks and good streaks and, you know, I've still always been able to maintain my lifestyle, pay my bills, um, take care of the things I need to take care of. But I've come to terms with the fact that I am never going to be a poker celebrity. I don't. It's not that I, I even choose to be or want to be. But I'm I'm totally content with how I am, the way my life is uh, in terms of of poker. I'm not talking about it as being a man, being a brother, being a son. You know, hopefully one day being a father. But just where I am in poker. I don't I don't have dreams or aspirations of of you know being a big name pro. Um, you know, but that's something that Mike Hunt does, and I don't think, even after all these years, he's come to terms or accepted the fact that, you know, in, in all likelihood, you know, especially now after the poker boom is well over, that that's ever going to happen, and he's still chasing that. You know, that's 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 a big part of what Mike Hunt wants in his life, or, or what wants for his life. He wants to be a superstar in this industry. Um, you know, it's kind of like the kid that is 13 or 14 years old and dreams of being an actress or a singer. And, you know, it's just the odds of that are just improbable. And usually when you get older to a certain, you know, age, you just realize you're not going to be, you know, the next Christina Aguilera. You're not going to be the next Brad Pitt. I mean, you just have to come to terms with your life, the cards that, that you were dealt, um, you know, no pun intended, and, and just accept it and accept your life and make the best of it and try to enjoy it. And I don't think... He's done that, and I think a lot of the things that he strives for and the goals that he sets are so high that he's each and every time going to inevitably fail. 
and I think it, it, it damages his self-confidence. I think it damages um, just, that's in a way, part of his soul. And I think, you know, in my opinion, again, you know, I'm not obviously a therapist or psychologist. I'm just someone that's spent a lot of time with him, probably, you know, more time than anybody else other than his wife in the last five years. And I think all these things that I've mentioned have just each and every time taken, taken a bit, you know, piece by piece out of his soul, out of his heart, out of his spirit. And uh, it's totally just changed who he is today. And, you know, Druff, you know, many people probably don't know this, you know, when, when you know, three, even two years ago, Druff and Mikon were very, 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 very close. I mean, they were very close. It wasn't, you know, like they were just, you know, friends because of Donkdown. You know, Mikon confided in Druff a lot. Mikon respected Druff a lot, went to, my, went to Druff constantly for advice. Um, when it came to anything from taxes to buying a car to how to do this, you know, they had a very, very close friendship. And even as I still remain close with Mike, and I noticed them slightly drifting apart more and more as, as time went by. And, you know, I'm sure Druff can attest to this when, when I'm done speaking, that I'm sure he's noticed the changes over the years in, in Mike's behavior, his attitude, just certain traits in him that, that just – started developing as, as time went on. And, uh, again, you know, I'm going to end this rant now, but I do want to say um, for all that's happened um, that I don't wish him ill will. Um, again, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm hurt, I'm bitter, I'm angry, um, and, and it's probably never going to go away. It's probably never going to get to the point where he's someone that I'm, I'm going to want to spend time with or confide in because too much damage has occurred. But at the same time, I don't think he's a bad person. Um, and I do hope that, that at some point he can figure things out and get to a better place. And, and, um, you know, there's certain people that this lifestyle, um, they just can't handle it. I mean, I see it all the time. I, you know, I'll even, I'll, I'll say something, uh, someone I know just personally that, uh, moved out here and, and, you know, wanted to be a poker player and had some success online and, you know, and there are tons of these stories and they come out here and they're here for eight months, six months, even a year. And, and it, in the city just eats them up and destroys them. And, uh, you know, sometimes I just think, you know, maybe my con is not cut out for this lifestyle. Uh, Cause I'll be the first one to tell, tell you, I mean, it, 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 it can be brutal at times. And if you don't understand it, if you don't have the discipline, it will just, absolutely fucking eat you up and tear you tear you apart you know i had the benefit of coming out here with when i moved out here with a lot of money and you know and i've said this before in other shows i've made every mistake in the book when i moved out here um i lost hundreds of thousands of dollars gambling in the pits over the years um spent countless amount of money on strippers and and drugs and and it just made every mistake a young person could make you know, moving to Las Vegas. And again, you know, I preface this by saying this is a long time ago. This is when I was in, you know, my mid-20s. You're talking, you know, 2001, you know, 2002. But, you know, I came out here, and, and, and you know, I guess only through maturity and just learning the hard way was I eventually able to come to term with, I guess you call it leaks or, or just vices. And that's the only reason why I've made it here so long and, you know, I'll also be the first to tell everybody I still have mistakes. I still have vices. There's still things that I do 
that I'm not fully under control. I mean, I'm way better. I'd say I'm probably 97% better than I was when I first moved out here. But even I, at this point, still, as most people just in general throughout life, recognize that there are things in me uh, that I need to still work on and correct and, and you know, and, 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 and modify, and, and, and that's fine. And it doesn't scare me. It doesn't intimidate me because I've, I've come back from a lot of adversity in my life, and, uh, you know, I've proven to myself in the past that I have the willpower to make changes, to learn from my mistakes and become a better person for it. And, uh, you know, like I said, it's just it's a brutal city to live in if you have that addictive personality, which I do. I do have to be the first one to say it. I have a very, very addictive personality. I always have. Ever since I've been young, I'll get involved in something, whether it's a relationship with a girl, whether it's a particular game, whether it's, uh, you know, a drug, uh, I mean, a vice, and I'll take it to the absolute extreme uh, to the point where it's unhealthy and dangerous before I learn, and then I'll just totally stop and never, ever revert back to it. Um, and, you know, I, I guess... Not that it really matters, but, you know, I guess the, the first, you know, I'll throw this out here, and this has never even been talked about. I've never even really said this, but I, when uh, I was in college, when I was about 18 or 19 years old, I went through about a year and a half period where I was heavily, heavily addicted to cocaine. And it was the, it was the first drug. I mean, I had smoked pot when I was in high school, but I'd never, until I was in college, I'd never, never done cocaine before. And uh, for about a year and a half, uh, I was just a daily addict, basically, and I used cocaine daily um, for, for, you know, 18 months, maybe 20 months. And, you know, uh, for anyone that has done coke or can remember the beginnings of when you did coke, you know, at first it's, it's amazing. Um, you know, it's just you feel euphoric and you love it and it's just it's the greatest thing in the world and it's a party. And then after a while... Like every drug, your body builds up a tolerance, uh, and you know you need to take more and more of it to get to, to to how you felt before, and the feeling lasts you know shorter and shorter, and then eventually it gets to the point where you're just sick and you're just doing it to feel normal, and and it, it just it, it just takes over you, and uh, you know again. I don't, I don't do any hardcore drugs. I know people are going to throw in the ambient jokes and whatnot. But, you know, again, for whatever reasons I do use them, I, I don't use any drug that, you know, I'm not prescribed. And right now, you know, I do have a prescription for Ambien. And I guess that, that's not even the point. But uh, the point of my story really is that I stopped doing it, and uh, I haven't done it since. You know, I, I, it, it, you know, I realized I had an addiction, and I, and I realized then – um, how addictive my personality is, and that's just something that I was born with and I'm always going to have. And that's something I'm always going to be just dealing with. That's why, for instance, I can't really go sit down at the Bellagio or somewhere and bet on horses because I know if I do, if I start losing, you know, or, or even start winning, I'm going to want to bet more because just sitting there and betting $5 tickets and doing things like that, it won't give my body the rush that, that or even the enjoyment that most people can gather just by sitting there and killing a few hours blowing twenty dollars. I'd need that that adrenaline, that rush. But if I don't put myself in that position, then I can deal with it. And I, I, I know this may sound weird and people may not even understand what I'm saying. Other people may actually be able to relate to me, 
But I just have learned after all these years not to put myself in the positions that I know I can't handle. And I know, like, the horse racing may be a stupid example, but just things like that I've just learned, you know, over time and in maturity not to put myself in those situations because I just know my genes. I know who I am. I know how I react. And, and like I said, I, I'll be the first to once again admit I have an addictive personality. And, um, you know, it's something I've, I've dealt with my whole life, and I, I, I've had it under control for many, many years. And, of course, every once in a while, part of it will, will come out of me, and I'll have a shoot-off, whether it's in some form of gambling or, uh, you know, maybe some sort of, I hate to say, like, sex addiction. But, you know, that's that's another problem that I've I've had. I mean, I went through a phase, and I usually talked about it on Dockdown. And, and it's funny when people say, you know, sex addiction, you know, people, a lot of people think, that. come on, that's bullshit. You know, I, I remember a couple of years ago, there was celebrity after celebrity, like, like Michael Douglas was, went to uh, sex rehab and a couple, other, a couple other famous people, and people were just saying, I mean, sex rehab, like sex addiction, what the hell is that? And, you know, I had, I had that problem, too, for a while where I just, uh, <laughs> I know it's kind of funny to even talk about, but um, I just had this will in me where I had just had to have as much sex as I could um, with various people. Um, and and it just, I, I mean, it's really, really, really hard to explain other than just the way I'm saying it. And uh, it just, you know, whether it was, you know, the, the strippers or just people I'd randomly meet at bars, um, I just really couldn't control myself. And I needed it like, like basically like any other form of a rush or a drug or adrenaline. And, uh, you know, again, I've, I've, in the last couple of years, I've, I've severely calmed down and I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm over that. I don't have those feelings inside me anymore and I've learned to control them. And, you know, at this point, especially after all that I've been through and learned um, in relationships, like such as with Brandy and just other things that um, I'm very, very particular now in, in who I'm with sexually um, who I get involved in relationship-wise, and, you know, I've learned, again, just from my mistakes, and, you know, now, before I'm even intimate with anybody um, or get involved with anyone in a relationship, uh, you know, I'm very, very careful, um, and, you know, I've learned to watch out for warning signs and just be, be a lot more particular about who I, who I involve myself with and uh, just... I know, as, as silly as it sounds, being promiscuous, even though I guess still in today's day and age, for a single person, you know, in their 30s, it's not, a male, it's not even frowned upon to be promiscuous or be with various women, um, you know, I'm trying to change that aspect of, of myself. And, again, you know, I've talked about this in post before, and, you know, hopefully sometime in the near future, uh, you know, settle down and, and, you know, move on to the next phase of my life. So, anyhow, I know that was a rant. Um, I'm not looking at the chat, so I don't know if anyone did make any comments to me. I apologize. It's not that I'm ignoring you. And I uh, hope I did not bore anybody by going off on that. But, uh, anyhow, that's me. Um, for better or for worse, the one thing I can say is I've always been open on uh, whether it's radio or the forums about my life. Uh, my struggles, my triumphs, just just everything in general, and uh, I don't know. That's just that's just who I am. No, that's. Uh, I, I learned a lot of new things from listening to that about you. I didn't. Uh, I didn't know a lot of these things. It's. Uh, 
Uh, always the interesting stories. I, I always wonder a lot about things with Brandon. And he comes out and tells these stories, and I, I learn a little more each time. And I kind of fill in blanks that uh, are in my mind about his life. But uh, I, I see in the chat here that uh, Buster Costa Rica, also known as BCR, uh, he asked a question a while ago, and I told him I'd answer, and then I forgot about it. So he asked it again. And uh, this chat is such a fail that uh, he tried to make it red like he did last time. So the font saying color equals red, like the code of that shows up in red, and then the rest of it comes up in, in black. I, but anyway, here's this question. It says, I'm still curious about Reggie, referring to Reggie Man, uh, and I have to go to sleep. As I said, I've always been curious as to why a serious poker player who, who values financial stability as a virtue would align with MyCon, his slots play, bank, bad bankroll management, etc. Being sharp pros pro, you think it seems bizarre and that he would view that as stupidity and be more naturally aligned with you two guys. Mycon just seems like the last guy that Reggie would take seriously. Reggie has always seemed professional about the way he approaches the lifestyle, and it always struck me as strange that he would tolerate Mycon. Well, uh, this is a complicated situation, and uh, I'll be able to answer part of this. Uh, yes, he's on Mycon's side. Uh, a lot of this is because when he departed Donk Down, he was the first owner to leave. And um, I saw someone recently, I forgot who it was, maybe it was even Judon, but someone was taunting MyCon about, uh, hey, you, drew, you drove all three owners away. Um, Reggie Man, um, Brandon, and, uh, and Druff. Well, that's not totally true. Uh, Reggie Man primarily left because of me. Now, when MyCon did the show where you talked to China Maniac a few weeks ago, Reggie Man showed up, uh, made a lot of comments that were pro Micon and anti-me, and then tried to get Micon to talk about the reason Reggie Man left. Uh, someone asked Reggie Man, why don't you say it? And he didn't want to. He wanted Micon to say it. Why, I don't know, but uh, it never got said. But uh, since he wants the story to come out so badly, I'll, I'll, I'll say it. Um, Reggie Man and I just had a lot of disagreements the whole way about uh, the way Donk Down was being run. And you probably will think that I mean like the forum or maybe the radio show. No, no. Uh, it wasn't either of those things. It was the behind-the-scenes business sort of aspect of it where we had a lot of disagreements. And in fact, I was very surprised given his success with running other online businesses how a lot of really amateurish mistakes were being made. And a lot of things that were just uh, ridiculous were happening. Now, Mycon, behind the scenes, agreed with me on everything. Uh, he would sometimes even call me and say, oh my god, look what Regiman just did. The problem was, he never wanted to be the heavy. He, he liked having Druff be the heavy. And that was pretty much the case with everything. Like, we'd have people on our radio show who was the one who always had to call people out for things, and who was the one who'd kiss their ass. You know, that's uh, people would make jokes about this, that Micon would uh, be the big ass-kisser to any pro that came on the show, and I'd be the one asking the tough questions. So it was like that with Reggie Man, too, where Micon quietly agreed with me, and not agreed with me just to shut me up, but you know, he would even call me sometimes and tell me that, 
he was very unhappy with things that Reggie Man was doing. But he always wanted me to say it. And he said that the reason he wants me to say it is because I do it better than he does. Eventually, I had to finally tell Mike on, look, if you want me to say these things, fine, but I'm tired of always being the bad guy as far as Regiman sees. I, you're going to have to at least be on the phone with me and say you agree. And, and finally, at the end, he did that a few times. But still, I was the one who was being vocal about it. And Regiman got to resent that. Um, I'll give you some examples of some of the boneheaded mistakes that were made. Um, the first attempt at Dockdown 2.0. Uh, well, let, let me go back even further. Um, when Dockdown was formed, I think a lot of you don't know this, but uh, when Dockdown was formed, it was Mikon's idea to make the four owners who they were. Uh, he said, you know, obviously he's going to be involved. Uh, he felt I should be involved because of my heavy involvement with Neverwin Poker and building it up and being uh, you know, such a large part of the site. Uh, he recruited Lauren, L.A. King's fan, to be the programmer, which I thought was a good choice. And uh, you know, and I, of course, was friends with Lauren going all the way back to childhood, so I had no problem with that. The one I thought was odd was Reggie Man. He wanted Reggie Man as an owner because of his experience with running other online business, and more specifically, businesses related to. Um, th things like you know making money off of affiliate stuff. He wanted us to make a lot of affiliate money because that's really where the money is in these sites. Not really with direct advertising, or at least it used to be. Not anymore since Black Friday. But uh, uh, the affiliate thing used to be really the way you'd make the money. That's the way never when Poker made so much money when Poker News owned it because they did a good job at monetizing the affiliate stuff. So he pretty much wanted Reggie Man to take over Poker News's role and get some good affiliate stuff going, and also um, get us some like free roles. And that's, that's what he wanted Reggie Man's role to be. And that's why he brought Reggie Man on board. I was a little skeptical because I said, wait a minute, Reggie Man already has affiliate businesses. So why would he ever want to be part of Donk Down and compete with himself? I thought this was ludicrous. Unfortunately, by the time I heard this, Mikon had already offered to Reggie Man to own part of the site. And I, I didn't want to be a dickhead and be the jerk who's to say, you know, convince Mikon to unoffer him part of the site. And I, I said, well, maybe it'll work out. Maybe, maybe Reggie Man will bring the knowledge of, of uh, getting us affiliates and doing all the stuff that Mikon and I don't really have experience with. And that's why Neverwin Poker wasn't monetized well until Poker News came on. So I said, maybe it's not that bad. But I was still kind of skeptical. And this is a choice I would not have made, but it was already made for me by the time Mikeon talked to me about it. Um, as time passed, you know, right from the beginning, we were already starting to have problems. Um, when they were designing Donk Down, which, which was a very... It happened very quickly because Poker News kind of said, look, we're pulling the plug, that's it. You know, you can have the forums, but uh, we're not going to leave it up much longer. So uh, they pretty much just dumped a database on us and said goodbye. So we had to rush to get the whole thing up. Um, 
Mycon, Reggie Man, and Lauren were sitting on Skype just like all day and all night talking to each other about Donk Down and uh, you know discussing about the design, discussing about uh, the software they're going to use, discussing just just things like that. The problem was these these changed from um, serious discussions of where we're going to go with the site to kind of a combination of discussing this stuff and kind of bullshitting around, like just kind of friends talking. The problem was I didn't have time for all this. Um, I had a lot going on in my personal life, and, and I was also about to leave on, on a two-week vacation and, and had to get stuff prepared for that. I just didn't have time to sit there at 24. I also had a new girlfriend you know, who ended up being the mother of Benjamin later on. Uh, there's no Benjamin at that point. This is back in 2009. But uh, I had a lot going on. I, I couldn't spend this type of time on it. And, and besides, I felt I was re redundant here. Like, I, you know, do you really need a fourth person to do all this when you have three? So I said, look, guys, I do so much with this stuff. I, I pretty much keep the forums running. I, I pretty much uh, manage the, the biggest part of the site that requires the most work. And you saw that on Everyone Poker. You saw how much time I put into Everyone Poker. Okay, so how about just just don't worry about the fact that I'm not constantly here in these chats on Skype, and just you know I trust you guys to do the right thing, and uh, you know don't worry. So it, Reggie Man already wasn't happy about that. He felt I was being lazy. He felt I was you know leaving all the work to them, which which I knew was BS because look at Donk Down. Who do you think did more work since Donk Down went up? Me or Reggie Man? I mean it's not even close. If you if you think who did the most work on the site. Uh, it's either me or Lauren. It's it's definitely not Mike. I'm definitely not Reggie Man. Um, and of course, Lauren's work that he did was was a different kind of work. It was technical work, which I'm not putting down. And in fact, I have to do both the technical work and the content work on on Poker Fraud Alert. But uh, um, at least I'll say Lauren did some you know a lot of legitimate work for the site. But uh, you know, Reggie Man, he ended up doing very little, if if you think about it. I bet you can't even name anything he really did. But anyway, at the time he was already starting to resent me because he felt I was being lazy and trying to leave all the work to them. And, and he was just ignoring my logic about how later on it's going to more than even out. So we already started off on a bad foot there. Um, I came back from my vacation and Donk Down was full of bugs and other things that just I, I felt needed to immediately be addressed because the site was unusable because of major problems. Like, for example, you'd be posting, and you'd be finished with your post, and you'd hit submit, and it would say, please log in, because it was timing you out after, like, two minutes. And then you'd log in, and your post would disappear. And that would really piss people off. You'd, like, spend, like, 20 minutes in typing a long-ass post, and then it would be gone, and you couldn't recover it. So, like, I felt things like that were showstoppers that needed to immediately be fixed. And, and I'd mention them, and, and it wouldn't get done, and... and like, I was getting annoyed. Uh, I didn't give anyone a hard time. I didn't insult anyone or, or, or say they did bad work, but I was trying to say, look, you know, let's let's prioritize things here. Let's, let's get the major bugs fixed first before anything else, before we consider doing anything further. Well, it was hard to say this without certain people taking this like I was uh, putting down their work or putting them down. And I'm getting these accusations like, hey, you weren't even around when we're talking about designing all these things, and now you're commanding us to fix these things like a dictator. And I said, I'm not commanding anything. I'm just telling you that as a user of the site, as a user of the forum, 
I find this just maddening to type in a post and hit submit and it just disappears into no man's land. That you, you can't have major bugs like this if you want your forum to succeed. And, and you know, if, if, we, uh, if we ignore these things, people are going to leave and go to Boris or even Junox's site. And I don't blame them. So, um, this worsened the relationship. But, but it, I haven't even gotten to some of the absurd things that happen. Um, we had an advertiser who, uh, I don't even remember their name, but they had some kind of really fail idea having to do with staking. They were kind of like a ripoff of uh, part-time poker. I, I forgot their exact idea, but it was really stupid. It wasn't like shady, but it was just stupid. It, was, it had a lot of holes in it. So uh, they came to us and they said, hey, we'd like to advertise on Donk Down and we'd like to be on your radio show. So they paid $250 for it. And uh, we got the money. We were all ready. We gave them a month of uh, promotion on the radio show plus uh, their own sticky thread on the forum. Well, they started their sticky thread before they got to be on radio. You know, maybe four or five days before that. And, of course, since our users are very smart and, and very uh, skeptical of things, the users pointed out all the holes in this company's business model. They, they asked them a lot of tough questions, and when the company couldn't answer them very well, people were making fun of them. Not making fun of them like trolling, but, but saying, like, hey, why would anyone want to use your site? Why would anyone want to do this? Because of this problem, this problem, this problem. And I, I didn't even want to censor this because, like, I, I'm not going to let people troll the sponsors, but I'm not going to protect the sponsors from legitimate questions about their business. So they got very mad. They didn't even ask us to censor anything. They just really soured on Donk Down. They didn't like us anymore, and they, they felt like they wasted their $250 before they even appeared on radio. So we did our first radio episode. We promoted them then we were going to call them up for an interview and suddenly they claimed that they were offended because we had a porn star on the show and they were dropping out. They weren't going to go on the radio that they don't want to advertise anymore. Well, I knew this was BS because they knew very well what our site was like. They knew we had porn stars on the radio. They knew we had adult content on our site. They knew exactly what our site was when they paid for advertising. They just weren't happy that they the forum part of the advertising didn't work out for them, that people weren't taking to their product. Now, let's say you advertise on the Super Bowl, pay a million dollars to appear on Fox. And let's say everyone sees your Super Bowl ad and decides your product sucks and no one buys it. Can you go to Fox and say, hey, I want my million dollars back? They'll laugh in your face. You know, Advertising does not have a guaranteed return. Uh, when you advertise somewhere... You're, you provide the content. Uh, the person, you know, the, the site that you're advertising on is obligated to run your ad and to treat you respectfully, but that's it. They're not required to make sure that everybody who reads the ad receives it well. Anyway, I came to find out the next day that Regiment sent them back the $250. And I said, What? Why would you ever do that? They said, well, you know, we, the, the customer's always right. I said, first of all, they're not a customer. They're an advertiser. Uh, and second, we gave them what we promised. We, we fully kept to our agreement. And because their business was a stupid model and our, our user didn't take to it, they, uh, they made up a bullshit reason to back out. I said, you should have told them that uh, 
we're keeping the $250, but they're welcome to keep advertising for the rest of the month. And if they don't want to, we're keeping the money anyway. And there's nothing unethical about that. I mean, that's just the way advertising works. Once you pay for advertising, uh, you can't get the money back, especially once the advertising's already started. It's not like they, they paid $250 and before we did anything, wanted the money back. Then I would totally give it back. But you, you can't start advertising, and then when the, the public isn't happy with your product, you, you, you take back the ad money. You can't do that. There's, there's no precedent for that in the industry. And it's not right. That's not how advertising works. So Regiman didn't consult me, didn't consult Mike on. He just snap-shipped the 250 bucks back to them. And I was like, why would you ever do that? These people, they, they played you for a fool. They, they weren't outraged about a porn star. They, they did this because our users didn't like their product. So we had a big argument about this, and... Uh, he very reluctantly agreed that before anyone is ever refunded money that we have to have a vote among the four owners and, and have a majority uh, rule on this. And if it's two to two, we have to keep discussing it. Reggie Mann was very unhappy about this. He felt like it was undermining him. Uh, but uh, here's another dumb thing that happened. Um, Dockdown 2.0, the first attempt at it, um, this was left in Reggie Mann's hands because he seemed to be the expert in getting sites designed since he had a number of his own sites designed. So he said that uh, he knew a company in Indonesia that was good and was cheap. So, of course, we trusted his judgment. And right away, I was skeptical of this company when they first started presenting us with work because we were trying to get them to de design a new logo and the logos were just terrible. Like, it was just one stupid thing after another. And they just, it just looked very amateurish and stupid, and like, none of the logos they were giving us were better than the upside-down donkey we already had. That's why we just kept our upside-down donkey. So, uh, I was already a little skeptical, but I said, okay, maybe they're not logo designers. Maybe they're just uh, good designers generally. So, they attempted to redesign our forum, and it was a complete fail. Uh, they had some nice graphics. You know, it looked pretty at first, but it had so many problems. They, they had no clue how a forum was supposed to work, and that was the big problem. I'll give you an example. Uh, one of the versions they presented us had a text box to enter your message that was about 20 characters wide and three lines down. That was the entire text box to enter your message. And, I, and I, I said to them, you know, this isn't acceptable. You know, <laughs> the text box has got to be big enough to where someone uh, enters a lot of their message in there. It can't be this tiny thing. And then when I saw they presented this to us as finished work, I'm like, crap, these people have never really used a forum before, have they? Because anybody who's used a forum would never present a tiny, tiny box to enter your message unless they've they have no experience with entering messages or, or what people are looking for in forums. Anyway, we had so many different fails like that that they come to us with this ridiculous version that didn't work, that had bugs, that had stupid design flaws, and I'd mark it up and tell them, okay, this is how you have to fix it. we wait another week, we get it back, and it had all kinds of new fail in it. And this went on and on and on and on and on. I mean, that's why the original delay happened. And I finally, like, there's, there's no end to this. Like, every time we have them revise something, they break something else. 
there's just absolutely no end. Every time I, I use the forum, it, uh, I notice something else is wrong with it. I even noticed that they, they put too many high-res graphics in it all over the place to where it was so slow to load even on a fast computer. The whole thing was just a, a disaster. It was nicer looking, but it had so many bugs and, and usability issues. And just there were so many, it, it was kind of like trying to exterminate your home with ants by stepping on them one by one. There's just no way to, to get it done. So I, I talked to the guys there and I said, look guys, we've we got to fire them. We, we can't continue. This will be never ending. And, and they're getting frustrated because they're not working by the hour. They're working for a flat fee. So they got to be getting pissed off with us, too. So everybody agreed. Everybody said, yeah, Jeff, you're right. Everybody said, yeah, let's, let's fire them and move on. So I did that. I sent, I sent, I, of course, was the heavy again. I sent a, a polite but, uh, you know, a polite but firm letter about that we're, uh, we're terminating the contract and that we'll pay them for the work already done, but that, uh, um, we're ending it. Well, then Reggie Man drops a bomb on me. He says, actually, they owe us money. I said, how can they owe us money? We, you know, they did work for us. We'll, we'll pay them for what they've done, but that's that. He says, no, 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 no. They owe us. I've already paid them in advance. I said, you never told me that. I asked Mike on. He said, no, no, he never told me that either. Well, not only did Regiman pay them in advance, he paid them in advance for a second job, an SEO job, paid them 2000 bucks for that in advance. And I couldn't believe it. I said, you actually went to an unknown company that you've never used before, and in, in Indonesia, of all things, and not only paid for our job in advance, but paid for a second job ahead of that in advance? So, so what if the first one doesn't work out? They still have our money for the second job. So he said, oh, they had good reviews, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, how could you ever do that? How could you ever pay for two jobs in advance to some company in Indonesia? And, of course, we had big fights about that. And me and that company went back and forth, and Micon argued with them as well, trying to convince them to ship us back the $2,000 that we paid in advance, and they were refusing. They told us that there's going to be a 50% kill fee for killing the job. And I said, there shouldn't be a kill fee. First of all, we never agreed to that. And second, you haven't even started this job yet. And third, we're, we're terminating the whole thing because you couldn't complete the first job as you promised. We fought and fought and fought with this company. And finally, finally, uh, Reggie Man came up with an idea which I didn't think was going to work, but I guess uh, it did. He charged it back on his credit card, and even though this is almost six months since he made the charge, the, the, the credit card company upheld our argument and refunded the money. So thank goodness we got all the money back. And uh, fortunately, we didn't take a uh, $2,800 loss there like we would have otherwise, or 2600 something like that. But um, this type of stuff took its toll on Reggie Man. And th these were just some examples. There were other ones. But just, just one thing after another that just uh, I, I couldn't understand. Um, another thing, this was small, but uh, it's uh, it was just indicative of the type of problems we had. The first round of hats we got, the, the original trucker caps, not the ones Micon sold for $28 recently, but the, the ones before that, 
Um, we ordered them through some guy in Florida that was friends with someone else on the site. We were referred to him. And seemed like a nice guy and everything, so the guy made us our hats and sent us a bill. And the bill included sales tax on it. And the sales tax was like 38 bucks or something. So I said to the guys, that's a mistake. We shouldn't pay $38 sales tax because it's illegal for someone in Florida to charge you Florida sales tax when you're not either living or present in Florida when you make the purchase. If you're purchasing something mail order from out of state, Florida cannot charge you sales tax. Uh, th there's other forms of tax they can charge, but it's a complicated mess and no one bothers with it. But, you know, he can't charge Florida sales tax. So I said, look, let's just send him a, a polite letter. He, you know, this, this was a local guy in Florida that never dealt with mail order out of state before. And I said, let's just send him a polite letter and say, uh, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but for out-of-state orders, you don't need to charge Florida sales tax. You're not required to pay it yourself. Reggie Man refused. He told me it's going to look bad, it's going to make us look like cheap assholes, etc., etc. And, uh, you know, I, I tried to reason with him. I said, look, we'll be as sweet as pie to the guy. We'll, we'll kiss his ass left and right, tell him how wonderful the hats are. I just would like him to understand. I, I don't think he did this on purpose. I just think he doesn't know this rule about mail order, that you, if someone's buying something from out of state and you don't have a presence in the state where the person's buying it, they don't have to pay sales tax. It's just something that doesn't have to be paid. He would not let me say this. And we argued back and forth, and finally he said, fine, fine, go ahead, go ahead, ruin our relationship, go ahead. So, I did. I sent him a very polite message about the sales tax, and the guy's like, oh, I'm so sorry, I didn't realize that. Okay, no problem, it's right off of here. The guy was apologizing to us. He wasn't mad, in fact, he was embarrassed. He was, uh, he was embarrassed for not knowing. And, uh, and, I, and I was very clear to him that, uh, you know, the, that we're sure it's an honest mistake, and that... Uh, you know, we know he doesn't usually deal with mail order things. And that was done. That was that. But uh, all these things took their toll. And finally, one day, Reggie Mann just said, look, I'm out. I'm tired of fighting with you. So he left because of me. Now, when I say because of me, I mean it's because I'm the one who voiced these complaints. Mikeon agreed with me on the sales tax thing, he told me privately. Mikeon agreed with me about the whole thing with that designer in Indonesia, that he said Reggie Man was ridiculous to have paid that second job in advance, and that he didn't know about it. He agreed with me on just about everything that I was critical with Reggie Man about. Um, here's another thing, Reggie Man. Okay, folks, we're back. I don't know uh, what happened there. Right, we should be back. Can you guys hear me? Back. Okay. Yeah, I don't know what happened. I think the program that broadcast radio crashed. Um, how, how long ago did this go out? Like a few minutes? I yeah. can't tell. Yeah, I, know, I know you can't. I'm yeah. in the chat room. Yeah. I uh, I hate when I talk to myself. Well, at least you heard it. <laughs> oh shit! It's been a long time, motherfucker. No wonder no one responded to what I had to say. Damn it. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I don't want to say it that's again. Like the, that's like the drop worst-case scenario. Oh, my God. After all that. <laughs> oh, my God. I stayed up so late, and I I, I made a uh, long rant, a long emotional rant about uh, 
Oh my God. It, it, by the way, the yeah, if it went down 30 minutes ago, that's, that's why didn't someone say something? Come on, guys. Uh, 30 minutes. I got it. So 30 minutes ago, it took what? you guys to say something? I, I, God damn it. And everyone's just sitting in the chat talking. Like, oh. <laughs> well, it's, at least if I said something that I regret, then I, I don't have to worry anymore. Yeah, but unfortunately, you did. Damn it. You didn't just speak at all. Oh, my God. This is awful. Like, I, this is the worst. Like, you know, this reminds me of, uh, you know, when I used to work as a programmer, and one time... Uh, this is back before the days when everything just, like, auto-saved. Like, I, I did a whole lot of work on a program, and... Uh, Stay was just saying it's been out for at least 20 minutes. I know. I was like, I had done a lot of work on a program, and then we lost power. And I was like, oh, my God, like, the, the last four hours of work I've done are gone. And it was so hard for me to go back and turn that on and redo what I had done. And the only consolation I gave myself was that, at least with the memory of what I had done, I can get it done a lot faster than four hours this time. But but to, to like actually say something and know that it'll take the exact same time to say it all again. He's saying according to the chat that the chat said uh, the chat log said that radio went off. Would it be uh, twenty nine thirty four minutes ago? Oh jeez! <laughs> so, you know, I've, I've wasted that. time before in my life. I don't. But this is about the worst waste of time possible. Just uh, talking. <laughs> On a radio show where nobody can hear you. Listen, I gotta be honest, Jeff. I love you and all, but I can't sit through it again. I mean, I'll, I'll go walk the dog. No, I'm, and not, go gonna, I'm not going to do it again. Is, I'm not, I'm not I mean, going to do it again. I, not to say you didn't make great points, you did, but it's you can't just. No, that I was can't. a thirty-minute. You know, that was a monologue. That no, was I, I can't even. I can't even show. listen to myself again. You know, I. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's terrible. I mean, I, I made fun of Mike on for the sh the show failing before, and then Mike. That's got to be your worst nightmare: talking for thirty minutes and no one can even hear you. <laughs> you know, I feel a little bit good that at least you heard me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. I mean, you, you already I, know a you lot. Know, of the it, funny thing is, I'm typing in the chat, and I, if if anyone, obviously, a couple of users are claiming they stated that they could not hear us. I didn't. I didn't even see it. Yeah, I didn't either. Somehow, I missed it. You know, I'm, I, was, I guess I'm, I was too busy arguing with uh, T Buck Twenty Seven over uh, yeah. his contentions that uh, I have ulterior motives and yeah, anyhow, that's, he, that's what I was reading too. So I got distracted. Damn. Yeah. It. Anyhow, he claims he's going to call in next week, so yeah. I'm going to stop addressing that now with him. And if he wants to call in the next time that the show's on the air, we, uh, it would be a much better venue to discuss. By the way, you're, going you're not going to hear this uh, in the archives, the part that was cut off. It's just gone. Because if it, if it wasn't broadcasting, it's not in the archives either. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so the, the part that was cut off is just gone forever. And uh, Well, you know, the conspiracy theorists are going to be out tomorrow. <laughs> Unbelievable. can't believe that. Well, thank everybody who stayed with me this long. Uh, in fact, you know, let me see here. Do, do you have any just for future... Uh References? Do you have any idea what caused it to crash? Is it just the length that you've been on? I don't know. I've never actually, in all the time I've done radio, I've never seen that program crash. Every, everything else has crashed, but the, I've seen Skype crash, I've seen uh, drivers crash, I've never seen the actual program that broadcasts the radio crash. It was a, I guess there's a small possibility I, I hit the wrong button, but I don't think I've touched the keyboard in a long time. I was too busy hmm. talking, so I think it just crashed. Weird. Very odd. Ah, oh, boy. I'm not well, going to say all that yeah. again. Well, I guess for those that missed it, I mean, is there a way that you can give 
maybe like a five minute cliff note version yeah, of the I'll last give, I'll give a minutes. one minute cliff note version. Yeah, why don't you do that? that uh, Just so it makes sense when people start when listening to the archives. Um, Lou Father's saying, why did you keep posting one minute randomly? I have no idea what he's talking about. Anyway, um, I, I was just saying how it hurts to, uh, given what happened with those friendships, that uh, um, I, I expected a lot more of these guys to stand by me and to act as friends, not even just as good business partners, but to act as friends. I'm talking about uh, Lauren and uh, Mike on here, not Reggie Man, who never really was uh, much of my friend. He says, hang on. I, I Oh, that no, the hang on was, uh, that was when I realized we were off the air that I typed just seven minutes ago. Um, before that, I had no clue. And I, the hang-on was because I, I left somebody, I, I read someone saying something like, did Druff die? And then I knew there was a problem. So, uh, um, you know, again, that, uh, if, if you look at, um, I think I said this too, I was talking, if you look at anything with the site, of, uh, you know, who did what, who improved the site, who, contributed to the site. Oh, okay, Jeff, I'm understanding, though. Do you remember earlier when you said your sound card died? We never came back after that until now. Oh, my. That, okay. now <laughs> That's I, what Lou Father is referring oh, to when he said, hang on, geez. we never came back for that. <laughs> oh. I mean, I'm sorry. It's, uh, I'm laughing because it's funny. It's really not. But that's what, when, when you... <laughs> This Look at the timestamp. It's almost been an hour. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is terrible. I, I have That's to say, I think I, I think I'd rather have spent the time playing poker and losing a lot of money. I think I'd feel like I no, accomplished more. No, no, I don't think so. I think I'd feel like I accomplished more than than talking to nothing. Uh, but but yeah, the, the sound right. This is what happened. My sound card's driver crashed, which probably in turn crashed the program that broadcasts radio. So I, I got the sound card working again, and then I stupidly didn't check that the radio broadcast program was still up. So, wow. And, just, and people sat there for 35 <laughs> minutes waiting for us. I don't know, Jeff. Maybe maybe have double points day or something for your promotion you're running on the site, because that's pretty impressive that uh, everyone stayed in the chat for 35 minutes waiting for us. <laughs> and you were going the whole time. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. Damn it. Stupid sound card driver. It was so weird because, like, the sound card just, like, it was like it oh, forgot it was shit. there. It was like the sound card just, like, it, the computer just thought it wasn't there, and then everything just came crashing down. Well, that's like a donk downgrade, a fail. Yes. I, I moved sites, but I say I haven't ditched the fail yet. That's pretty bad. I can't even blame Mike on for this one. So, uh, yeah, that was, uh, but I, I guess I'm the one who suffered the most because. Oh, yeah, I was, I was just sitting here listening. I actually just talked for, for nothing. Well, um, I'm not going to even attempt to uh, recreate what I said there, but uh, just from what I was probably saying before that, just if you go back and uh, and look at what each person did for, the, for Donk Down since... It transitioned from everyone poker it, uh, in, in early December 2009. Just look. The only person you'll be able to make a strong case for that they've done a whole lot for the site would be Lauren. I'm saying other than me. Uh, you know, Reggie Man did virtually nothing, and uh, Mike Han was uh, 
uh, aside from showing up for radio, he, uh, you know, what did he do for the forum? Almost nothing. It, it was really, uh, you know, MyCon's contribution was pretty much just radio. And, um, you know, Lauren did some good programming. You know, I won't take that away from him. But, uh, you know, to, to say that I was the one who was bringing the site down is a joke. And you know what? If you If you give someone the task of running the forum, then you have to give them some leeway on how it's run. You, you can't say, do all the work running the forum, but I'm going to tell you what to do. You can only do that if you're the boss and you're hiring that person. If they're your equal in the organization, and that's their area, then while everybody does have a right to uh, reassess everything and, and uh, you know come to a consensus about what needs to be changed, um, you, you can't just say uh, to the person who's been doing all the work, we're, we're changing everything now, and you're going to do it our way here, but you're still going to be doing all the work. It's just, uh, you can say that to one of your employees, but not to an equal in the organization. And that's what pissed me off so much. Like, uh, I was told, your opinion doesn't matter. Um, you're overruled on everything. You're doing it our way. and But you're still doing it. It's not like MyCon said, hey, guess what, Druff? Uh, I'm going to take over moderating the forum and keeping, you know, adding content to the forum and making sure the forum all goes well. Uh, so I'm taking over, and, you know, you can relax now, but on the other hand, I'm going to be the one in charge. At least that would be reasonable and that MyCon would be doing all the work. But I was supposed to still do the work and be bossed around. Like, you know, that, that's why I don't work anymore. That's why I, I play poker for a living, because uh, I don't want to work for anyone. That's why MyCon doesn't work for anyone. That's why a lot of the people who are in poker are not working for someone because they uh, um, they don't want to have a boss. They don't want to have to answer to someone. And that's a reasonable thing to want in life. And so I wasn't going to have that on my own site where uh, I have a boss and I, I have to work for them. I mean, it's a joke. So uh, whether you agree or disagree with my decisions on the forum or how I was running things. Uh, obviously, I couldn't be expected to be taking orders and still have to do all the work. You know, if uh, people wanted things done differently, they should at least volunteer to do it themselves. And uh, that wasn't happening because the, nobody wanted to put the time into it like I was. But, uh, you know, and that was just so hurtful to hear that I was... Uh, I was a liability. So, uh, anyway, um, that's what I have to say about that. And everything I said there is true. Um, and I, I, I wish there were some things that were fleshed out at the beginning before we even began Donk Down. And a lot of it was because it began so abruptly, because Poker News dropped us so quickly. So we didn't have as much time to flesh out all the things. But we should have had a contract at the beginning. We should have had something clearly stating what each of our roles were. We should have had... Um, um, oh, here's... I'm gonna, I don't know why I'm answering him. But T-Buck said, Mike no, owns more of the site should. than you. He should. He can dictate that aspect, all aspects of the site. Sorry, bro, but that's how it is. No, it's not how it is. He didn't have, first of all, he didn't have a majority. He had 30-something percent. And I had 26.4, as did the other two. 
uh, but that wasn't the only thing. When I came onto Dockdown and we were deciding what the percentages were going to be, Mikon was obsessed with having the biggest percentage. In fact, he wasn't even happy with what he ended up getting. But I said, look, if you're going to bring four people on, you can't, you know, you can't take it, most of it for yourself and stick them with tiny pieces. That's not how it works. You know, no one's going to want this. So Mikon was stuck with that. But uh, I said, Mikon, the only way I'm getting involved with this and the only way I'm taking a lesser percentage than you is if we have equal power. So you'll get more money if it makes money. That's the only way your percentage is going to matter. Otherwise, we're all equals. That was my agreement. That was something that I said we all have to agree to, and everybody was on board for it. Mikon wasn't thrilled about it at first, but everybody agreed on the phone. We didn't have it in writing, but we everybody agreed on the phone that we're all going to be equals. No, we don't have a contract for that, but I'm telling you the truth, T-Buck. Okay? And uh, for a while it was treated that way, but Mikon always kind of resented it. And he told me that later, that he resented it and that he felt he should have been the boss. He called me up at one point and gave me a lecture about how I should just let him be 51% owner and be my boss. He told me this. He said, why can't I understand the way this works? the way this is supposed to be. What's the natural order of things is for Mikon to be the boss. I couldn't believe the conversation. It was like I was in the twilight zone. So, uh, I, I I was very clear from the very first day of Donkdown that I did not want a boss and I wanted to be Mikon's equal. Not Mikon's boss, but Mikon's equal. And, uh, uh, it was also agreed that my area of what I'd be in charge of was the forum. That Mikon would be kind of like the uh, uh, the general manager, but not the boss, meaning that he's not going to be anyone's manager, but he's kind of like someone generally it, with his hand in all aspects of the site. And using your analogy, I'd be like someone called up from the minor leagues every now and again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, yeah so I was supposed and to then be, sent back down. Right. And I was supposed to be the forum guy, and Reggie Man was supposed to be the affiliate monetizing guy, and Lauren the programmer. But, uh, you know, I, I, I was, uh, so I was the forum guy, and I, I thought that uh, I did a good job with, with uh, keeping the forums active and uh, keeping people's interest there and, and all that and, and addressing everyone's concerns and yeah, there were some people who didn't like certain things I came up with like the serious business threads or whatever but uh, you know that that's your opinion that was uh, things I chose to do and sometimes you come up with ideas that work sometimes they don't work sometimes they don't appeal to everybody but I, I, I was really the I was really the putting effort into it. I really cared about the form. You could tell I was trying to do what was best for the site. I wasn't just being selfish. Um, and uh, so uh, th that's that's really all I can say here. I, I don't have much more to say about this, but uh, it, it was a battle from the start. With, with different people. First Reggie Man and then, uh, then the rest of them. And, uh, you know, again, a lot of people may not believe me, and I'm sure Mike Honorable will deny it, but he was 100% behind everything that I fought with Reggie Man about. He was 100% in my corner 
but uh, purposely made it seem like uh, that he could kind of go either way. But privately, he told me he's 100% in my corner. And I, I don't know if he'll admit it or deny it, but he, but he did. And again, when Reggie Mann left, he said that uh, uh, this is a new day for us here on Dogtown. And uh, this is our, our fresh start. Well, so. it's one thing that I've learned from all this after talking with you and also Reggie. It seems like, in a way, Mike unhedged things in his conversations with you, with me, probably even with Reggie, man. Because I know there are a lot of things, and again, I'm not going to get into this now because I, I agree that it's not much. There's not much more to be said, but I'm sure, as you know, some of the things I've expressed to you that there were things that were promised me, uh, offers that were extended to me that you were not even made aware of. Yeah, and I, I guess that's the last thing I want to say. I do have to go to sleep, and I stayed up later than I was supposed to. But uh, um, people have asked uh, why? Why are you? working with Brandon at all after everything, weren't you, uh, weren't you really pissed at Brandon? Didn't Brandon do a bunch of bad things to you? How, how can you just forgive Brandon and say everything's okay and, and say the Micon's the bad guy? And, uh, you know, is it just because, like, the enemy of the enemy is my friend? Is it that situation? And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you the difference here. Uh, number one, uh, Mikon was was a good friend of mine, and there was a much higher expectation for how he should treat me than Brandon, who was a uh, um, kind of a, a moderate friend. You know, he, he wasn't someone really close to me, and uh, that's why it hurt a lot more when Mikon betrayed me in the way he did, and uh, you know, it hurt a lot more with that and and with Lauren as well than it did with Brandon. Brandon and I was pissed off at, but it wasn't, I didn't feel like Brandon hurt me. Uh, but second, I, I thought about everybody's motivation in this. And I said, you know what? The funny thing is that Brandon did what I was hoping that Mikon and Lauren would do. And that was, he was a good friend. He just wasn't a good friend to me. He was a good friend to the one he was closest to, which is Mikon. So I said, I can't condone some of the things he did and said, but at least I see that a lot of the motivation was sticking by the one who he was closest to. He was sticking by his close friend and being loyal. And I said, you know, even though I was the one who uh, suffered at the hands of that, at least I can somewhat respect the reason for it. That uh, at least you can see it's not really sinister, it's more of just someone sticking up for someone they really care about. And I can understand that. And you know, I've uh, I thought about if I was in the situation, what would I do? If someone I'm really, really close to is having an issue with somebody else, um, you know, whose side do I take? And it would be very hard to go against the one that uh, you're really, really close to, even if you you are seeing the points on the other side. But but here's here's the biggest thing, and that is when I, when I talked to Brandon about this whole thing, we realized that we were both lied to about, uh, and, and information was kept from both of us to make both of us look worse to each other. Um, for example, when Brandon wasn't showing up, um, and, you know, when Brandon was not showing up 
to radio certain weeks, and sometimes like three, four, five weeks would pass, and there'd be no Brandon. And I'd say, Mike, what's going on? Where's Brandon? And he'd say, uh, yeah, he's, he's kind of on tilt, he's having personal issues, and that was always the answer. Like, just kind of a general weird answer, like that Brandon just having issues, and you know, I didn't question it. I, I figured that Mycon's a lot closer to him than me, and that maybe Brandon's having personal problems, and, uh, you know, who am I to demand that Brandon appear on radio? We're not even paying him, and he doesn't even own the site. And even when he owned 1%, I mean, what's 1%? You know, like, uh, you know, we can't expect him to give his life up for 1%. So, I, I, I can tell you honestly, I was never bothered by uh, Brandon's disappearances from radio. I was disappointed because he was good on the show, but uh, um, I believe that this was the reason he was disappearing. Well, it turned out that these personal problems were really problems with Mycon promising that he'd get a piece of the site and then not coming through with it. Well, I knew nothing about this. I was never told that Brandon was being offered pieces of the site. I was never told that's why he was mad. I, was, I just thought he was having personal problems, like Mike Hahn said. Well, at the same time, Brandon was made to believe that I was aware he was being offered these pieces and that I was against it, which also wasn't true. And when Brandon got his 1%, the infamous 1% that Brandon and I fought about later on, when Brandon got this uh, 1%, this is how it happened, and I've said this before. I got a call from Mike on, and I even remember the room I was in when I got the call. And uh, Mike on's like, hey, you know, I have an idea about Brandon. I really want to give him a piece of the site. He's done so much here. You know, let's just give the kid a token, like, little, little piece. He won't have any power here. Nothing's going to change as far as the ownership structure. You know, he's not going to make any decisions, but just to show him we care, just to show him that we know, that we're acknowledging all he's done for the site. Just give him like like 1%, and if the site blows up, you know, maybe pay him too. So I'm like, alright. I, I snap said okay to that. I said, fine. Give him the 1%, and if the site ever makes good money, then we'll, we'll pay him a salary or something. You know, we'll make sure he gets taken care of. But, uh, that was the way Micon pitched it to me. Brandon's not going to have any power. Nothing's going to change. Just give him 1% and, uh, you know, just to show him we care. So, I did. So, that's why when all this stuff blew up, uh, you know, last year, and I'm saying to Brandon, you have no power here. You're only 1% owner. And he got offended. Like, what, you know, how, how dare you talk to me this way? Um... Brandon did not know that Mikon said that to me. Brandon didn't know that this was pitched to me in the way that, um, you know, we're giving Brandon just the token 1% as a, as a, like a little token piece of uh, the site for appreciation, but that it really doesn't mean anything as far as you know, decision-making power. He didn't bother to say that to Brandon. So Brandon was led to believe that, that even though he technically had 1%, that he was like a full... Uh, voting owner here, and then when I was saying, oh, no, you're not, it, it made it look like I didn't give a shit about what he had done for the site, and it made me look like a jerk. And uh, it made me look like I was, I was degrading the value he had to the site. In that sense, this is what it comes down to, short story. Mycon strung me along. He knew that I was good for radio, and I interacted well with people, and he led me to believe uh, things that either he had no intentions of following through with or uh, just w wouldn't, and he did not infer to Druff at all what those conversations and promises he made to me were. 
And uh, I mean, that's really the, sh- the short version of it. Um, I was under a total, totally different belief of what my – and it wasn't a power thing like I mean, because as you know, up until like the end where there were certain occasions, I never did anything. I didn't fuck with accounts. I never pulled any kind of power play. But I was given the impression that I had, I guess for lack of a better term, creative control or, or you know, in terms of at least my, my creative input and that uh, just like you as well – you know, I, I wasn't going to do this and do radio and do other things if I had to answer anybody. And I made that clear to MyCon in terms of saying, look, if you want me to come on when I want to come on and, and you know, contribute, I, I have no problem doing that. But if you want me to make sure I'm home every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock and you want me to prepare and call guests and make this a great show and put work into it, okay, like it's a job, you know, I don't want to be – I don't want to answer it to anyone. I don't want to. I, I don't want to basically because, like you said before, that's why you don't work. And I didn't want to be in that situation as well. And he made it clear to me that that wasn't the case. And I mean, you know, I, I don't know if it's correct for me to say he played all of us, but I mean, in essence, he did because he made promises to me for a long. I mean, like I said, a lot of this stuff. And I've said this before as well, is going back to even when Poker News was paying fucking Wrench Jockey and making Mark and Soul and everyone else. And week after week after week, you know, they, these guys are getting in. It's only $100 a month, but still, like I said, I, and I laugh about this. Hell, Judah got money from Poker News. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's just, you know, it's a situation that's like this. We had a friendship away from Donktown, and then we had this Donktown part. And he wanted to bring me into it. A, because I truly believe I was, you know, he, 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 you know, he considered me a very good friend and wanted me to be a part of his project. But B, at the same time, I helped his business, you know, and I, and I, you know, when I say business, I agree. Um, I, I, you know, I did not post on the forums much, and that was mainly your forte. Uh, although I know what I did, you know, my posts were generally good and not just little pictures or just, you know, other things. My posts were meaningful, but I realized that my my value was a radio. And MyCon wanted me to come on board and be a dedicated, basically, employee in the sense that I'm committing and I'm going to be there every Wednesday. And, and, and I explained to him many times I have no problem doing that, but at the same time, you need to meet, make concessions to me. You can't expect me to every Wednesday prepare this show for you for, for two hours, get guests, you know, be the one that's basically, you know, doing, I guess, his work, because if you were preparing and the things that you brought to the show, you did on your own, you know, cover my end and cover his, and and just, I mean, who would want to do that? Who would want that responsibility of every single week for, you know, because basically the way it works, especially considering, you know, what we do for a living, the way it was for me, at least back then, is Wednesday was basically a complete wash for me. You know, especially like when we do the longer shows. You know, I'd, I'd wake up, I'd have lunch, I'd do some things, but I wouldn't, you know, I didn't play poker because I'd never want to go out and be in a situation where I'm in a great game and, and didn't couldn't leave or get stuck. And, you know, so Wednesdays was basically a locked-up day that I committed just basically for radio. Do you kind of relate to what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, of course I do. Like, there were so many times that I had to uh, revolve my life around radio right. on Wednesday. And, and usually, but, you know, especially during our peak – when we were doing four-hour, five-hour shows sometimes, by the time I was over, I was so hungry and, and you know, tired, I wouldn't do, play poker or go out. So that was basically like my day off that I revolved around radio. So, 
Anyhow, I, I think everyone more or less understands, but, you know, I was, I guess, what was expressed to me and what was expressed to you were two different things. And we were told two different things. I was under one oppression. You were under another. And, again, at the end, that is partially what led to the conflict between you, you and I because I was under the impression that you knew or were aware of, of what I thought my position was and what my authority was, and or actually authority is probably not the right word, but you understand what I'm saying. Just, you know, and, and on your end, you just thought that, you know, I was contributing and, and, and you, it was appreciated and I was under no obligation, but at the same time, my con was just week after week insisting and asking for a commitment for me to, to be a part of this project. So, whatever. I, uh, again, you know, I think besides the fact that, unfortunately, again, you have this legal situation you need to resolve, I do think for the best interest of your site, for our future radio, for just in general, um, you know, we probably have to move past this. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, like, you know, I'm going to have to do what I have to do to, to try to of course, get the contract enforced. But, but yeah, I, you know, we're not going to have every radio show be about this. That's that's ridiculous. So uh, when, when we do a regular show, it will be a regular show where we don't even uh, focus on this at all. And we just... Uh, uh, I mean, people are going to... people are going to, and, and again, I understand why you're doing this. And I, and I hope people understand why I'm doing this. Because... There are still some people that don't understand all this, and it's it's fair for you and for me to get our side of the story and 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 our opinions and, and how we see things and how things went down out. Um, for those that are listening in the archives or listening live, you also have to understand from the time this started, my fallout with MyCon and also with Druff, uh, over the last two months, MyCon has repeatedly taken shots at both of us on the air, when he's done his, his and I, I'm going to say this now, when he's done his fail show on Wednesday, <laughs> he's repeatedly taken shots at us. And those of you that, that listen to, to the show or have, you know, remained listeners uh, can attest to that. He has. And I've remained very, very quiet and very, very patient. Um, for the most part, everything with Druff was, was, was very calm as well until... Uh, his access was removed, and then MyCon started taking shots at him on Twitter. But again, you know, it, it's it's fair. MyCon has had ample time and, and an ample form and platform to express his views towards us to take his shots at us. And tonight, you know, I feel it's totally appropriate that we've taken this time. Although, you know, I only tuned in, I guess, about three three and a half hours ago to uh, express our views. And express how how things went down and give our perspective of things. So I don't want uh, anyone that's tuning in now, uh, and I guess you know I, I can speak on Druff's behalf as well as mine to think that uh, we're sitting here bashing him. That's our sole intent. But again, we have a right to respond. There've been things that he's said on radio about both of us that are false, um, that are just misguided, uh, that that are half truths, and. You know, I think that tonight was the opportunity uh, to to set the record straight, and at least on my part, um, unless Mycon instigates things more, and when I say instigate, I mean along the lines of taking things past what they are now with forms and delving into personal issues of my life, relationships, things like that. 
I don't plan on addressing any of this anymore. It's all been said. I think everyone that is active on these forums understands what happens. And I'd say probably 95% of you are smart enough that you can listen to all the information that's been out there and come to your own conclusions on what happened. And uh, there's not really a lot more that needs to be said. Um, of course, as Druff mentioned, you know, he is going to figure out what he's going to figure out. Um, I know you said in the past that you weren't going to really continually post about that until, I guess, it's resolved. And I'm sure once it's resolved, you're going to, you know, have an obligation to at least, you know, one way or another, it's going to be reported what the resolution yeah. situation is one way or another. But in the meantime, it's not something you're going to keep speaking about, you know, daily or weekly until, you know, that self play, until that plays itself out. I mean, is that is that correct? Yeah, I mean, that's mostly uh, correct here. If um, It's hard not to say something when you have people who aren't trying to troll and are legitimately confused. Like, someone comes out and says, uh, hey, what happened here? Did, uh, um, I heard something that uh, Druff quit the site and just, just left it. You know, what's that about? Like, it's so hard to read something like that from a well-meaning person and not correct them and, and not say, no, I was forced out. My access was forcibly taken away from me. I, I, I was virtually forced to, sol to sell at a super bargain price, and the only thing I got out of it was a, an agreement that wasn't even kept to. But, uh, you know, so I can't promise I'm not going to say anything about it, but on the other hand... I'm not going to keep doing radio shows like this, uh, going over and over the same stuff. I'm not going to keep, I'm not going to make my site into a bash mic on site. Um, it, it, I don't want to go that way. And uh, I think it's important that everybody knows and understand what's happening. I think it's important that everybody knows that, yes, he had a contract. Yes, he gave his word, both as a man and uh, legally. And, and yes, he's completely breaking it, and that he can't be trusted. If this is, this, this is his behavior, you cannot trust him. You can't trust anything he promises you ever, if this is the way he treated me. And, and look at the way he treated Brandon, and look at the way uh, Jason was treated. Like this is, um, I think it's important people know these things have happened. And, you know, when the draft day thing occurred, when draft day quit as a sponsor for Dockdown... I got a really angry tilt phone call from Micon. That was the last time we ever spoke on the phone, other than the uh, five-second phone call I attempted to make to radio last week. And um, he made a tilt phone call to me, calling me a, quote, fucking asshole, like several times he used that term to me. And I kept saying to him, you're the one who violated the contract, and... I didn't call draft day. I didn't email draft day. The only thing I did was send two tweets at them that was the truth that you're breaking a contract with me. And if you're going to, you know, if you're breaking contracts with me and you're not proud of that and you're ashamed of your sponsor finding out, maybe you shouldn't have broken the contract. And, uh, you know, I didn't tell lies about you. I didn't uh, spread rumors about your personal life to them. I, I didn't do these things. I told them through a public tweet that you're breaking your contract with me. And uh, they're doing business with you. I was doing business with you. I, I think it's important that current business partners know. And it's, no, I wasn't protecting draft day. I'm not, you know, I'm not their, uh, I, I'm not 
their watchdog. But at the other, on the other hand, if you scam me, which I feel that Micon did, if you rip me off, uh, of course I want whoever is doing business with you to know. And if you don't think that's right, take a look at Micon. Let's say Justin Smith had a website and was doing business with people. Do you think Micon wouldn't contact every one of the people he did business with and let them know what Justin Smith is really about? Of course he would, and he'd have a right to. If you scam people, if you rip people off, if you make agreements and blatantly break them, you blatantly break contracts just because you feel like it, then there's consequences to that. And some of the consequences of that come to your reputation. And I would never be stupid enough to tweet something publicly that, that would cost Micon money it, you know, if it wasn't true. And I didn't tweet this to them to make them break their contract. I tweeted this more to show Micon that, that if you're going to break the contract with me, it's not going to be a dirty little secret between us. It's going to be something everybody knows. And if you're proud of it, then be proud of it. But uh, and, also, and also for the record, um, just for those that, again, are listening live and more importantly for people that are not familiar, uh, although I guess I'm not sure if we'll ever really know, from my understanding, uh, I'm not sure if it was PLOL, but wasn't there a user that took credit or at least emailed Draft Day that had communication with them while all this was going on that claimed that their communication could have contributed or did contribute to Draft Day pulling out from Dockdown? Yes, a PLOL personally took okay. credit for this and said that, that okay. he contacted Draft Day you know, in some way. He didn't say how, but he contacted them and uh, said something about my. He wasn't specific, but that he contacted them and complained about Micon and Donkdown, and that uh, shortly thereafter they announced that they are uh, removing their sponsorship. I don't know if he just directed them to what was going on with me. What? I don't know if he wrote more, but uh, he did some of this, and then uh, Draft Day also told, of all people, MWH72, who is definitely no fan of mine. But MWH was trying to fish for something to make me look bad, but instead he got something that kind of validated my claim that I wasn't the reason Draft Day left. Was that uh, you know he asked them uh, in a public chat, uh, "Is it true that Todd Wattellis was harassing you all day and and trying to bother you about Micon?" And they said, "No, Todd Wattellis didn't contact us." Um, you know, well, I think I think we, we best, made our decision to leave already. The, the the best gauge, I guess, in how they felt the least about your actions was when they tweeted, "Todd, glad to have your board sign up, sign up for a free account. I will credit you with fifty dollars to play." Yeah, I mean that kind of says it all right there. Yeah, uh, you know, but, but I mean, I'm sorry. I thought that was funny. Yeah, I mean you have to admit that's pretty. I mean, listen. All this fucking sucks, you know, but again, you know, it, 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 it's life, we're going to get over it, and these are the forums, yeah. it's not like we're running fucking IBM here, but the, the probably see the look on Mycon's face when he read that tweet, <laughs> after draft they quit, and then he reads a tweet, Todd will tell us, you know, please sign up, you know, and it gives you the link, we're going to credit you with $50, come have fun on our site, <laughs> the look on his face, can you even imagine, I mean... Not yeah. to sound cold or callous, I just have to be honest. I mean, it had to be just, like, facepalm, well, facepalm. That's, that's why I got the tilt phone call, probably, but uh, it was all the same day. But, uh, you know, I, uh, you know I, I started this whole site to 
bring up any scammers, and not just poker site scammers, but anyone in the poker community who doesn't act honestly uh, towards somebody else in the poker community. And uh, it, it, uh, Lou Father and John Stamos all asked that in a second. But uh, that, that's why I started this site, where anybody, it doesn't have to do with me, you know, anyone who has something they want to alert the public to, uh, they have a legitimate story of someone ripping them off or scamming them in some way. I don't care if it's a small-time scam or a huge scam. This is the site that I want people to do it. So I'd be a huge hypocrite to say that this is what my site's for, but yet my former business partner on the site that I was most associated with scams me and cheats me, and, and I don't say anything about it. I, I, of course I should say something about it, and of course I should not feel guilty if people find out about it and change their opinion of Micon. That's not my fault. I shouldn't keep his secret that, he's, that he ripped me off. I shouldn't keep his secret that he's breaking contracts on me. I, if he's going to do this crap, he has to own it. He has to be proud of it. He has to say, yeah, yeah, screw Jeff. I broke the contract on him. What, what's the problem? You know, you, you're going to do this to someone. You're going to cheat someone like this. Uh, You've got to expect this person is going to let everyone know that you cheated them. And you, if people find out you cheated them and they don't want to do business with you or if they uh, don't yeah. think highly of you anymore, whose fault is it? The guy who reported it? Or the fact that you cheated them in the first place. And I will... I'm saying Micon cheated me. It's a strong statement. But he did. And I can prove it. And that's why I have no problem saying it. Because when I sell him a site at a huge discount, so big that no one could reasonably say that uh, it was only worth $1,200 when it was collecting that much advertising right then when I sold it. I mean, only a complete moron would sell it for that little. When I sold it for that little in exchange for that contract, and he violates the contract. I mean, that's just that's that's just cheating me. I'm sorry. And, and it's just shitty to do. So, I'm not going to keep his secret. I, I'm Anybody who wants to know about this is going to hear that Micon broke contracts, that Micon doesn't keep his agreements, that Micon doesn't keep his promises, and you cannot trust Brian Micon. And I'm going to keep saying that, just like I keep saying that Ultimate Bet cheats people, or cheated people when they existed, uh, just like I say anything about anyone who... Uh, you know, who I feel to be shady, especially if it involves me directly, but even sometimes not. So, uh, you know, I, I don't see how anyone can question that. That's why I'm surprised that people are saying, oh my God, why did you tweet at draft day? Well, was I tweeting lies to draft day? Was I tweeting things that uh, weren't the public's business? No. I, I tweeted someone doing business with, with Micon about a shady thing he did when he was in business with me that had just happened. I, I think they have a right to hear about that. I think they they should hear about that. I think it's uh, it would be I think it's worse not to tell them about that than to tell them. And, and again, it looks like they made their decision to quit not based on anything I did, but uh, probably more on uh, other factors, including PLOL going to them directly, which he's taking credit for. But who knows what the hell reason they dropped him? All I know is that uh, I said things that were true. And, uh, you know, if you're going to screw with someone, if you're going to act dishonestly with someone, you can't complain when you suffer consequences from it. That's just you know, uh, that's just what you get for being dishonest. Just even playing devil's advocate, as you mentioned before with Justin Smith, just think if the shoe was on the other foot and you were him and he was shoe, and the situation was completely reversed, I think you would be a lot more aggressive than, than you've even been. For people that are saying that you're out of your mind 
I mean, do you know what I'm saying? If he felt that he was wronged and cheated... Oh, my God. Yeah, I, tour, I thought, I, right. I, imagine if I forced Mike on off Donk Down. Imagine if I took this site, and let's say I teamed up with Lauren and said, hey, me and Lauren together are now a majority owner. Like a Donk Down coup d'etat, if you will. Right, and we could have actually legally pulled this off. We could have legally said, me and Lauren together... We are more than 50% owner. We're firing you, Mike, on. We're taking away your access. Uh, we can't legally take away your ownership, but you're going to have no visibility. We're taking away everything from your own site. And uh, sue us if you don't like it, but uh, we've decided you're a liability and F you. If we did this, can you imagine how Mike would be telling everyone and anyone he could find how Todd fucked him over, what a terrible friend Todd was, how Todd got together with someone else to uh, force him off his own site and, and make no, money. Not just the underhanded tactics that oh, would be used. I mean, it would it would be endless. It would just be. And and do you think that if I did this to him, that if I had sponsors, he wouldn't be just constantly hammering the sponsors with phone calls and everything else, saying what a piece of shit I am? Hundred percent, he would do that because we saw it with Justin Smith. And and I'm not saying. I'm, I'm not saying that what he did to Justin Smith was wrong. It was right, because Justin Smith was a scammer. Justin Smith cheated him, and he wanted people knowing who were dealing with Justin Smith uh, not to deal with him. And he wanted to tell the true story of Justin Smith. And I supported that, and I helped him do it. But, uh, you know, on the other hand, when you cheat people, when you lie to people, when you break promises and break contracts, uh, you have to expect the same treatment back to you. He... He got on people for like Joe Seabock and and you know so many others, uh, Prolad Friedman, Stocks Trader. I mean, he was happy to exploit all these situations and get on his moral high horse and talk about people dis behaving dishonestly in poker and and making fun of them for it and 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 advertising about how we're covering the story. So, I mean, when you do this yourself. It shouldn't be public knowledge. It shouldn't be something that other people discuss. Of course it should. And It's kind of like TMZ reporting about a scandal of TMZ. <laughs> yeah, it, it, exactly. It would be like if TMZ had a scandal and, 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 and they were complaining that people were daring to cover it. Like, like how dare you cover TMZ scandals? Like, of course, uh, if you make your site one that covers scams and scandals and then you scam someone yourself, of course you're going to get covered. Of course that's going to be news that you're such a hypocrite. I mean, it's, this is so obvious. And to say that, to say I've got to keep it a secret and make sure Draft Day doesn't find out and, 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 you know, I better not tell them. Why not? Why shouldn't they know? It's the truth. You know, if, it, if you're a scammer, if you're a cheater, if you, if you rip off your former business partners and you break contracts with them and, you know, you better be prepared for everyone to know about it. You, you can't expect the guy you rip off to keep your secrets. It's just, it's amazing. So, uh, uh, that's why I'm just shocked that that anyone would think that uh, tweeting at draft day about this when I told nothing but the truth would was unethical. And I, I think I've held back a lot as far as what I, I could have done up till now. And, and especially some of the really personal nasty things that have been done that, uh, especially in the last few days, that, that Mycon's been, I don't know if it's him personally or if, if it's Martha, I don't know what's happening, but I know that things that only he knew somehow uh, are getting out to people and, and uh, getting out somewhat in truth and somewhat in uh, in lies that are warped to make me look really bad and, or, or 
but but there's things that are being put out there. Personal information is being given out, and uh, uh, part of me felt like just going out there and dumping everything I know about uh, the two of them. But I'm not doing it. Uh, I, I I don't want to stoop that low. But uh, believe me, if if you could uh, hear from certain people who've been told certain things, I think you might have a different opinion of. Uh, that that uh, the donk down couple, so to speak. So, uh, um, well, I hope <clears throat> just for the sake of uh, peace and harmony in mankind, it, it never it never comes to that. And uh, like I said again, I, you know, what tilted me more than anything, and, and I guess you know, I, I said I wasn't going to address T Buck until he called in uh, next week, but like I, I literally received a PM that said. Don't you post on my website. If you post on my website again, I'm going to post public information about you that I know of, things that I've been privy to that I know you don't want posted. And, uh, again, listen, I'm going to tell you all this right now. I mean, you know, everyone has some sort of skeleton, but my but my skeletons are just things that would be like, oh, that Drexel, and things that would be embarrassing more than anything. And you're not going to find out I scammed anybody that I, I did anything, I mean, nothing in my past that MyCon knows about is anything that would, you know, damage me or destroy me or just make me a, a outcast on the boards or in the poker community. It's not like that, you know. But nonetheless, he made those threats. I mean, there would be things that are embarrassing, you know, but then again, hell, my ass is out there. It's always going to be out there on the Internet, which is fine. So, like, really... Besides that, what what can you do? You put a guy's ass out there, you know, your best friend's ass out there. But that was that was literally, and I still have a PM of of what he said to me. He said, "Don't post on fucking Donk Down, and stay away from my friends." And I, I, I want to actually just touch on that real fast, and I'm going to be done with with this. And what he meant by that is <clears throat> there's there's like a circle of like it, it's kind of weird, you know. It's kind of—I know I've said this before, and it's so fucked up. But you know, it's really the only analogy that I can use in terms of of a friendship that's almost like a marriage. And when I say that, you know, obviously nothing sexual ever went on. We never tag teamed a woman together. You know, nothing, nothing like that. But when all this ended, it came to the point where he was telling me which friends. Of, of ours that I couldn't speak to anymore and which friends of mine that he wasn't going to speak to, it was absolutely fucking ridiculous. Because, you know, like, like a marriage, in the course of a, of a friendship, like, you kind of intermingle friends, like people that I know. Like, there's several friends of mine inside the poker world and outside that I introduced my con to, and he became friends with. And then there's several people that either I knew or weren't as close with or that, or that he introduced me to that I became friends with. So I'll even give examples. I don't I don't care. Like, basically, he told me, well, you know what? When the summer comes, okay, you're not allowed to, you know, contact, hang around, and be with me when I'm with, you know, uh, Get Crunk or Tommy Boy or, or, you know, the people he considers his little crew that are also my friends that I've spent time with. Now, granted, Mike's closer to them than, he, than I am, um, you know, because they're like that's a little circle and I'm not really the kind of little circle kind of guys I have just different friends from poker outside poker that you know I don't have one group but if you were going to say my con's group of friends if you were going to use that term like that crowd is his group of friends 
and it was said to me in, in no uncertain terms that he does not want me, even if they contact me to respond, come to any barbecues, any occasions, any of the things I've been doing the last five years during the, during the World Series. Okay? And then it was almost like, and then, you know, you do that, I'm not going to contact Steve the bodyguard, you know, I'm not going to, you know, and, he, and he's listing off other friends, and I'm just like, you know, this is just the most immature, ridiculous thing in the world. And, uh, anyhow, those were things that were said to me. That was actually probably the last communication we had, and, uh, you know, if, which followed by don't post on fucking Dockdown ever again, which I have not, you know, since all this blew up. Um, so, again, for those that think I'm here, uh, you know, to spite my con, I'm here because a lot of the members on here I've, I've known for years. I've formed friendships. I've met them in person. You know, I don't feel as if I've, I know I've, I've done nothing wrong that I should be ostracized or kicked out of this community. Right now, as it stands, this is the most viable community in terms of what we are and, and, and the same names and friendships and history you know, and that's why I'm here. And, of course, I will also say I'm here to help Druff. I mean, I, I mean I'm never going to have any business arrangement with him with the forums. I made it clear to him that, you know, seek or swim, it's his forums. He has the right to do what he wants. I don't want any involvement in it. But, again, I will say part of why I'm here is to show support for him. You know, but this is also the, the most viable place to go. If, if, you know, for people that are us, you know, this crowd, the same users that have been around for years and years and years, this is the most viable place to be, and that's that's why I'm here. Um, you know, and and anyhow, that's 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 really it. And you know, that's that's pretty funny. I, I do want to say a couple other things. After he told me basically that uh, I was not to contact Get Crunk or and it's funny because they've all two of them or a couple of the guys have already texted me, um, which makes me wonder if they know what has gone on or if they did just are ignoring my con or whatever. Uh, telling me when they're getting in, like I text, I got a text from Crunk. Uh, I don't know about maybe a week ago, um, and some other friends, you know, about the summer. Like Silence, I'm still very close with her, and my con basically insinuated I can't be friends with Silence anymore. And I guess obviously Silence, she's a very strong. For those that have never met her, I know a lot of you met her last summer. She's a very strong-willed Italian girl, so I can most certainly see see her saying to my con, "Fuck you, I'm going to talk to whoever I want to." <laughs> um, but she sent me like a nice message the other day, looking forward to seeing me this summer and. But, you know, like, come on, what the fuck kind of shit is that? Like, you can't be friends with him because, you know, I'm not even saying, like, hanging out in the same room or, you know, hanging out in the same, you know, eating a meal together, but basically saying I can't even contact people that I'm friends with because he feels he's closer to them than I am. And, I mean, that's just fucking ridiculous. He hounded, he hounded the Iceman, okay, the last two months, every Wednesday on Twitter to try to get him on the show. The Iceman said, hey, look, I've known Brandon 10 years. I've eaten meals with Brandon, okay? I have a history with Brandon. I have a friendship that supersedes radio. I'm sticking with Brandon. Then my kind of course went on to tell him, listen, Brandon, you know, fucked up, donked down. He quit. He you know, just gave him a spew of different stories. And the Iceman, to his, de to his defense, for anyone that's ever said anything bad and you know, the Iceman isn't no saint. Let's not kid each other. You know, no one's kidding each other. I'm not sitting here saying that, uh, you know, he's he's the most ethical, um, you know, guy. And the Iceman is, is the Iceman. He, what he, he's what he is. He's a personality. 
for better or worse, sometimes he gets himself in trouble. He's maybe delusional, maybe he's not in his ideas and, and fantasies and projects, but he's a character. I mean, plain and simple, he's a character. He's my friend, and he made it clear to Mike Con that, you know, he was going to go where I go, and his loyalties lie with me, and Mike Con, of course, made a whole, you know, whole uh, list of untruths and, and, and just statements to try to sway him to come back on Donkdown, but but he's refused. And uh, the funny thing is, the last time Iceman called me about this was, I don't know, maybe two Wednesdays ago, and he's like, Brandon, he's like, and he still calls him Michael, too. That's the best part. <laughs> he goes, I, I've never corrected him. He goes, Brandon. He goes, Michael called me like four times yesterday to come on radio and I just don't answer the phone or tell him I'm busy. And it's like, what do you want me to do? And I'm just like, well, Iceman, this is what you do. I'm like, tell him if you want him on radio, if, if he wants to have you on radio every week. And I explain the situation to him. I'm like, you know, it's a fail site now. He has like the same three guests, you know, on every week. It's like Dutch Boys, Scott Fishman, uh, Pokerati Dan, which I'm not, I'm not trashing Pokerati Dan at all, um, and uh, Alan Kessler. I'm like, tell him that you want a hundred dollars a show, and you'll come on. And he's like, but would you be mad at me if I did that? I'm like, no, man, if because because of course I know Mike Con's not going to give him a hundred dollars to come on every week. But I'm like, no, listen, Teddy, you know, I, you got, I, I know you have loyalty towards me, but you know, money's money. If he'll pay you a hundred dollars a week, go on the show, okay? And Teddy's like, oh, you know, Teddy's like, okay. I'm like, but Teddy, you don't got to worry about it. He's not going to pay you a hundred dollars. So uh, I saw Teddy at the win, and uh, you know, he of course he says the same thing. Your, your boy Mike, uh, Michael just twittered at me two days ago, and you know, he shows me these tweets. Please, Iceman, come on. Please come on. Blah blah blah. So Teddy sends him a text message, and he says, Michael, if you want me to come on Donk Down Radio this week, I'll start doing it a hundred dollars. For, for a 20-minute interview. That's what he said in a text. And then since then, uh, the Iceman says he hasn't heard from Icon. <laughs> so, and, and then, of course, uh, the funny thing is he did the same thing with Jenny Anderson behind my back. He started approaching her on Facebook and Twitter, trying to get her to come on Donkdown. This is, of course, after both Druff and I left. And Jenny tweeted back at her, I'm sorry, Brandon's my friend. Leave me alone. Don't message me. I, I'm not going to have any more involvement with you. And this went on, like, multiple times where she's like, Brandon's a where – he, where he said Brandon's a bad person. I mean, I, I've, I've read these tweets on her phone. You know, she showed him that Brandon's a bad person, Jenny. He only uses you. You know, like, I care about you. You have such a fan base. Like, you know, we need you on Donk Down Radio. Like, and even her not being the brightest uh, – you know, girl in the world, like, you know, was able to realize a game he was playing was, you know, just to use her to get her on and, you know, that he, he could care less about her. And, uh, again, uh, since we were talking about Jenny, for those that, that have seen on my Twitter, Jenny recently moved nearby my house. So I've actually spent some time with her. I was at her house uh, a couple weeks ago, and she made me some dinner. And this, this morning, actually, I picked her up. I don't know, around 10 o'clock this morning, went to the Palms and had some coffee and then went and had some breakfast. And there's absolutely nothing going on, totally plutonic. And uh, I don't know, I'm kind of trying to have, like, a big brother role, like, kind of thing with her now. Like, we're just, I'm giving her good advice, trying to get her to get her life straightened out the best way it can be. But 
There's uh, nothing sexual whatsoever going on. Um, I'm not pimping her. I'm not involved in any part of that life of hers, but mainly just talking about life, goals, watching movies, hanging out at my house sometimes. Wait, 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 what kind of movies? I'm sorry? What, yeah. what movies are you watching? Um... No, oh, not not pornographic. Oh, okay, okay, okay. No, 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 no. But no, I mean, but just like like the other day, she wanted to watch some, uh, I don't know, some movie. Uh, I think it's called the Adjustment Bureau with Matt Damon. I don't know. Just you know, she picks a movie. She'll come over to my house. I got the big screen TV. But we've you know we've just become like closer friends, and she's forgiven me for the for the airport debacle several times, and uh, you know that's 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 you know the situation with her. And uh, whenever, uh, wherever I land, um, in terms of my next projects, definitely, of course, as always, in small doses, um, I will say that uh, Iceman will be coming with me. Jenny will be coming with me. I've even gotten uh, some other surprise guests. I'm not going to shoot my load now and say who they are, but I've gotten other characters, poker and non-poker related, that have never been on radio before, that are big names, that have agreed... Uh, to be part of uh, any projects I have in the future. So for those of you that are listening now, I know most of this show has kind of been a bummer, but it's been informative. And the things that both Todd has said and I have, I've said need to be said, they needed to be said. So uh, I kind of want to end this show. I know Druff's getting tired on, on a more positive note, so I do want to say that, again, that Jenny and the Iceman are coming with me. And uh, I have spoken with uh, some very well-known poker player personality type, uh, I'm not going to give much away, that uh, are going to start taking parts in future shows. And these are people that have never been on podcasts before, and they're all household names to anyone that's in the poker industry. So I've already started working on things, networking, talking. So they are going to be some good, interesting, big things to come in the near future that are going to be unlike... uh, the cold call show, not just the way it is now, but even before. Um, It's going to take some time, of course, uh, to get that sync and that rhythm back and also the technical difficulties, but I truly believe, and I've said this to Druff many times, um, that him and I, the one thing that we have in common the most is that we both know how to make good radio, good motherfucking radio. And now that you know, Druff and I have spoken, we even uh, had dinner a few months ago, um, I feel more comfortable with the situation. And although I, I have said to Druff many times in the past, you and I are never going to be close, we're never going to be buddies, you know, but we can do good radio. I'm actually going to amend that because, you know, it is true. Druff and I are never going to be close, you know, like that. I mean, Druff's married basically as a kid, and I'm single, I'm still on the prowl, and you know, it, it, we're just two different personalities. Like, he would not be the guy that I'm hanging out with every night and partying with. And Or, actually, I don't even hardly party anymore. But, uh, you know, you get the point. But at, at the same time, I realize now that we can not just coexist and make a product for the community, but we, we, we could be friends. You know, we are friends, I'll even say. I mean, I think we're both over everything that's happened. And, uh, you know, more so than anything, more so than even our friendship, the important thing is to put out a good product that, that we both enjoy because he's similar to me in the fact that not only does he enjoy it, okay, enjoy the the actual aspect of radio, he enjoys the fact that other people 
enjoy it and the positive feedback and and you know I remember when a couple of weeks when I was gone on Donkdown and hadn't been doing radio because I'd been fighting with Micon over you know broken promises and shit like that there was a couple of radios in a row that was just horrendous so I remember hearing the reviews I even listened to the end of a couple of them and I remember Druff at the end of one episode saying guys I'm really sorry I know radio was just an utter disaster it sucked uh, we're going to try. I'm going to do my best to get it better. And, you know, I, I just can remember right now, even though this was just so long ago, the tone in your voice that you just literally sounded despondent, that the performance of radio that night was so pitiful and pathetic that it it seemed as if it actually hurt you. You know, it, like, saddened you. Like, it wasn't just you were saying that. You know, okay, guys, we'll get better, but, like, you could just tell by your voice. I don't know if you even remember what I'm referring yeah, to. Yeah, I do remember of, it, yeah. 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 So, but I'll tell you guys this. Radio will be great. Uh, like anything else, it may take some time, but not probably as much as time as, as as people might think because we do have a history. We do know still how to play off each other and uh, how each other's how, – how we operate. And uh, I guess that's really it. Druff – I wanted to just do a couple random things I was going to say to you. But uh, before I do that, is there anything you want to say? Um, in closing, because I know you got to go. And, and Yeah, well, okay, actually, people have uh, requested this. I don't know if you feel like it, but uh, I do have to go. And uh, the reason I have to go is that uh, not only am I tired, but I actually have to wake up early because of uh, Benjamin. And, uh, okay. and I actually have to do something with him tomorrow. Or today, I guess. Uh, I mean, I do something with him every day. But I mean, I actually have to go somewhere with him, so I can't even kind of just lay, you know, lay around and uh, um, do a low energy thing, you know, with watching him. I actually have, would have to. Uh, I'm actually taking him out tomorrow, and uh, it, it's it's already going to be tough because I stayed up so late. I'll just have to do it. Yeah, it's, uh, it's the same thing happens sometimes when I stay up late play, playing poker, but uh, you know. Obviously, when when it's time for him to wake up, it's time for me to wake up, no matter how I feel. But um, uh, some people want you to continue this, and I, I don't know if you have the energy for this, and if you don't, uh, obviously, that's totally understandable. Uh, if you want to continue, uh, we could do it one of two ways, where I could either leave you on, and you can take Skype calls uh, through your thing. I don't know if you know how to work that. Uh, or I could... Uh, now I'll have to do this offline, obviously, but uh, I and hopefully you can set it up. But I, it's basically the same radio setup as uh, Donk Down had because it's using the same product. Um, I just have to give you the uh, the server and the password. Well, you know what? Let's let's do this since it is late at night. Um, also tomorrow I am going to be appearing on Filthy Limper. Uh, I was asked to uh, guest host, and I'm going to. I have availability tomorrow. Why don't we do this then? Why don't, uh, since there are things that need to be worked out, I'm not sure how I could even take calls. How would I, how would I in theory, take calls through your, through your setup on my Skype? Um, China Maniac did something weird before. You'd have to ask him. He took a call from Jsip and connected him onto this show. I don't know okay. how he did well, it. And the thing is, I don't know how to do any of that, so I, I would need to research it. But listen, let's do this. If Druff is willing to, tomorrow um, I'm not going to be playing poker. I'm taking the day off tomorrow. I'm doing the show. I will do an end-of-the-night show tomorrow or maybe a 
early evening, late into the morning show tomorrow if Druff wants me to, allows me to, if we can get the technical aspect of it up, um, I will do a show tomorrow, okay, in which case then I can prepare uh, so I can dial out and call people and, and just put on one of the old, play some music that I like to play. If we can get it figured out by tomorrow, I will dedicate the time and do a show tomorrow night. Um, if not, uh, if you guys want, maybe I have another hour in me if, if you want that amount of time, because I am tired as well. I've been up since, I don't know, about 9 o'clock this morning. Um, but other than, like, going any longer than an hour tonight, it's not going to happen. Um, so it's up to you guys. If, if, if you want, you let me know. Or if not, for sure, tomorrow after uh, Filthy Limper's over, I'll go have some dinner, and I guess around maybe 9, 10 o'clock at night, I can do a uh, solo show and uh, get some stuff going on and get some content and some material and have a good old-fashioned... Uh, into the night with direct show. Yeah, that would be okay. good. And, uh, you know, uh, since we've already agreed to you know, do this radio together and all that, you know, uh, obviously I have no problem uh, giving you the password to the radio to turn it on when you like and broadcast. And, uh, you know, I, that's actually been my dream for a long time about... Uh, now, I, I do have some sort of bandwidth restrictions, so I, that may play into it. It won't for you. You know, you can turn it on whenever you want. But I, I have this dream of having, like, a an actual radio station, like the Iceman calls it, where, like, like all day there's various users on the site who are broadcasting. More, more of, I was hoping more of, like, one with a schedule, but even if it was kind of a loose schedule, just where people could yeah. come to the site and hear people they know doing shows. I don't care if some play music, some do talk, and, and like, I, I used to, I pitched this back to the Lithuanians and never won poker, and the Lithuanians came back with we need more poker gossips. That was their answer. Yeah, I remember that. So, well, you know, it's funny that you're mentioning that because I, you know I can't uh, I can't really say anything more about it publicly because it's already been stated that next week's going to be an announcement. But uh, there is a project that I'm involved in now, and a lot of what you or, or that, that I'm working that's being worked on actually as we speak, and a lot of what you just described is going to be. The part of the it's basically going to be a threefold project, and my part of the project and what I'm going to be handling is exactly what you were just speaking of, in terms of having a radio station with content at certain times scheduled. Um, uh, you know, I, I don't want to ever compare ourselves to Quad Jacks, <laughs> but I guess uh, the best comparison I can think of right now is something like that. Um, but much better content, much better organization, much more comedy. Um, and, uh, again, I would speak more of it, but I was asked by, by others that are involved that we are going to officially announce this project in its entirety next Thursday. Um, so that's all I can say about that. Um, but uh, I will be back on radio, guys. I'm going to be uh, a heavier presence now on radio. Um, I'm going to be a part of this site as well. Well, we have to, of course, figure out things. And I guess I can just go as far as even say most likely, and of course uh, this is assuming all of this is fine with Druff, uh, that the cold call show, or whatever, actually it's not the cold call show. we we got to start coming up, Druff, with a name, even if it's a working name, just so we don't keep saying yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to just keep saying that. But the uh, Druff and Drexel comedy show uh, will be on 
uh, PokerFunAlert.com, and that is basically basically going to be the same show. But it's going to be the same show with enthusiasm, with work, with energy, and that will not be turned off because somebody is hungry uh, or, 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 not, or be 30 minutes late because somebody hadn't woken up. It's going to be a show that promptly starts at the same time, that will be scheduled, that will have bits. That's not just going to be a show where we have to luck box your way into having either the best show of the year or, you know, because obviously people know that that was one of the biggest running gags. You turn the dock down, and it could be the best gem ever, or it could be just the most utter show, you know, utterly worst show that you've ever listened to. And you're not going to get any of that. You'll never get any of that if I'm involved. I promise you that. And I'm, I'm sure Druff can make the same statement. Of course, not all shows will be as good as others, but it's going to be as close to as good as uh, – what the fail site was at, at at its peak when uh, this eventually starts. Yeah, yeah, that's, um, that's the goal for sure. And of course, the, we we hope to expand the audience again. And uh, you know, and and uh, I mean, it, it was rising up. It really was. I'm not just saying this. It really was rising. I was I was constantly following the ratings both on, uh, on on Stitcher and on our own downloads on Donkdown, and I was watching it rise. And it was. Uh, it was really killed at its peak. It's like it's like you think about a a great sports team that gets broken up way before its time, or a uh, uh, a show that uh, while it's still really good just gets canceled. And you think, yeah, this is terrible. Why why did this have to happen? It it could have been it could have gone on a lot longer before yeah. it was time to end it. And um, it, it's too bad it went there, but. You know that's where we are now, and we, we've got to—we're putting something together that we hope uh, people will enjoy again. And I, I think that uh, there's a lot of potential for that here. And uh, you know, so I, Druff, you know what I'm going to do? If it's okay with you, I am going to once we wrap this up. Uh, I do need to get to sleep because, like I said, I need to be up early, and I, I am going to help uh, Jacob prepare some stuff for tomorrow, but I, I will do the, everyone's asking in the chat for one, for one more hour. I will agree to do one more hour if that is fine with you, if you want to leave it on, um, and then I'm going to go to sleep in, uh, by 5.30 at the latest, so I'll do that, guys, okay. if you guys want me for one now, more hour. Now, how would you like no to problem. do it, because if, if I go to sleep, uh, it'll flash on air after you go to sleep, because you'll have no way to turn it off, uh, unless I, so you could either just stay on here and keep talking, and then I guess people will learn the hard way about the on-air when they try to listen. And well, I, don't, I don't have a software program installed either oh, oh, to you connect to your server, I assume. Well, I, mean, I don't no, have no, the, Well, what did you use to broadcast on Donk Down? It was the same program. Oh, is it real? The Echo... Uh, yeah. Is it, what is it called? Echo... Yeah, Echo Cast or something? Oh, you must have a different program than me. Okay, well, well it doesn't matter. I mean, it, do you know how to change the server that it's connecting to? If you don't, then... We'll no, have to work on, okay. I've never done any of that before in my life. Because I, I, we're, we're, I guess we have a different program to connect. It's uh, called EchoCast or so, something like that. Is it OddCast? That's what I have. Or OddCast. Oh, okay. no, it's either Echo or Odd. Okay, if you have OddCast, that's what I have, and I can guide you through that, because this, this is just a little... Well, uh, well, well uh, let me see here. If you don't mind waiting, I'm going to bring it yeah, up on can, this computer. Can, it's, it's a simple little program that okay. I actually got from the Lithuanians it, back then. Okay, it might be the same thing. Lauren is actually sent it to me, but let me... Okay, because then if I do it through there as well, then I know I can... Because this also is a computer... 
that has a mixer on it where yeah. I can make Skype calls, do audio through here, play music, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So give me a minute. Let it, let it boot up. While we're doing this, guys, I know, uh, I've, and again, you guys are fucking amazing for staying here. I know some people are waking up, but just for, to be here all, all this long, and for, and for about 40 minutes, Jeff went on an amazing monologue, the monologue that no one ever heard. That from this day on, Jeff, we're going to have to refer to that as a monologue that no one ever heard but me. Man. <laughs> and they still stayed there. Ah. Right, Jeff, I've just comp- uh, compiled a list of just random questions, words, things that are just all varied. I kind of want to end this on a happier note. You know, we talked about all this stuff, and you're a very opinionated person, and most of these questions are going to involve very strong opinions. So tell me when you're ready, and I will begin. Okay, go ahead. Okay. The main event this year at the World Series of Poker, uh, higher or lower than last year, and if in, in whichever way, how much of a difference and why? I think slightly lower because... Uh, there's less money in the poker community since Black Friday and probably some less enthusiasm for poker since then. What, what about, okay, and, and, and just to be specific, are you just referring to the main event or do you think all events overall? No, I, I say the main event. The other events uh, will be pretty comparable and uh, because they've added events, they may even end up with a record turnout overall just because they have extra events. Okay, but like in terms of like say the 10K events, 10K PLO, 10K, actually it's 5K this year for Limit Hold'em, but the championship events and the bigger events that are the same buy-ins year in and year out. They'll probably slightly drop. Okay, slightly drop, okay. L.A. Dodgers in first place right now, are they for real or not? Or is it too early to tell? They're going to need another hitter if they, they may be able to make the playoffs even the way they are right now, but uh, they need another hitter if they really want to contend because uh, they, they've really only got two guys in the lineup who can really hit, and that's uh, obviously Matt Camp and Andre Athier, and everybody else uh, is looking pretty questionable, and you, you just there's just no power other than those two, and you can't have a team like that, especially a team that has decent but not spectacular pitching. So they, right okay. now they have a record better than they really deserve to have. It's, it's a lot of it thanks to Matt Camp's heroics, but he can't continue at that pace even if he wins the MVP. And uh, So they, they need another big bat, and if they don't get it, I don't see them winning the World Series. Okay. Now this question here can either be yes, no, or no comment. It is up to you. Uh, the likelihood of a Todd Wattellis marriage in 2012? Um, 2012, I, I'm not sure about. Uh, because there's, there's no actual wedding date planned. In okay, let's, so let me rephrase it. Yes, no, maybe, or no comment? Uh, I'd have to say maybe, but, uh, you know, the way we both see it, and I'll, I'll tell you guys, it's just the way it is. We, we both see it like we're already married, so getting married at this point is a formality, and especially at this age, um, you know, it's uh, it's a little bit different than uh, than you know, young kids getting married, and uh, um, it's just kind of a different atmosphere when you're 40 years old and getting married. And she's a little bit younger than me, but uh, you know, in, in my general age group, so you know, we have a kid, and uh, we've been together for three years almost, and uh, we we are going to get married one day, and uh, you know that's definitely going to occur. But uh, you know, 
someone who had a very similar pattern is uh, you brought her up, Silence. Uh, she and John D'Agostino. Yes. They had two kids before getting married, and uh, they they had a very similar story in in that respect to what me and my girlfriend currently have. But you know, mm, there's also married. genocide in, in the middle for a second there. But yeah, that, that, anyhow, that's, that's I didn't right, say that. Um, I love you, Silence. Somehow you happen to hear that. Okay, that makes sense. Second, or third, oh, what is it? One, two, three. Fourth on the list. Who's going to win the NBA Finals, Jeff? Oh, I, I still think Miami's going to manage it, but I, I wouldn't be shocked if they choked and uh, if it went to Chicago or or to Oklahoma. Well, and listen, it's not looking like Chicago's going to have trouble beating Philadelphia, it seems. So I, I, I'm going to go ahead and say that Miami's already got the East. There's no one in the East that's going to be able to... When Derrick Rose went out, that was uh, the only shot any other team had of eliminating Miami. But out of the West, do you think it's going to be Oklahoma or uh, San Antonio? No, I don't think I I can't see the Lakers getting past round two. I I don't think San Antonio could do it. So you you think Oklahoma City's the greatest threat in the West? For sure, the greatest greatest, uh, threat. And, uh, you know... Um, the Lakers, they, they just have too many problems. I'd love to see them succeed, but, uh, and, and, you know, it, I don't even have that much motivation to go one of their playoff games for that reason. I kind of feel like if I go, it's just kind of watching the inevitable that they're going to lose, whether it's, uh, even if they yes. miraculously win the West, then how are they going to beat Miami? Like, they're, they're yes. not. They're going to get crushed. So it's, uh, Okay, this question here is going to be, Yes, no, or I, obviously you can say no comment. In all likelihood, at the rate things are going, do you see legal proceedings being inevitable uh, with Micon? I think it's highly likely at this point because he doesn't seem to want to budge. And I've I've been trying to still say, look, you know, there's still time to reverse course. There's still time to we finally put an end to all this. And, and putting an end would also include, like, ending the trash talk back and forth, where we just say we're just going to ignore each other and, and let our, each other do our own thing and be done with this. But right. he is he is just digging his heels in and saying, I'm absolutely not going to abide by that contract. And if that's what Druff needs for this to be over, I'm not doing it. And then so then I have to say, look you have to keep to what you agreed to. And if you're not going to, then that's not acceptable to me. I, I'm not asking for one thing extra. I want what was agreed to. So, yeah, I think there's, uh, even though people say, oh, you won't sue, you're too cheap, you, you, you won't do it, you're just all full of shit, you're full of hot air. Um, the only reason I haven't rushed to file a lawsuit yet is because I was trying to give a little bit of time for him to cool down and maybe come to a rational decision rather than, waste time, money, and energy on a lawsuit uh, and then feel like I'm at the point of no return. You know, why Why go through all that if, if maybe things can change when he cools down? But I, it looks right. like there's no cooling. And I, I just see things getting worse. I mean, just some of the things that happened this week just floored me. And uh, I, I, I really just see things getting worse before they get better. And I'm afraid that that's the only solution. I wish it wasn't. Right. But uh, it's in Mikon's court. He just doesn't want to. Uh, he just wasn't, doesn't want to play ball. All right. Moving along, uh, Judonk. What is his status? Judonk, you know, for all the bad things he's been saying about me recently and all that, if he actually could return to the site 
and not dominate it and not uh, become the focal point of everything and not have not have every thread turning into either him trolling someone or everybody trolling him. Uh, I, I'd be okay with having him here if he could just blend in with everybody, but he can't. And even if he says he can, he can't. And that's why I, I don't want to bring him back because he's just not capable of being just a regular user. He just he always has to be the center of attention. And I just I, I don't want one person the center of attention. Not even me. That's why you don't see my face at the top of the of the, the uh, poker fraud alert. It's not right. the Todd Wittellis fan site. It's it's a site that Todd Wittellis happens to run. And uh, okay. so that's why I, I don't want anyone dominating the site. You got uh, we got three more and we'll be done. Okay. All right, uh, third one or third. Yeah. Okay, Junior Seau. What's your opinion on this? Shock the world? Is it going to be? Is everyone speculating like uh, something, some uh, just offset of a concussion and brain damage that that causes today? Because everything I read today basically indicated that he wasn't in debt. He had a loving girlfriend. No, fin no financial problems. Uh, seemed happy in recent days. Do you think when uh, they conduct an autopsy? It's going to show him that, that his brain was basically just Swiss cheese and, and this is uh, what, what led to uh, his suicide? Yeah, I, I think there's a good chance of that. that uh, okay. It's always kind of weird when something like that happens and there's no clear yeah. reason for it. Well, and also the fact that he shot himself in the stomach, similar to the Chicago Bear last year that did the same thing, or former Chicago Bear that did last year, mm -hmm. so they would be able to analyze the brain. brain. So yeah. I wonder if that was the motive of why he did that. I don't know about that, but at least it makes it easier. Well, I, well that's what I'm saying. Right, yeah. right. Okay. Uh, okay, uh, two more. Does uh, Mitt Romney really have a chance? I hate to say it, but I don't think he has much of one. I think uh, we're going to have President Obama all the way through uh, a second term. Uh, the Republicans had a chance of beating him, but they had to put up a good candidate, and they didn't really have one for the second uh, uh, second time in a row. And uh, not that George Bush was a wonderful candidate, but uh, uh, I hate to say it, he was a better candidate than anyone who's come after him. And, uh, you know, you didn't even need a, a great candidate. You didn't need a Ronald Reagan type to beat him. You just needed someone good. And there just was not anyone good in the field. And that's why, you know, four years ago, McCain kind of won by default because everyone else uh, screwed up or, or wasn't any good. And and this this time it's Romney's turn to do it, so he's yeah. going to kind of win by default and then uh, lose in the general election. It's it's uh, something I don't like admitting, but it's the reality. And I, I know a lot of Republicans who say, "Oh, that's over for Obama. He's going to lose. He's unpopular." But you know, you had the Democrats saying this about Bush in '04. They were sure his goose was cooked, and uh, and I said, "No, no, no. You know, the incumbent always has a lot more of an advantage than you think." So. Uh, Bush won again in '04 despite problems, and uh, I think Obama's going to do the same thing. All right, and the last one, Dross, uh, this may catch you off guard, but we're going old school, buddy. To close out, I guess, my portion of this with you, are you ready to play a little bit of ass mouth pussy? <laughs> <laughs> All right, why not? I do it to everybody else. All right, now this, is, this may be a little awkward for you, but ass mouth pussy and your contestants are the one and only former girlfriend you dated, Lacey Jones. So we've been a cruise with her, according to many on the Internet. Okay. The second, I'm just kind of uh, just shaking up a bit. I'm throwing a non-poker person in here, Lindsay Lohan. Hmm. 
And the third girl is Martha Mikon. Now, of course, these are all hypothetical situations, so nobody please feel as politically incorrect that I've included anybody in here for anything else other than just pure comedy. But those are your three choices, Druff. Yes. Okay I was okay with this until the Martha part of the question. I was does okay Martha with the first does, does, does that make it uncomfortable? I really don't want to comment on that part. Like anyone, pretty much anyone else you can pick. Okay, let me think. Do you know Hollywood Dave's girlfriend? Yeah, I, I, okay, not everybody. I don't want to talk about her either. I, so you know, I still like, I like Hollywood okay, Dave. You know, I don't want to say Somebody in the chat, give me a, a third. We have Lindsay Lohan. We have Lacey Jones. Somebody give me a good third. Because like, we've already used all these, all the fuckable girls. Okay, the ones that we have are Lacey Jones and Lindsay Lohan. I need a third. Prefer, it could be a celebrity. It could be a poker girl. Just, like, we just, I've used all these poker girls' names so many times. It's just so boring to hear them. So I'm looking in the chat, waiting for somebody to give me... Yeah, we've used the Wisner. We've used Jenny Anderson. Ooh, okay. Oh, Nicole's nice. No, I don't think we've ever used her. She <laughs> buck actually comes through at the end. Okay, all right. There you go. Okay, I'll right. Nicole is nice. Is that okay, I'll, that's I'll be perfect. Okay. All right, Jeff. Okay. Your choices. Lacey Jones, Lindsay Lohan, Nicole is nice. You know how to play the rules. You're going to yeah, pick yeah, one hole yeah. and specify to the audience why... That specific hole is a hole that you chose. Well, um, I have to say, with Lindsay Lohan, I'd be afraid of uh, of diseases. And uh, I have to say, if I have to pick one of the three with a girl I'd be afraid of diseases with, I, I, I have to go with the mouth. And I know you can catch uh, oral herpes there if there's cold sores, but, you know, just provided that the uh, everything with the <laughs> mouth looks normal, you know, I, I go with that just to prevent the disease issue. Otherwise, I'd be really scared to do it. Okay? Um, now, that leaves the remaining two here. And... Uh, well, I'm sorry. So, tell me. Wait, wait. So, so Lindsay was what? Orifice? Uh, that would be the mouth. So, so, even with the herpes and all that in the mouth and cold sores? No, no. If she, if she had the cold sores, I'd have to change it. But, you know, provided okay. that I didn't see any... With then clean hygiene and the clean mouth, Lindsay Lohan yeah, is yeah. mouth. Okay. Yeah. And then, uh, so so we have Nicole's nice and uh, and Lacey, Lacey Jones. Jones, you know, former former cruise mate. I, I don't know why it, it's hard to even explain this, but it just I, I I would do Lacey Jones would be the pussy, and and Nicole is nice would be the ass. That's just uh, it, it. Just kind of feels right it's to me how it has to, to go that way. It just it, it's hard to explain, but it just kind of uh, it seems like when if if I've got to pick one of the two for one and one for the other, it just seems like the way I'd want to go. And, uh, okay. um, you know, that that's, uh, it's a little bit harder to explain that reasoning, but just, just sometimes, sometimes you feel like, I, I don't know, it's just like, especially, I think it's kind of Lacey Jones, I just, I don't see her as like a, a girl that I, I'd want to do in the ass. Like, it's just, for some reason, that's not where I'd want to go with her. You know? Like, it's just, uh... Well, you know, I, I, I can concur with what you're saying that if you only had one, I would I would rather go the the, the vaginal route as well. I mean, if that's if it, if it's either the I mean, obviously, if you had more time with her, then then of course there's going to be mixing and matching. But yeah, I, I see the logic in what you're saying. Yeah, I see the logic, but uh, 
Another note, uh, the Nicola's nice note that she was who you picked in the uh, in the butt, basically. Yeah, yeah, she was the. Okay, well, I can tell one. you from personal experience, I ain't no picnic either. I'm committed uh, to I, I'm committed <laughs> to do one of these with each of them. So I, you know, whether it's a picnic or not, I'm I'm forced to. No, I know, but I'm just saying from first time advice, I can tell you it's no picnic. But uh, <laughs> oh my, yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyhow, um, Druff, thank you for having me on. I have the uh, old radio laptop. Let me see what software this is, and you can tell me if it's possible. Um, okay, it's called EdCast. Uh-oh. The reason that I say uh-oh is not that it won't work, but I know nothing about EdCast, and I, I may have... Uh, you know what? I think EdCast may be the updated version, though, so it could be the same thing. Jeez, I, I wish I remember this. Um, I read something about that at some point. Um, when you start it up, what does it look like? Is it uh, kind of okay? I uh, started up. It says EdCast on the top left. To the, there's a left and right uh, decibel meter uh, that leads to a peak meter. Um, okay, so it's the same that software. Says live recording. Yes, yes, it's the same software. Thank you. Very good. Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that uh, they just changed it. You must have a newer version than me, but it doesn't matter. So now I'm not going to give the password on the air. I can text it to you, though. Uh, maybe that's okay, but how do I convert this so it, it, it goes okay, to so your server? You, how do I? You, uh, you click on the, you know where it says encoder settings transfer rate? Do you see that? Yeah. Yes, exactly. Do you see where there's something right under it? Where this probably says something about disconnected. Okay, this is where I see. This is what I see. That's right. Okay, this is where I see. I see live recording, and then I see. Uh, cone. How can I pronounce that? Cone accent AMC audio, then stereo mixer, then connect. Oh, add encoder. Is that what you're speaking of? Well, no. Under that, where it says encoder settings and transfer rate. Do you see that? Yes, and then it, it says B. P three thirty two K B P S four four one zero zero hertz stereo. Yes, and then and then this next to that it says disconnected. Yes, it does. Okay. correct. What you're going to do is you're going to want to. Uh, this is great radio, by the way. But uh, yes, um, right click on that on that line you just read me. Okay, uh, the last line I read you. Yes. Okay, it's. Uh, I'll read you. It says this is capital B. I'm sorry, Captain. No, 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 don't repeat it. Right click on it. Oh, right. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Right click on it. Okay. I feel, I feel like, I, should I do this in an Indian accent here? Like Delta <laughs> support? Okay. Uh, I right clicked on it. Okay. And uh, um, if you right click and then click on configuration. Okay. So uh, the first thing we need to do is, and it, with this part I don't care about people hearing. Do you yeah. see where it says YP settings at the top? Yep. Yep. If you click on that, okay. um, click on public server, see that little checkbox? Yep, it's, it already is. Okay, then erase the stuff about Donkdown Radio there for obvious reasons. Okay, and, it, it, it doesn't even say that. It says stream name, this is my server name, stream description, this is my okay, server description. Well, well, I, can leave, I can leave that there, right? I guess for right now you can leave it. Yeah, that's fine. Let me do. I'm gonna put it's poker fire alert radio. It make you feel better. I don't mind. Uh, yeah, I mean just yeah, okay. Right, I'll right. do it. Right, and then the same screen screen description, and then um, 
I guess you can. Uh, okay, so then for uh, stream then, URL, then then it'd be uh, uh, HTTP colon slash slash pokerfraudalert dot com. Poker. Okay. Colon eight thousand. What is our genre? Uh, I, I just leave that blank. You can put you can put okay. what you want there though. Okay, I'm sorry. After poker fraud alert dot com, com colon eight thousand colon eight thousand slash radio and it's the same slash okay. as they used on the HTTP, so it's the same direction slash. Okay. Then slash radio dot m m three u. That's m like Mary three and then the letter u all lowercase. Okay. One more time. Slash radio dot m like Mary three and then u. Okay, so repeat this back to me. PokerFraudAlert.com, colon, 800... No, 8,000. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, yeah. 8,000 slash radio... Dot M3U. Oh, I'm sorry, I have, I have two slash radios. It's only one slash radio, yeah. correct? Yeah. Okay, hold on, let me fix it's that. 8,000 slash radio dot M3U. Okay, slash radio dot M3U. Okay, now, I got now, it. Okay, now, you, now uncheck public server. Okay. Okay, now you click on basic settings... Okay. And what you're going to be changing, this is the most important part, um, where it says server IP, change it to pokerfraudalert.com. Server IP, okay, hold on. Server IP, poker pokerfraudalert.com, okay. Okay, and then... Uh, Bit rate, uh, sample rate channels, all that should be the same? Is yeah. That's default? And, and so I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to text you right now the password to put under the encoder password. Okay. okay. But the server port, uh, everything else is correct. Channels, sample rate, bit rate 32, all that is correct? Yeah, it should be bit rate 32, quality 0, sample rate 44, 100. 100, channel yep. Two, channel, yep. Joint stereo, yeah. The mount point slash radio, reconnect it, seconds. Yeah, encoder type MP3 lame. Yeah, because it's, it's going to be okay. lame. And server type ICE yeah. CAS2. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Perfect. So I just need to type in that password. Now, now people can hack our radio back. server since we've given so much information out, but uh, actually it's pretty easy to get this information. So, uh, okay, I, so I, I sent you, and that's the only thing I obviously never give to anyone. Um, yeah, obviously. Now, I, now if, if someone ever got it, I could change the password. But, uh, but I mean, what, are they, they going to break into my house to get the... I, they might. <laughs> I, you don't know. It's it's valuable stuff. That means with this now, with all the other instructions I gave now, anybody who has this password could start their own radio wow. show up on my server. And uh, now, okay, I, now I could kick them off though. Now just hit OK, correct? Hit, yes. Then you hit OK, okay. and then okay. all you have to do now. This is not going to work right now because I'm on it. But um, as soon as I disconnect, what you'll do is you will click on that same line you clicked before and then just press the button that says connect. Okay. Yeah, you're right. right? It's the same thing I use for... Same thing, yeah. Now let, me, now, let me ask you, uh, when I do feel the need to have late-night radio like this, uh, do I have your permission to... Would you like me to contact you first? Is this a one-time no, thing? I, you can turn it on when you want. That's fine. Okay. And this thing automatically... Has. It automatically saves it, but to actually appear in archives, I have to manually put that in. There's no uh, automatic system okay. to archive it, but there is an automatic system to record it. So 
whatever you do, every time you connect to this, it's automatically recording, and I will be able to move it to the archive, so you don't have to worry about that either. Uh, it may not be instantly available because I'll have to manually do it, but uh, you won't have to do anything extra for it to record. I gotcha. Okay. And, uh, well, I'm going to go get some water. I need to walk my dog. Do you want, I'll, I'll let you close since this is your show. Do you want yeah. to just so, so, yeah, summarize? I'll, I'll close this up and then uh, people could just stay tuned. And if for some reason you don't hear it, just uh, refresh everything. But uh, Okay. I'll be in the chat, guys. I'll be back in about three minutes. I just need to walk my dog real fast, and I'm going to get some water, and uh, I'll be back. And, Jeff, if you are gone when I get back, thank you very much for having me on this evening. I do appreciate it. And uh, nothing else, I hope uh, we've set the record straight as best we could. And uh, I think, you know, everything that uh, we could have said, we said tonight. Yeah. And uh, even some of it was said that was never heard. That's very true. And uh, (laughs) as far as the archive of this... uh, I, I will try to uh, I'll throw up at least part one before the crash and then I'll, I'll get part two up uh, later but uh, you know okay. maybe I'll just put it in a thread and then I'll put in the official uh, that's what I'll do I'll put both parts in a thread and then I'll put it in the official radio page later so look for it in a, in a thread about this and then uh, I'll be right back guys okay so uh, thank you for listening to this spontaneous radio show on PokerFraudAlert.com and kind of a preview in a way of what you're going to eventually hear. So, more comedy in the future. This was kind of a downer in some ways, but as Brandon said, informative. But it's the first time we've really been together on radio for any length of time since we were all together on Dogtown. So, you know, my throat kind of hurts from all this talking and I'm going to be very tired after only getting a few hours of sleep, but, but, you know, some things had to be said, and I, I just felt it was the right time to turn on. There was no 2 plus 2. Don Down was gone for the moment, and it just wouldn't have felt right not to turn it on. So, I hope you guys enjoyed the show. hope you learned some things, and, you know, even if you have some skepticism, I, I've been telling the truth here. I've been telling it like it is. I've been telling you what really happened. And of course, people can spin whatever they want, and they can say things to counter. They can counter my claims, but that doesn't make my claims any less true. And I wouldn't come on the radio and say these things if they weren't true. So, I don't want to spend all the time on this show and on this site complaining about things, but, uh, you know, complaining about the past. I want to look to the future, and I want this site to move to the future, but it is an ongoing situation, and I think it's important everybody knows the way things really are, and the truth. But uh, when we start our official show, me and Brandon and maybe Bowles, uh, we're not going to be talking about this. We're going to leave all that behind and uh, do a fun, positive show. So thank you again for listening. Stay tuned for Brandon's Into the Night Show. Should be coming up when he's done walking his dog. Thank you very much for everybody listening. And uh, just look for him in the chat and refresh the radio at that point and look for this in a thread. I'll be posting it. Good night.